look to the stars and remember who you are. Aloha, shifters, international friends, dreamers within the dream. This is Brendan, and you're tuned in for another very exciting, educational, inspirational broadcast of Paradigm Shift. In specific, right now, this is another very cool opportunity that we are doing through Paradigm Shift Destiny School. Tonight's topic, tonight's class is UFOs, aliens, and entities. So, of course, we are always joined by some fellow shifters here at the beginning of the show. So let's uh, all unmute our microphones and say hello to the beautiful people out there on the internet, guys. Let's uh, give some love to all the people out there. Go whoop, whoop, whoop. Oh, <laughs> awesome. Hello, internet. Love you guys. Sweet, guys. All right, guys. So again, thank you guys so much for tuning into this broadcast. My name is Brendan, a.k.a. Skull Babylon. And if in, this is a broadcast that's a part of ParadigmShiftCentral.com, a real-world interactive game to help shift consciousness. And one of the ways that we play that game is by creating conscious media, which is exactly what we're doing through this broadcast right now. And shout out to people who are tuned into this live and shout out to people uh, on our YouTubes. If you guys want to join this broadcast, you can just follow the links through the show information and go through the main website and then click the button that says join the hangout. And uh, yeah, as we get going, please feel free to share this broadcast. So the Paradigm Shift Central project is really about encouraging open-mindedness, healthy living, and the evolution of consciousness. And in addition to creating physical paradigm shift communities and ultimately encouraging people to choose to be the change they wish to see and helping invite them to explore bigger metaphysical ideas about reality and our potential within it, it's also about creating space to be able to practice talking about a lot of these metaphysical topics that sometimes many of us don't often get a chance to. So this is a digital space for us to be able to, in this case, practice talking about UFOs, aliens, and entities. And we're going to take some opportunity here to go around the circle and get some additional uh, in, in Initial, initial shot, initial ideas as we move through the show and uh, to hear simply what do people think of UFOs. So within this bigger scheme of things, what we're going to be doing is we're kind of going to be start connecting the dots and start lo looking at how these topics are actually interrelated. Uh, obviously, UFOs and aliens are one thing, but how can exploring what they are help us tie in more of an understanding of how they may even be multidimensional and how the concept of entities is a very broad topic in itself but we'll get to that as we get going but that can even be again quasi-dimensional entities we can even be talking about like gnomes and fairies ghosts we can be talking about yes that's right my good friend the elusive sasquatch so uh, we'll get to that as we get going but in the meantime let's get right into this and talk a little bit about ufos and just as a prelude I was talking to uh, a buddy, a buddy of mine who's uh, living in our household now, and uh, he's a guy who's a little bit younger than myself, and you know, he's beginning to get interested in some of these topics, and then I told him tonight, I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm about to do a broadcast on UFOs, aliens, and entities, and the first thing he said, he's like, he's like, are, he's like do you think those are real? And so, even in that moment, it was kind of interesting, because I was just like, oh yeah, there's still people who don't think UFOs are real. Meanwhile, for myself and for a lot of us, we've been kind of living with them being real um, for quite a while, at least for myself. And what I'll actually get to within this broadcast is uh, sharing a little bit of my own UFO experience that I've had. And uh, some of you would have heard that in past broadcasts, but I'm going to reshare it again just for the sake of uh, giving some more context and uh, connecting more of the dots. So as we get through the show, I'm inviting other people to be able to even share some of their own UFO sighting experiences and uh, anything else related to uh, ultimately a chance to 
share and ultimately a chance to explore and connect a lot of the dots within this awesome topic. And as we do, the picture connects and the bigger picture is revealed. So guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Again, please continue to share the show as we go through it. And to start off with, um, let's... Uh, uh, you guys, you guys can decide who would like to go first in terms of uh, asking, answering the question of what do UFOs mean to you, and as general as that is. So, if somebody would like to go first, please feel free to unmute yourself, and uh, we'll go through with that. So, waiting for someone to jump in first. Um, I know Jeremy is uh, definitely someone who would be capable if he. Yeah, well, I think we'll go with that. All right, Jeremy. So sure. we'll. Uh, We'll, we'll pass the microphone over to you. And just as a quick introduction, Jeremy has been on past broadcast. He's a part uh, of Paradigm Shift London, though currently in, uh, in Florida. And uh, he's is one of the people who I've really enjoyed talking about UFOs with over the years. And he's uh, really into sort of the MUFON approach and the recording of data and collecting different experiences. And he even said that he's got some interesting new news related to UFOs. So let's get right into this. UFOs, little dots in the sky, starting from scratch. What are they and what do they mean to you? Jeremy, go ahead. Um, yeah, so uh, UFOs are just, just, UFOs, what do they mean? It, it's, it means uh, unidentified flying object. Um, I guess if you're asking for like a more personal meaning, um, I think that UFOs, my interpretation of UFOs is definitely, I go with the extraterrestrial theory, which is probably the most conservative uh, theory. Um, some people like to speculate that maybe they're um, just spiritual beings or uh, sort of other from other times or other universes. Um, and, um, but I, I kind of, I think I go with um, just the more general conclusion that they're extraterrestrial. It's good evidence that they're, that we are not, are not alone. So I'll just leave it at that and pass it, pass the ball here. So. Perfect. All right. Thank you, Jeremy. And uh, yeah, let's uh, let's keep bouncing around here. And we do have a few people here in the broadcast. And just as an introduction of who we have, we have Andrew, we have Ashley, we have Brandy, Buffy, Jeremy, uh, who just spoke, and Michael Pratt, and Nick, and Brianna, and Roman as well. And uh, again, you guys are more than welcome to, to be here, to listen, and to jump in whenever you uh, feel called to. And so with that said, we'll, we'll pass the talk and stick around and get some more ideas as to what do you guys think of UFOs? And so who would like to share a little bit next? So we'll uh, just wait for someone to unmute themselves. And maybe, I know Brianna and Nick, uh, if you guys want to go next, we can pass it over to you. Um, and uh, maybe we'll do that. So if you guys are ready, feel free to unmute yourself and we'll pass it over to you. So go ahead, guys. And, and if you just want to quickly say hello and introduce yourself and what do you guys think of UFOs? Hello. So my name is Brianna, also known as Breezy Spread Love on the interwebs. Um, UFOs are kind of like cosmic ships that can transport higher dimensional beings and that's what they mean to me anyways i mean they, they do mean unidentified flying object but to me it means that somehow an entity is traveling through a space time at you know unfathomable rates and can do so without using fossil fuels 
that's what a UFO kind of means to me. Yeah. Hey everybody, I'm I'm Nick. I go by Nico as well sometimes. Wow, cool. UFOs. <laughs> UFOs are real and I feel like it, it takes a certain kind of person to be frequent UFO sightings. Perhaps if you're in a uh, higher you know conscious state you may have more frequent UFO interaction. Uh, not to say that people don't just generally or like mass sightings of UFOs like over Phoenix for example. Um, but that's that's it. I, I believe they could be multidimensional beings. Uh, I look forward to hearing what everybody else has to say to you. Perfect. Thanks, guys. All right. So again, like as we kind of get through this topic, um, the common theme that we're really going to get to, which again, for me, really connects a dot is uh, that little paradigm shift between maybe in the past, maybe we all went through this of sort of thinking about UFOs as being like a physical flying disc metal object type spaceship possible thing that we might have seen in a sci-fi movie and then eventually it starts to like shift and it's just like oh wait a second like maybe it is like more multi-dimensional maybe this is um again and and this is like something that uh that uh, nick will even be able to get into a little bit later um you get into the idea of it being like much more of like a uh, a light body vehicle or a Merkaba, a light ship in a sense and uh, again we'll, we'll go through this as we get going through this but uh, just within a little bit of my own reflection on what UFOs are, they're definitely, are there physical ones? I would think so. Are they all physical? No. And I think if anything, that's part of what I think about UFOs is the idea that there is a variety of them. So within this broadcast, we'll be able to identify uh, some of the common ones. And uh, yeah, we'll keep bouncing around from there. So who would like to go next in terms of introducing themselves and talking a little bit about what UFOs mean to them? Roman, we'll pass it over to you, and uh, go ahead. Welcome back. Thank you. And one second. Let me just bring down your microphone. Um, give me two seconds. My window's just kind of glitched out here. What? All right. You're good to go. Go for it. All right. Thank you. Um, it's not so much what a UFO means to me, but obviously what I've learned, a UFO is an unidentified flying object. So it's it, it doesn't have to be alien or you know, intergalactic, extraterrestrial craft. It can just be something you don't know. Um, but I think uh, William Cooper elaborated on it, and he believed, I, I don't think he believed, I think he knew for the most part that UFOs, um, the whole alien and advanced technology boom in the 50s was due to either from Roswell, like um, us discovering aliens and using their technology, but there are people who've speculated it's, it's gone back way before that. But I think the interesting thing about UFOs is they challenge our perception and our rhetoric. You know, because what do we know that's possible? What do we know five sensibly what, what you can do, what's possible? And that goes with uh, what was just said earlier about they don't use fossil fuels. Well, like, obviously not. They use something else. Although, wouldn't it be strange to know that there are UFO, what we think UFO-shaped craft that actually do use the same fuel as uh, let's, you know, a high grade military jet, like you gotta, it, it all strings along and what we know about reality in the state of the world today. 
and you know what's behind what or if they're just all random cosmic extraterrestrial vehicles um who knows right but i i think that's the greatest thing about ufos is it's kind of like a who knows like it's a huge question for sure man for sure yeah i like that in itself is uh again for me one of the things that is one of the reasons why I, I, I like to bring up the topic of UFOs because they are playing a major role within the paradigm shift within people sort of beginning to question reality. And if you look at what UFOs are doing, I think like that in itself is very interesting. Not so much like what are they, where are they from, what is their purpose, but ultimately pay attention to what right now are they actually doing to culture and what is happening is that people in a lot of cases may be out and about one day and they happen to like see a quote unquote UFO and have an experience. And suddenly, you know, like an average Joe might suddenly be questioning whether or not this reality is as cut and dry as he was led to believe. And then that could be a new rabbit hole for him. And he starts doing research or at least starts like looking up things. And then again, the UFO topic can jump into other things and jump into other things. And, uh, yeah, there's, there's a lot that is happening as a result of people simply having UFO experiences. And so from one perspective, I feel that like as consciousness, the universe is kind of using UFOs as a tool, as a catalyst to help wake itself up. And especially if we're looking at that as all UFOs as being consciousness in that sense. And um, yeah, at least again, that's, that's another idea as to why UFOs are, are worth looking at and, and what role they're starting to play. So let's keep bouncing around a little bit more and uh, here's some more thoughts on uh, what you guys think about UFOs. And as we get through the basic introductions, we'll just sort of open it up into kind of uh, free, so, free flow style, which means you guys can kind of jump in uh, as we go through it. And uh, let's, uh, again, we, not everyone has to do an introduction either. So let's um, just open up the opportunity for somebody else to say hello and share a little bit about what UFOs mean to them. And so if one of you guys just wants to unmute yourself and let us know, then uh, we'll go with that. And I know uh, da, 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 I know Tom recently joined. So Tom, even if you want to jump in, feel free. Um, or at least, Tom, go ahead and test your mic. You're, you're just looking to test your mic at least. Just go ahead. You can say hello. Hi. Yeah, we can hear you. Yeah. Oh, sick. Nice. That's so Perfect. cool. Okay, cool. Um, Tom, do you want to <laughs> say hello and tell us a little bit about what UFOs mean to you? Um, I don't know anything about UFOs. <laughs> that that could be that could be an answer. That's good though, because we need like you know a lot of different perspectives. So yeah, um, no, sorry, I, I was just kind of just joining and seeing what you guys are, uh, what, what 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 everything's about, right? I mean, like I don't know. Sometimes I look in the sky and like I, I'm hoping I can see one. Like I, I don't know. It's kind of like I don't really know what it is, but like it'd be kind of cool to like just see one. You know, just like in the sky, you know, and just, uh, get contact with it. Like sometimes they see airplanes and I'm like, Oh, is that a UFO? But it's like just an airplane, you know? <laughs> so that's all I know about UFOs. <laughs> really. what, what, what would you, what would you do? Let's like simulate a reality where you just saw a UFO earlier tonight. What, what would you be thinking right now? I'd probably be thinking, Holy shit, there's a UFO and I start pointing at it. <laughs> but, um, uh, I don't know. Like, I mean, I think, I think, well, we might be getting help from like extraterrestrial beings. Like, I think that's always a possibility. I mean, like, 
I read some like really like out there books like about like it was called like a Thayubian prophecy or something like that it talked about like traveling to like the ninth planet it's like it had something to do with like dimensions and like different layers of the universe and uh this one guy got abducted by these aliens i have no idea who they were um i think they're called thayub no they're called thayubans sorry yeah so they're thayubans and they abducted this guy and, and they took him to like like this new planet and they had to put like this like like helmet on his head like he was like the detail in this book was crazy he, they, they put this helmet on his head and he could like literally like when he arrived to this planet he said that the colors were so vibrant that he could like hear the colors and that red had like a thousand different hues and it was so beautiful he started crying you know like like it was just like totally out there and it just shows you how like some planets are more evolved than others and i think that there are different civilizations out there and i have different um like layers of like evolution and, and and the way he was traveling was through some kind of spacecraft too right like he was traveling so fast that like the planets were like like going like this right it's like oh there's saturn oh there's pluto or there's this there's that but it seemed like super slow so like i don't know there's some people who have said that they've been abducted by like you know extraterrestrials and i think it's kind of interesting how uh how they wrote their own story or their own perspective of their own experience of it so i mean either if, if it's fake or not i don't know but it's still interesting to um to read about and ponder about to see hey maybe maybe there is some kind of truth to it awesome yeah no that's a that's a that's a great answer tom thank you for sharing and like holy crap like that experience that you were talking about did you say did you say that was from a book sorry yeah it's uh, actually my it's funny my dad had this book my dad read this book and he like was planning to give it to me at a certain time and mm. I, think he, I think he gave it to me when i was like at around like 21 he's like tom i want you to read this book so i read it and um like at first it was so hard to understand because like the amount of detail that was there and there's like certain concepts that i couldn't comprehend in my own mind um but it was really cool actually one of the um one of the technologies in the book that was um talked about these um thayubans they had this thing they had like this thing in the ground and they would put their foot kind of like a pedal and they'd like pump into this thing and out of it would come water like almost out of thin air and uh my friend actually my friend alan he posted a really cool thing about um about how there's technology on earth now where they can take like water uh, or oxygen and it can actually put it into the middle of the earth and somehow there's condensation going on it's like hot air and cold air mixes with the oxygen and actually creates water out of thin air so you can have free unlimited water with oxygen just by like a few cranks of this thing so you don't even need a lake or anything you just gotta plug this thing down into the middle of the earth you pump it and then you got free water like that's unbelievable like if you could produce water out of air then that's like holy shit you can solve like most of the world's problems because water is so important and now just um just uh before uh, that that's again that's awesome this book though like was it presented as like fiction or is this like almost like sort of like a documentary in some like weird niche like fringe area um it was like a like a perspective like it, yeah it 
what the author said is that this actually happened to him and that the the people that contacted him, they said, you need to write about this and let people know. Do you know how old the book is? I'm not sure, but I could probably bring it tomorrow if you're, if you want me to. That could be a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that'd be cool, man. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. Again, um, I think what you're talking about there is super interesting and it, it just opening up into the scope of like what these other alien realities may be like, and not to say like realities in the terms of like another dimension of reality, but just in terms of like what their technology may be like, what their interaction with um, like, just like their environment. And uh, another thing that we'll get to more, but within like the UFO topic one of the big themes that it kind of relates back to is just like why haven't ufos been disclosed yet on a more public scale there's multiple answers but one of them that people will talk about is the idea that if ufos are revealed then suddenly like parallel to that there's also the idea of alternative energy resources and alternative means of transportation that will also be revealed parallel and so sometimes people sort of open up like guess the idea or you know look into the idea that ufos haven't been disclosed on a mass scale yet because uh like it's also related to um like people wanting to keep the technology for themselves and not wanting to put that technology out there just yet um so again we'll, we'll get more into that a little bit later but yeah it gets into the idea of like you know are there humans on earth who have been like creating their own ufos and reverse engineering or whatever you want to use or how actually real are concepts like levitation cloaking devices alternative forms of transportation and even inter interdimensional travel and even like the idea of opening up like portals and stargates so it gets into this idea of just like you know is the world ready to know this yet and does it make sense that disclosure is kind of happening in this soft way where which i believe it is it's not even so much like at this point we don't a lot of us we don't need cnn to come and tell us ufos are real like there's so much information out there and personal experiences but it is kind of like this like soft disclosure where people are kind of like waking up to it individually and then through there the collective um comes but we'll get more into the topic of disclosure as we keep going along uh Tom, thanks again, man. That's uh, really good. And, and if you can even get the name of that book, um, post it in the chat and, and we'll go back to that at some point. But I think that was really, yeah, getting like water out of thin air. Like it's, that's not an alien invention, man. Like that's something we can do too. So are aliens us from the future? Stay tuned. We'll keep talking about it. Um, let's keep passing the microphone around and have some more people. And everyone's just like, yes, <laughs> everyone's gonna, let's go into some more conversation and get some more people uh, sharing a little bit about what aliens means to them. And thank you so much, everyone tuned into this. Please feel free to keep sharing the show with your friends. If you may be new to this, uh, definitely you can uh, even join yourself. And maybe if you have a UFO experience yourself that you want practice talking about, this broadcast could be four hours, it could be five hours long. Uh, This this is what happens when we do these. There's a lot to talk about, which is good. And so let's keep documenting it by passing the talking stick around. So either amongst uh, Andrew, Ashley, Brandy, Brandy, I think is new, Buffy or anybody else who would like to go. Um, if you guys want to unmute yourself and share a little bit about what UFOs mean to you, please feel free and go ahead. So we'll just give it a second there. And um, maybe I know, does anybody want to just like do like a general introduction? And if that, if not, that's totally cool. We'll keep bouncing around. All right. So that's cool, guys. And again, like as the conversation unfolds, please feel free to jump in at any point. Um, okay. So, Brandy, you can. Okay. 
Brandy, welcome to The Hangout. Is this your first time here? I think so, yeah. I know you can awesome. Facebook, it's Brandy Cole. Okay, cool, cool, awesome. All right, so Brandy, welcome to The Hangout, and we'll pass the talking stick over to you so you can say hello, and what do UFOs mean to you? Okay, well, uh, well, I was 10 years old when I found a book on telepathy, so I was in fifth grade. And then I was like 13, the first time I started seeing light chefs. I didn't really think that much of it. I thought it was really cool. I know that there were several of them when um, it was actually at a girlfriend's house and we were sleeping outside on a, a trampoline. And so it was probably about four years after that that I started being clairaudient and I started hearing spirit. So it, at first it sounded like I would hear someone say something and then someone in the room would say it out loud afterwards. And so that happened to me for a while. I was, you know, kind of getting these clear audience telepathic messages. And a lot of other things were like awakening to me at the time. But then it wasn't until 2012 that I was reading a book and I clearly heard a voice say, come outside to the garden. And so I was actually reading Gunvala Melchizedek's book, The, the Flower of Life. And so I got downstairs and I was going to go outside, but then I decided not to go out because there was like a little bit of fear there. You know, I didn't have children, so, um, and it wasn't the first time like I've heard voices tell me to do something or whatever. So I was used to it and I didn't go outside, but they said, well, come look out the bathroom window. So I go in the bathroom and I look out the window and there was no stars at all to be seen in the sky. And it was really like just foggy or cloudy. I was like, I didn't see anything. And so I was like, just wait a few seconds. And so I said, okay. And then all of a sudden this like really amazing like green light came through the clouds and it was like kind of angelic shaped. It was there for a few seconds and then this really bright like white strobe light started like pulsing through um, the clouds. And I was like, oh, that was a really interesting experience. And I had already started working with the co-creative White Brotherhood Medical Assistance Program. So I had started doing healing work and I had been studying you know, herbs and ethnobotanicals and all these different things for a really long time. And so like I knew that it was contact and I knew that several of the other voices that I heard were contact. And so I started doing medical intuition and working with star beings and stuff with my with my healing and um so yeah it's definitely exists it's definitely real um then i got the, the download to get ordained as a priestess so i went and got ordained in the order of Melchizedek on november 4th of 2012 started reading people anyone that gives me permission to connect to their higher self i can read them no matter where they live on the planet. So I had been doing that for four years, but during that time I had continued taking workshops with different people. Uh, I went through this process at a workshop where we connected with the 12 dimensions of the lower heavenly world. So with the Pleiadian energy, Sirius, that's like fifth dimensional, sixth dimensional, Arcturian, seventh dimensional, um, the Orion, the Elohim, with eighth dimensional beings, ninth dimensional beings is like related to 
Andromeda, and then 10th, 11th, and the 12th is Lyra. So I started, let's see, before that, I started hearing different languages, and I'm trained in early childhood education, psychology, and American Sign Language. So one day, it was probably been about two and a half or three years, I started just like moving my hands in this weird way, and these different like dialects or different tones were coming out of me. And then back to that class I was talking about, so it was like a couple months later, I was sitting at the class and after we did this like special connection to the um, 12 PowerPoints of the Earth, clearing the nadis and the meridians, just amplifying the frequency, all these things that I was doing to rewire to receive the higher vibrational frequency. And then all of a sudden the teacher starts speaking her star language and I was just completely blown away. And there was about 20 of us there at that particular workshop. And so I've really just been working with light beings for a while. And then I received nine rites of passage from the Peruvian shamanism, and that's called the Munaiki rites. And so that actually connects with the Pleiadians. And my frequency just went completely really really high to the point where I just speak these different languages all of the time I speak them when I'm in healing appointments and a lot of the times it sounds different whoever gives me permission to connect with their higher self like I'll start saying these different things over their body and then they'll say oh I talk like that sometimes or you know when I'm talking to my grandkid or when I'm singing I like sound like that and so I really just like tap into the person's soul language and I guess that's really just all I want to share about that for now. That's awesome. Thank you, Brandy, for sharing that. That's, um, it, that's that in itself. Um, I, I was just going to say like, a, I'll, I'll pass it back to you in, in a second. I'm just kind of curious. Cause like a lot of those topics for some people, for many people have probably not even really been introduced to that aspect of reality in terms of like, other dimensional entities like coming through and whether you're calling it channeling, but like having that awareness. Um, I'm, I want to be able to sort of ask you, and this is like kind of a big topic. It's kind of a big question, but how would you explain the concept of in your case being connected with like your higher selves or being able to like communicate through different light languages? How would you explain that being possible to someone who isn't familiar with with like a lot of these concepts so like explaining it in a simplified way if you could and if you just want to unmute yourself go ahead so i didn't really know much about the higher self until i got that map book by michelle small right co-creative white brotherhood medical assistance program and it teaches you how to connect with nature co-creatively in a healing coning so you connect with deva of healing and can and deva in sanskrit means angels so basically there's like an angel for everything they're the architects of the universe and you can call upon them you know basically to manifest and do all kinds of different things and then you have like a scanning session. So the involution dynamic is the nature. And then you have the evolutionary dynamic, which is pertaining to, like I mentioned, the White Brotherhood Medical Assistance Program and the higher self. So you have 
this balanced four-point coning of connecting with nature to receive information and light, and then you also have this team that can like work on you. So anybody can have like a healing team, like you said. But what I learned about the higher self is that it's an aspect of you that's multidimensional, and what we're doing right now is learning how to embody more of our higher self, more of our higher consciousness and our higher vibrational light frequency in physical form. And let's see what else do I want to say about that. So it's almost like if you could imagine that, you know, we're in the third dimensional universe, our higher self operates from higher vibrational dimensional levels. And so when we like go through the spiritual process and bridge these dimensions and like interweave them, you know, via the meridian system and the, the 12 chakra system, that's like the electrical etheric double of the physical body. So the physical body, bones, muscles, organs, that's related to like the chemical coherencies of our cells. And then that yeah, etheric double that I mentioned, the light body, or it's related also to the Merkaba, like you mentioned, mer meaning light, ka is like the activated light body, and then the ba is the celestial soul. And it's like a vehicle of ascension, so it's kind of like a starship or a light ship in a way. Like we were talking about with UFOs, it's just it's spinning so fast that it can look, you know, like like it's like a ship, I guess. And let's see. You can ask, You all you have to do to connect with nature spirits or the devas, like I said, or your higher self is just say it out loud because your word is that powerful. You just say, please connect with the higher self. And then you'll feel like a shift after about 10 seconds. But I would only suggest staying connected at first for maybe, you know, like 20 minutes to 40 minutes or getting that book that I mentioned from Michelle Smallright. It's M-A-C-H-A-E-L-L-E, small, S-M-E-L-L, right, W-R-I-G-H-T. And she's a nature researcher um, in Virginia. She makes flower essences. And several other of her books have helped me to be able to help, like, release entities from people or non-beneficial spirits, like fake cords, um, just, like, all different stuff. So working with this book, this program that she created, it, it completely, like, saved my life because I had a lot of spirit attachments. I had depression and anxiety. My frequency was vibrating pretty low. I was at about like 16 hertz at the time that I was at my lowest. And I know that that's a brainwave frequency. But at the time, your physical being actually needed to be like well over that to be able to heal. So it was taking me a lot longer to heal. So like as you increase your frequency, the cellular velocity and the turnover with physical regeneration and cellular renewal happens a lot faster the more that you can embody your higher self and that higher vibrational frequency. But all frequencies are divine. All frequencies are sacred. I'm not saying that anyone is better or less than depending on their frequency. It's just that at the time I started doing this or you needed to be at like 120 to heal. And now it was like 850 hertz to heal because in the last four years, the vibration of the planet and frequencies have increased so much that we're being prompted and required 
by our higher self to look at all of the unhealed aspects of ourselves. That's why it looks like there's so much like crazy stuff out in the world because more, this is what I believe anyway. I'm not saying like everything that I'm saying is what this is my perspective. The more that people are raising their frequency and becoming more consciousness, it's making other things, what is perceived outside of us to look more darker because it's bringing all of these shadows up to be healed. It's bringing all of these things that have been hidden to the surface for integration. Cool. Thanks, Brandy. That's awesome. You can <laughs> take a take a break for a second. That's great, though. Yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah, and again, so I mean, like, what what I'm, what is interesting again with with a broadcast like this, with a community like this, is that we do get a great variety of individuals who have their own experiences and are experiencing reality from many different perspectives. So I mean, in a lot of ways, kind of what we're opening up to is like the potential for some people's life to naturally be like very more multidimensional. And in Brandy's case, like whether that is like related to, you know, like her ability to sort of tap into those different aspects of herself and extensions of herself and the self healing and things like that, or whether it's people who are just like very, very in tune with their dreaming and are very into like lucid dreaming. And then other people like may not sort of like totally be like having their focus there, but maybe their focus is coming through in other ways. Uh, everyone is like unique and everyone is important. What I was interested by is um, kind of what you were saying is that like the vibrations quote unquote are sort of like shifting and uh, even how as a result of that are UFOs becoming like more commonly seen. And this kind of gets into the idea and I'm kind of curious just to sort of like pass this open and maybe, uh, maybe Jeremy or anybody else might want to uh, respond to this. But the idea that I'm really fascinated by is like, are UFOs sort of seen by certain people who are at a quote unquote, quote unquote vibration that sort of allows them to see them or are UFOs kind of choosing like who they show themselves to sort of thing. And it's like kind of like this thing where as you sort of quote unquote raise your vibration, like it actually allows you to be on a frequency, which makes the UFOs like more visible to you or more attracted to you or something like that. Cause I mean, this can get into the idea of actually being able to uh, call in UFOs, uh, human initiated contact would be the term, which uh, there's a lot of interesting stuff related to that. David Greer um, t- talks about that. If that's the same, I believe, but yeah, let's keep Steven bouncing. Greer. Stephen Greer. Thank you. Um, I knew it wasn't right. So let's keep uh, uh, Jeremy. I'm just curious, uh, maybe passing it to you since we haven't heard from you in a little bit. Um, what are your thoughts on the idea on like, are UFOs becoming more commonly seen and does it relate to possible ideas of like, however you want to explain it? Um, yeah, well, I think one thing that we have to consider is that there's a lot more, um, we have footage now, like everyone has their own phones now. So um, I track, um, I, I go onto the MUFON website um, every day and that's where a lot of people send their sightings. And um, the I'm 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 actually not sure if the statistics have increased dramatically since the since since MUFON started. They average about thirty uh, sightings a day on MUFON, um, and not all of these are like completely unexplained sightings. Um, but I definitely think that people are documenting them more just because of the technology that we have that's accessible to to us now, um, cell phones, everyone has cameras. So 
maybe I don't have a statistic on this, but um, I, I would imagine that there is some more photographic evidence now than there has been in the past. Um, but that doesn't mean we like um, there's sightings that go back to 1800s and 1900s. Um, the UFO subject actually got started um, by astronomers in the 1930s. Uh, actually, and I, I'm kind of blanking on his name, but um, it goes back to um, the guy who discovered Pluto in 1930. Uh, he discovered Pluto and he actually saw giant um, green uh, cubic rectangles floating in the sky that were, he said, were like a couple miles long. So Clyde said, Tombow? Clyde Tombow? Um, I can look it up here as, as we go. But yeah, he... Sorry, go ahead. He, yep. Yeah, the astronomer that discovered Pluto, he has, a, he has a famous sighting. And he's one of these people that kind of got the whole ball rolling with people starting to document them, even though sightings had gone back a long time. Alexander the Great, um, there's... If you look, um, there's a book that I want to buy right now, and I forgot who the author is, but um, it's going to be at the MUFON Symposium, um, or, or was at the MUFON Symposium last, like, last week or something like that when it was. And um, anyways, he, it's about um, pioneers in the Wild West, that, and all the UFO sightings, and it's like, it's a book just all documenting all these different UFO sightings that are extracted out people's journals. Um, but anyways, back to the, the astronomer who cited, uh, the astronomer who discovered Pluto, um, he saw um, a, uh, a series, it was, just, it was just one night, it was a one thing, night only, it's Clyde Tombow, yeah. And he um, saw uh, giant green rectangles in the sky that were a couple miles long. So, so these sightings that go back quite a ways and, and there's a lot of, um, and, and this is before the, I like going back to these older sightings um, because they, a lot of people nowadays who are just learning about the subject, it's easy to look at um, YouTube documentary culture is very um, politically anarchistic and libertarian with a lot of these um, kind of things um, like the um, well not so much Joe Rogan but the Alex Jones and um, the uh, uh, the Curtis guy Adam Curtis and a lot of these a lot of these YouTube documentaries that come out have this uh, this bent that it's uh, you know that this is uh, UFOs are misinformation you know um, they're real but they're it's the government trying to like mess with people's minds because the government is just that evil and like that whole kind of thing right I'm not saying the government isn't evil, but I don't think that UFOs, as I, I, I won't talk about that, but, but, because I think it's government destruction of people that live where they are. So um, it kind of gets into what your general call on people are in general, um, but um, the government will reflect that. But, um, um, but anyways, I, I like kind of going back to these older sightings because they show that this is something that's been happening for a really long time for the possibility of government mismanagement or government, um, uh, government cover-ups and stuff like this or government um, misinformation campaigns where they want you to believe in UFOs so that they're keeping you scared. Because like I feel like that would be one of the easiest ways for people to kind of um, learn a little bit about the subject or even have their own sighting or see someone else and then kind of dismiss getting into it more because they figure 
that they're just uh, wasting their time because it's uh, some sort of government thing. So, um, but yeah, there are a lot of really like legitimate older sightings that um, uh, go far back as we have history to tell. And, and, and but getting back to your question, I, I, I'm not sure if it's a if it's a vibrational thing or not because I, I a lot of the people that I have met are not you know like spirit walker like fifth dimensional people who have had these experiences. Um, a lot of them are just really normal people. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, but, I mean, Go ahead. I, I can't speak to I can't speak to that, but I mean, I mean, so. But yeah, yeah. Like one, one of the most incredible, couple of the most incredible sightings I've had are from just conservative old ladies that would are not senile. They're like sixties or seventies now, but they have incredible sightings when they were younger. And these are these were some of the first sightings that were told to me that just kind of blew my mind. And one of some of the other more like 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 mind blowing sightings that I've heard about were from people who we're not spiritually inclined at all. So, so I think that that theory really lacks um, surface evidence. Now it might be true underneath the surface, but yeah. 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 And so just to, sorry, Roman, one sec. Um, Yeah. Just kind of like going back and like paraphrasing. um, And we did have a new person who joined the game who I actually want to introduce in a minute. Um, But yeah. Okay. So just like to clarify, like it's, it's not, I'm not like saying that like you have to be high vibration in order to see UFOs, but investigating the idea of does quote unquote high vibration have a correlation for being able to like have interaction with UFOs and things like that. Like are UFOs actually choosing to like interact with certain people of uh, high vibration? And I guess high vibration in itself is just like a bland, like sort of a blanket term for kind of ex- ex- it, it, people who are kind of at least already open to some of these like higher dimensional ideas and maybe even getting it back to the idea of each of us being an antenna and each of us being like a signal receiver and like also like sender. And I feel like as you sort of even physically like health wise, clean your body and things like that, you actually become like a better antenna, a better receiver. Um, it, 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 again, I'm not saying that like, yeah, like it, obviously, obviously a lot of normal people are seeing UFOs. Um, but at the same time, I feel like there are some people who are kind of like developing a little bit of a different relationship with them. And then whether you're calling these like contactees or whatever, it's just kind of a, it's just kind of an idea that's kind of out there and it kind of like, it, it does tie in with uh, some other ideas I feel, but we'll, we'll keep moving through some other stuff. Um, I did just want to mention there actually was a recent UFO sighting actually in Arizona, um, which like the Phoenix lights is a big UFO sighting that would be something that some people would recognize. Um, and that happened uh, back in the day not that long back in the day back in 1997 um and uh yeah so it's interesting to actually have that and I actually kind of wanted to be able to play just like this like short uh, i don't even know if it's worth it no it's not even worth it but it's basically just like news reporters um talking at the end of the news uh and, and it's just kind of actually you know what I'll, I'll just sort of like play real quick anyway so i'm just going to switch over to screen share and then after we do this we're going to introduce uh a new player who has joined the game who might have some interesting perspectives on the uh, ufo topic and such so um what i'm going to do 
I'm going to switch this over to screen share real quick and I'm going to unplug my microphone and people hearing the recording of this may be able to hear it through my speakers and we'll see. So if everyone's still mic'd, here we go. All right, I'm playing. Look at your screen right now because these lights in the sky have a lot of people talking. This particular clip out of Gilbert, we immediately reached out to Luke Air Force Base, rolled them out. They stopped flying at 5.30. And the National Weather Service got word of this because of our phone call. And one more look for you. This video just in from the viewer, Todd Goodman, who tweeted, Did anybody else just see a UFO? The National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, not confident with an explanation on this either. Once we get any clarity, though, we'll let you know. I'll need to that is, uh, as far as I know, like one of the most recent broadcasts, literally happened like two days ago, that kind of like made it onto the news and was a quote-unquote like mass sighting uh, in you know, Arizona and stuff. And, and for those who weren't able to see the video, it was just kind of like three lights kind of in the sky. Um, so, I mean, it, it's interesting, right? Like why, if UFOs are like a conscious thing, why are they showing themselves to people? Uh, and, and what is, again, what is sort of like happening as a result of that? But with that said, I actually want to pass over the microphone. Sorry, Roman, go ahead. And then we'll, we'll introduce our, our next, um, our next person. So Roman, cause you had something to say. Go ahead. Oh, well, yeah, just, I mean, I am, I live in Arizona, so I can kind of bring like firsthand um, perspective to that, the whole Phoenix Lights thing. But I know you really want to introduce the person, maybe. Um, but we hear it on the news pretty much all the time. Any, any time there's any kind of weird hysteria going on with aliens. And the governor at the time, when they first happened, uh, joked about um, discredited them, but he came out many years later in the 2000s and was like, I think they're legitimate. From what I hear, being governor, him, him being in that position gave him, you know, I wouldn't say firsthand uh, knowledge about the event, but he's definitely, he definitely believes it if you see the interviews. Um, that too, and the point that Jeremy and Brandy were making about the whole higher thing. I think they exist, whether or not people are conscious about them or not. And you'll notice them, you know, whether or not, and what if they're all true? Like hum, uh, human beings can initiate contact. They just appear wherever there's some kind of manifest destiny, perhaps, you know, it's all just very speculatory, especially with the high vibrational thing. It's very, um, it's, it's loosely based a little bit, but it, it, it can come from belief too, you know? So that's all I had to say about it. Go ahead. Mm -hmm. That's, um, yeah, no, that's a great thing to hear is again, you know, like just what you were talking about with the governor actually sort of ha having an experience with that as well. I think that's really interesting. Um, and I think like that in itself is actually kind of what is happening through the soft disclosure is that some people who have forms of celebrity status are actually openly talking about UFOs. And uh, one of the uh, most recent ones um, that I can sort of point to is uh, actually Tom from the band Blink-182. Uh, some people might have seen this, but like he is totally into UFOs and like, yeah actually like the email conversation going back between uh himself and like hillary's sort of one of her like assistant people 
And this is actually something that maybe Jeremy can even talk about at some point too, because I know with the coming elections, like as much as it's like a completely separate topic from this, there's one thing that sort of caught Jeremy's eye and he mentioned it to me and it caught my eye, but it's kind of like uh, Hillary Clinton's assistant. He's had as some sort of uh, like conversation topic related to UFOs and possibly might want to bring more of that to the public. Jeremy, go, go ahead and fill us in. Yeah, for sure. That was actually going to be um, um, the thing that I was going to talk about was um, one of the, the most recent WikiLeak um, uh, email that was uh, um, uncovered or whatnot um, has uh, Hillary's campaign manager, do um, uh, emailing back and forth with um, Tom DeLong, I think his name is, who is the, I think he's, the, I think he's either the lead singer of Blink-182 or... He's like the I, secondary guy, not the main he's not guy. The first, but, he's yeah. not the main guy, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, um, but anyways, Tom DeLong actually believes that he is going to be the conduit, he thinks that he might be the, like, the, the conduit for exposing um, or for helping for the government to disclose um, what's going on. And interestingly enough, he actually got a meeting with John Podesta, who is, to my knowledge, the only uh, active major politician who is not just like has a UFO experience, because there's a lot of them that have that, um, but are like not sure about it, but who is actively pushing for UFO disclosure. He's Hillary Clinton's um, campaign manager. Not good as a person. Well, that's that's you know that's debatable. I, I I've actually been a fan of John Podesta because of UFOs for a long time. Um, he um, for the for the for what he does with UFOs. I mean, um, is is pretty it's pretty remarkable considering that he's pretty much the only polit major politician out there who is even considering. Uh, who's, who's even interested in this subject and he's actually a huge proponent for um, disclosure or for at least um, more uh, awareness in the public of the subject. And he is a, we do, all we really know about him is that he's a believer and that, that he has, he's not a, that he's not a, a skeptic about UFOs, but um, that he um, uh, is like, wanting to get more of this information out there to other people. He thinks that people are ready to know. Um, he, he sees it as a uh, matter of, um, of public trust to release this information. And um, however, I, like I was, I was listening to this really good radio show the other day. Um, and like, it looks like this, this is like current news, by the way, this is, this is something that is like happening right now. Tom, uh, Tom DeLong, just met with John Podesta. They had a an interview. Um, there was, I think, one of the previous heads of like um, not of Wright Force Air Base, which is kind of like Area Fifty One's like non-secret sister base, um, and a few other like military heads all got together with John Podesta and Tom DeLong, and they had a conversation. Um, I know that Tom DeLong is making a documentary on the subject. Um, I don't think that those in those military people are going to be in it, but uh, John Podesta definitely is. And uh, maybe we'll get to find out exactly um, how much John Podesta knows, or if he's just like super interested in the subject, maybe he doesn't, maybe he doesn't even believe in, in it at all, but he, he, maybe he's, maybe he is a skeptic, but he just wants to know more, more about it. But 
he has been the only politician um, basically at all that I'm aware of um, that has uh, been a proponent for disclosure. Um, so, so yeah. Um, as, as to whether he's a good or better person, I, I, I don't really believe in bad people myself. Like I think everyone has something that they're really, is, is really great about them. So even, even Donald Trump, who I think is, if anyone qualifies as a bad person, it would be him and even him, I don't think. I cannot Whoa. say that about Adolf Hitler. Oh, I'm, I, you know, he, even, even, even he was doing what he thought was right for the world, so. I cannot say for Adolf Hitler. That's fine. Without having to, without having to get into too much debate over how evil Hitler was, um, there is a link of the topic of Hitler being like in touch with aliens and things like yeah. that. Oh, yeah, there is actually vegan, and he was against hitting animals. Yeah, whatever. There's an objective good, and there's an objective evil. Someone in a political mm -hmm. hierarchy is pretty much an immoral person just because of their stance, no matter how they view the world. He's obviously mm -hmm. commissioned to be a part of some quasi UFO exposition of some sort. It is maybe, not, that is not maybe clear, not. that's not surface, that's not, that's not legitimate, it can't be, especially if it's right out there in the open. And God, Trump, everything, everything you hear about him in well, the media is, I've watched I, videos that count for countless hours that prove everything they say about him is out of context, exaggerated, or straight up lies. And when you actually see the source of the matter, he's actually not that bad of a person at all. And any of the views anyone holds against him, they're actually false. They're debunked. In other well, words. without having to get into too much of a debate uh, over politics, um, let's keep I, bouncing I around. On, <laughs> I'm sure a lot of people have opinions on it. Um, let's keep bouncing around on the UFO topic, guys. Uh, Mike, you want to say something about UFOs? Or is it yeah. about Hitler and aliens? So. Um, well, the only thing that's connected is that Hitler was around during that, that time. That's the only thing that's... But it's about UFOs, totally. Um, so, it's very interesting. You know, we have this drawing of... As we see the alien as a gray. Do you guys hear me okay? Yeah, it's it's okay. Go ahead. Okay. So, you know, as we see this, it's the stereotypical image of what we would call a gray, you know, um, uh, you know, the big eyes and gray looking, you know, uh, you know, we see them in the movies. We see, uh, you know, this idea of uh, the gray was well, interesting because it, in the 1900s, um, uh, any, anybody who's familiar with uh, uh, Alistair Crowley, um, he was in uh, Egypt, and when he got his, this idea, which was actually uh, a chilling, he called it, coming, just heard a voice, you know, dictate um, this book, this book towards him. But when he actually drew this, you know, that gave him this whole uh, uh, philosophical um, spiritual ide ideology of, um, you know, do with the will and that whole thing. Where it came from, when he actually drew, drew the picture of what that thing was, 
which he called I was or uh, a lamb looked like a gray. Now it's really interesting when you really do that type of uh, research is that you find is that he was very much into the uh, the, the, the space age. Uh, like he worked with uh, Jack Parsons, who was a person that worked with um, rocket fuel. Rockets take off because of, <laughs> because of Jack, uh, Jack Parsons' work. There's actually a, a crater uh, on the moon, this would be the dark side of the moon, named after uh, uh, Jack Parsons. So it, it really is interesting, but the thing is, is that what we see this uh, image of the gray looks very similar to the drawing that he drew of uh, Lamb. And so there may be some connections there. So that's um, mm -hmm. some very interesting things that I've observed. And it's like, it's always cool to, it's just, there's so many connections, man. It the just keeps dots, getting, yeah. It just keeps getting more interesting and more interesting. I think yeah. that it's all tied together. But the thing is, though, is that even though it's usually presented as a, you know, something to be scary or uh, malevolent or whatever, I actually think this is like, just the next stage, you know. Um, they're really looking into the space age and getting uh, in contact with, and in fact, that's one of the things I believe he said is that, um, you know, when you really look at it, it, uh, it is getting information from higher uh, intelligence, if you will. And, uh, he considered Iwasser Lamb to be his uh, holy guardian angel. That was weird. You know, we think a holy or <laughs> holy guardian angel looks like mm -hmm. a gray, but uh, so yeah, interesting. very very interesting. Interesting. Yeah, I think um, from there you can get into like some of the ideas of you know even people talking about like meeting grays and in dream space or interdimensional experiences of like related to abductions and are grays like a multidimensional being can they sort of face through dimension? We'll get more into some of those ideas and again we're going to start opening this up into the question of like what are aliens and uh, you know more of the idea of bringing in entities the very broad term of entities into that. Um, before we do that though, uh, Brandy is actually about to head out, so we're just going to pass the microphone over to her and uh brandy anything else you want to say before you head out go ahead and thank you for being here thank you for the conversation i know i don't really get on these calls that much but um we definitely do receive and send out healing energy for all of us every day and i just really want everyone to know that your word is very very important it's very powerful so what you think about what you feel and what you say matters, what you write about matters, and because we're all co-creating this reality together. Um, also about the water, the water can be programmed for about 70 to 80 percent water depending on who you talk to. Um, and you can actually shift these biophotonic crystalline light particles that we are made up with 
involved. And also with the entities, I know you guys would love to talk about entities and stuff. There's a lot of different types of entities. There's most of the entities are like co-created emotional and mental entities, and they have been co-created both in childhood or passed down through family lines as a means of survival. And then there's also discarnate entities, and there's a lot of nature spirits that have been like attaching to people and vampirizing uh, as well, because, you know, as we heal, they heal. Um, and like they, they're not trying, the nature spirits aren't trying to hurt us, but because we're a host environment, our body is a host for all of these microbes. You know, different miasmic patterning, chronic miasmic patterning. It's like um, miasm is like an underlying cause of a lot of diseases and dysfunction in the human body. And when you have a karmic miasm, it's its own entity in a way, and it can it can form and it can attach itself into the muscle memory. And then you would need to go through like a cervical musculature flex. So you'd have to have somebody um, lifting your head. You'd be like on a massage table. I don't know why they're having me tell you this, but um, like on a massage table. And then you would hold the place on your body wherever the shock trauma or karmic miasmic patterning would be. And then you have someone else like lift your head and you would, they would say, please clear the karmic miasmic patterning which would help release this like entity type energy from you. It would release from the Atlas one or from the governing 20 at the top of the head. You wanna drink a lot of water if you do that process. I can type that up and put it on the website. Like just, you know, like, you know, to help people like to release that or something. And then along with the entities and different things that can be affecting people, are different types of extraterrestrial implants and they can be inherited and passed down through family lines and they can look like little discs like i've had you know like removed like these little like it, you know they could look like a little cd or something like it could be like a disc or it could be like something placed over the third eye um over the pineal gland and like these like little like film like things can get actually removed from from people's energy fields. Wow, thank you for sharing. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Brandy. You have, a, you have a very inspired mind, Brandy. Thank you, thank you for sharing your, your thoughts. I, I, appreciate, I appreciate listening to you, so. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I do it for all of us. Yeah, it's really cool. I, I how do you, I, I was curious, um, you, you said that nature spirits attach themselves to us, or is it those co-created childhood spirits that attach, or, or is it both? No, sometimes nature spirits do. Like, I can give an example. Um, so it all goes back to me working with my team, right? So there was a guy here, um, I think it was maybe like three years ago on my birthday, and he was installing a dishwasher in my kitchen and it was somebody that my spouse knew so someone that we had known but we don't really hang out with him much and just out of the blue he asked me if I do house clearance I think I was mentioning something about I don't know if I mentioned something about being a priestess or mentioned something about the healing but all of a sudden like I couldn't really breathe right 
And I'm like looking at him, I'm like, what is going on? He's like, well, my baby can't sleep. My daughter can't sleep. I can't sleep. Or the dog was like barking like crazy. And all of a sudden, like my face started to get red. And so I like ran upstairs and I grabbed like a couple boxes of my flower essences. You can look up what they are. They're like for, for healing, vibrational healing and stuff. Another time. I'm familiar so with I'm them. Okay, so I come downstairs, I'm like, sit at the kitchen table. I told my husband to get our baby out of the kitchen. And all of a sudden, it felt like there was like a needle going in my finger. My face was getting hot. So I opened this coning, you know, with with my team, with nature, with him, and my higher self. I connect with his higher self. And you know what? Normally, I would just help the human. But I immediately shifted my... Um, attention towards this being that I started to see in my mind's eye, which if, if I could like it, describe what this particular being looked like to you, I would say that sure. it's a nature spirit that looked like iron filings. You know, like what iron filings look like when you have like a magnet under a paper or something, it gets all like jagged and stuff. So that's what this particular being looked like to me. And it had like, a, like, a, like this long hook on my finger. And so what I did is I said, okay, what do you need to balance and stabilize? And I shifted the essences to this being just by holding the bottle, asking for pan to shift it for me because the pan function can shift. You know, I can hold like magnesium, calcium, whatever. I've got a whole different tray of all these different minerals and stuff that I use. I put the freaking pill on the spoon and I say, pan, shift the mineral to whatever. So I balance this being, I release it to source. I think I asked Pam to shift it. Sometimes I work with Archangel Michael now, but at the time I wasn't working with the Archangels. And so then I like shifted my attention towards the sky and I was like, okay, well, what do you need? And I shifted the essences to him. I like put the drops on his tongue or whatever. And then all of a sudden he was like, I feel fine. My whole face was like beat red because at the time, you know, three years ago, I had only been doing these readings for like a short amount of time. It was like, he had this huge relief. Everything started to calm down. The being was fine. He was fine. The guy wasn't even like in his 40s, I think. And I found out from asking my team, they said that that being was connected to his soul for 60 years or something, which is longer than he was alive. So it was... It was something from definitely longer. So that showed me that there is something like a past life kind of thing. And then it was like two weeks later, he came back to the house and I had like opened his crown chakra and like cleared his third eye. And he was like really happy because he was sleeping. He even said that his hair was growing back because he was like the only guy in the family that was going bald. So it was like absolutely crazy. And that's just one instance of something that I need to and a lot of this stuff goes on scene. A lot of people don't see what I do on a day-to-day -day basis. But um, working with nature, like I said, it completely saved my life and we are more powerful than we give ourselves credit. Cool. Sweet. Awesome. Brandy, thanks again for, for joining us. Um, you're heading out shortly then? Is that... Yeah, I'm going to sign off now. I got to get okay. the here. I've got children. I've got to get off to school in the morning. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thanks for sharing. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, I think again, you know, when we start getting into like the concept of like the elementals and things like that, that will kind of tie back in with what we were talking about just here. So that's perfect. Okay. All awesome. Right. Cool. All right. Take care. See you, Brad. Awesome.
All right, guys. So we'll uh, keep bouncing around here, and um, yeah, I, I want to be able to like get into the the concept of like what you guys think aliens are, and what can aliens be, and and things like that. So, um, I mean, just kind of like connecting the dots here. Like, what is the deal with UFOs? Like, they are a mystery. That's what we know. Are there different types of UFOs? Absolutely, there are. And again, I think some of them may be like more physical. Some of them may be more multidimensional. Some of them may actually be like us traveling back through time, if you want to think about it that way. And there's a lot of actual footage. Um, there's a lot of footage actually that is very interesting and kind of like shows UFOs kind of like almost appearing to go in and out of uh, portals, so to speak, um, around and outside the Earth's atmosphere. Um, there's a few things I did want to talk about, and uh, I almost want to just try seeing what I can pull up um, here. There's a because we were talking about like kind of like various celebrities who are kind of like uh, involved with UFO disclosure and things like that, and we've talked about it. One of the things I want to get to in a minute is actually um, there's a documentary that you guys can check out on YouTube, and it's actually of Dan Aykroyd. And uh, he's like a well-known actor. A lot of you guys would know him, you know, from Ghostbusters and, and back in the 90s. There's a full documentary. If you just type in Dan Aykroyd UFO, it's uh, called Dan Aykroyd Unplugged on UFOs. It's from 2012. And it's actually him, like, just, like, literally talking about UFOs for, like, two, an hour and a half. And it's really, really interesting. Um, I was going to, at some point, just kind of pull uh, a random sound clip um, from that. So... Let me just try and pull that real quick. Um, it's a really good film. I, I let's, it. Jeremy has seen it. Yes, yes, Jeremy has seen it. it. Um, yeah, okay. So let me, let me just try and like pull uh, almost like a random clip here from this documentary. I, I don't know exactly what is going to be said in this, but we're just going to give this an opportunity to just kind of like play for a minute here. Um, I know there's a few things that we want to go through on the list. We do have a new friend who has actually joined and I want to be able to get them to share a little bit uh, after we come back from this. Uh, Roman's got a presentation that he wants to be able to share uh, related to connecting some of the dots that we were talking about earlier and also like even related to like human origins and like ideas of like Anunnaki and uh, sort of origins, uh, you know, like are we seeded by aliens? And it, it gets into a lot of interesting topics. There's a lot for us to talk about and really just kind of reminding us that this is about practice. Um, this is about sort of connecting the dots. We are kind of crossing over uh, the conversation topics of, again, aliens, entities, and UFOs. It's all connected. And um, yeah, let's just take a moment here to listen to what our friend Dan Aykroyd has to say a little bit about uh, UFOs. So I'm just going to pull this up on my screen share. And again, um, I'm going to do my best with the audio by turning this around and uh, getting the microphone for my speakers on my computers. But again, you guys can look look it up on YouTube. And uh, if you just type in Dan Aykroyd unplugged on UFOs, um, let me just kind of see. Um, I'm just kind of skipping through here if I can just sort of like hear randomly. Okay. All right. Okay. I think this is a good part right here. Okay. So this is going to be like, you're going to hear the guy who's filming the documentary, just talking to him for one second. So stand by guys. This is uh, Dan Aykroyd talking about UFOs. Here we go. If you were the ambassador for earth, what message would you teletype to ET? If I were to speak for mankind to these beings that were, were coming here, um, I guess what I would say is, you know, let's go to some neutral place. Um, let's have a meeting with scientists from all around the world, world leaders, 
let's sit down and, 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 and basically have a sort of a forum with, with you, the, the extraterrestrial or extra-dimensional beings. Let's, let, let's sit down and, and kind of get to know each other. And, um, you know, human instinct is pretty good. And I think, uh, you know, it's, it would almost like be a sort of a G8 style kind of summit with world leaders, scientific leaders, and these, these beings. And you'd sit down with them and, you know, after about a week, uh, or even a couple of days, or maybe a few hours, you would really sort of get a sense of what, of what they're up to. But of course, you know, childhood's end, Arthur C. Clarke's great story. Uh, it looked like these beings were, were benevolent, even though they had an, a malevolent appearance. And in the end, we find out that they, they meant no good for our, for our planet. So I, you know, I mean, I think it's important that uh, some branches of the military and police uh, be, be briefed on these uh, uh, in, in a very real sense and be told, you know, they are real, people are being abducted, there is mind control in play here, and that we do have to be vigilant. Now, if we knew that there was a purely benevolent race, like if uh, something happened in Iraq where all of the electronics went out in the American military and uh, all of the insurgents' uh, rifles jammed, uh, or uh, we saw all of the uh, polluted uh, waters in North Carolina from the pig farming completely healed overnight, and different signs like this, then we would know we're dealing with a benevolent species, and then we could really be open and welcome. Uh, but then again, we would have to be cautious, because beings with that much power could give the impression that they're here to help, when really they're not. So the verdict is out on all this. We, we just... All right, so... Um, actually, let me just hear this last part. Which ones are benevolent? Which are ones are malevolent? And the degree to which uh, they're going to continue um, interacting with our planet. But what would you? All right. So again, that was a little bit from the clip of the documentary um, Dan Aykroyd unplugged on UFOs. Um, I mean, again, like there's a just it's just interesting hearing him talk about it, and even just like within there, he was just like, oh yes, you know, like these are like extra dimensional. Uh, things uh, that we are dealing with. Um, so when we're talking about extra dimensional, we're, we're getting into the realms of like, you know, consciousness existing beyond the physical and uh, existing, you know, this is where you can even tie in like concepts of like dream exploration, which we kind of talk about. And this is like where we can get into the idea of entities and entities being able to communicate to us even through the dream space and even through like meditative spaces, um, which is an interesting thing in itself. I've had friends who you know have had experiences where they go into like meditation and be uh sort of like face to face with a very visceral experience of like another entity like a blue entity that might have like their third eye or a bigger head or something like that um so it's like the inner space is is still like the space that we are exploring uh as much as ufos are getting it us getting our attention outside it doesn't seem that that's the only place uh that we are able to communicate with these other entities I do just want to be able to take a moment here to um, we have a, a special friend who is actually in the chat. And uh, if that special friend um, actually uh, we're just going to be able to have like a little bit of a conversation with them. So I just want to give a shout out to, uh, to our good friend Zylock. Um, Zylock, if you just want to bring yourself up on uh, up on the screen and uh, you can just kind of like do a little greeting and uh, we'll, we'll have a little bit of a conversation here. Now, Zylock um, himself uh, is uh, an, an, an alien. He is an alien. And uh, Zylock, do you want to just show yourself uh, on your camera real quick and, and, and I'll uh, manage things so that we can have a little bit of a conversation here? 
Um, there's Zylock there. So, so there, there's Zylock. Uh, Zylock is actually one of our uh, co-creators here at Paradigm Shift Central. He's actually uh, one of our content creators, and, and he's had some videos already up on, on, the, on the network that you guys can check out. Um, I'm trying to recall Zylock's. Zylock, when you get a second, if you can send me uh, the direct link for your YouTube in the chat, but it's also a universe. Um, Univerus uh, is his name on, uh, on his YouTube as well. And we'll get the exact link for that, but you guys might have seen some of his videos. They're like how the brain is like a hyperdelic antenna for consciousness and other popular titles um, that are so complex that I can barely even remember the names of it. But Zylock, let's, uh, let's, let's just have a small conversation here. So Zylock, say hello to the people of the internet. Here, one second. Greetings, earthlings. Welcome, Zylock. It's, it's a pleasure to have you here. Um, it, it, it's really an awesome opportunity. We don't always get to interview uh, aliens here on, on the Paradigm Shifts broadcast that we got going on. Um, but yeah, thank you for being here. It is a pleasure and an honor to partake in this virtual meeting. So, uh, Zylock, I'm just kind of curious, um, uh, like, in, in terms of, 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 uh, of, of aliens and, and things like that, um, can you maybe give us a little bit of an explanation on to uh, maybe what UFOs are to some degree? The so-called unidentified flying objects, which humans perceive in the skies, are actually hyperconscious multi-dimensional vessels. Unicom, otherwise defined as the Universally Networked Intelligent Conscious Observational Microcosm, is the name of the hyperdimensional superconscious vessel, which we inhabit. Our consciousnesses are vibrationally entangled with the consciousness of this hyperdimensional vessel. The vessel's vibrational mechanics are based upon a hyperdimensional string energy temporal toroidal vortex drive, which permits a plethora of functions to be consciously utilized. Some of these functions include but are not limited to, universal hyperdimensional remote viewing, vibrational materialization, vibrational manipulation, vibrational time-space translocation, vibrational propulsion and much more. These systems are based on string energy phases, which are able to be vibrationally shifted to achieve specific results. That's uh, thank you, Zylock. Um, some of that is almost like even like hard for us to to understand with our, our regular human brains. Yet, yet to your mind, I can understand that this is just like natural to you. Um, but I, I know you won't be able to stick around for for, for too many questions. But uh, yeah, you know, like what what do you feel is kind of like the the ultimate the ultimate message that that UFOs are, are trying to uh, trying to get to get get us to understand in some way. We are all one, but fragments of the infinite hyperconscious singularity. That is a good way of putting it. So, uh, Zylock, thank you so much for, for being here. And, uh, yeah, I, I really enjoy you sp taking the time to, uh, to, to spend uh, an opportunity here on Earth uh, communicating with us humans. It's, it's, really, it's really awesome. So. It is quite intriguing to partake in this conversation about UFOs, extraterrestrials, and hyperdimensional entities. Very cool. Very cool. Um, so uh, yeah, it just uh, on that note, I, I think we'll, uh, we'll we'll say goodbye to, to Zylock, but reminding people to to check out um, Zylock has a, a YouTube channel, which I'll I'll mention in the next couple minutes for you guys. Um, but yeah, Zylock, thank you, thank you so much for for joining us here, and uh, I, I really appreciate it, and I really appreciate the YouTube videos that that you make, and I look forward to being able to learn more about this hyperdimensional uh, reality from from you. So thank thank you again. Live limitless and adapt.
Farewell, fellow beings. Awesome, awesome. All right, thank you, thank you, Zylock. We we love you, dude. You're awesome. So yeah, <laughs> that was really awesome. That was really awesome. <laughs> All right, so um, let, let, let's keep, let's keep bouncing bouncing around here. Um, and uh, Zylock will will be kind of in and out of paradigm shift uh, here and there. But uh, again, I'm gonna give you uh, Zylock's YouTube. Uh, Zylock, if you can just send me your YouTube link. Uh, in the chat when you get a second, uh, that'd be great. And, and then we'll be able to pass that on to, to more people. Um, so yeah, let's, uh, let's keep bouncing around here. Um, guys, it, opening up the topic and, you know, we'll bring back UFOs and stuff into that in, in general. Um, the topic of, again, and like aliens, as, as, as the term aliens kind of gets brought into this conversation, there's a lot of different things that we can think about. Um, and one of the things that's interesting is that, yeah, you have like your sort of your Hollywood depiction of aliens that are kind of like this completely foreign being with maybe tentacles and it doesn't speak English. And then you get this other idea of aliens actually being a very humanoid being in themselves, uh, which, which personally I'm really interested in. The idea that if that's the case, then perhaps humans aren't just this unique thing on earth and perhaps like the bipedal form of a humanoid is actually something that we see throughout the galaxy in in many different cases and and is something that is like far older than we may know and now here we are on earth as like a, a, a you know a sequence a version along a sequence of like bipedal conscious beings and so um i know roman actually wanted to talk uh, a little bit uh, about some of the origins and stuff related to um are humans like seeded by the anunnaki and the anunnaki is kind of like the term that we're talking about for like ancient aliens and, and things like that um but let's just kind of get into things uh, just as a a general idea in terms of like what you guys think about aliens and uh you know again like if we can sort of focus in on like what is going on within the bigger story and consciousness why are we interacting with aliens what if anything are they trying to teach us and kind of even as Zylock was saying you know I think in a lot of cases there's like this idea that <clears throat> that earth is kind of this school and then it's actually being observed by many different participants in sort of this bigger story and a lot of them are actually here to be able to help us shift consciousness because they're not actually separate from us like they're literally us so i mean Zylock is like literally us doing what it can to help it us wake itself up and and so i think that's kind of the exciting thing is once you sort of not think of aliens as being so alien so to speak but they're actually just another form of us as consciousness in a different form who's perhaps sort of took on a different role to sort of be kind of like a babysitter for earth with without us even knowing it in in some cases so um again that's just one idea as to what some of the aliens may be doing and then you get into the idea of like <laughs> even aliens like living underground and uh again them already being like here on earth in very humanoid form and maybe even them having advanced cloaking technology so that they can camouflage themselves and maybe some of them are reptilians and are actually uh our politicians um hey, and there, hey, is so... a, there is a one second there is a really interesting thing i want to get to eventually about a hypothesis related to the atlantis and it's an alternative idea that might be new for you guys but let's uh pass it over um that was elias that was you was it not and if so, go ahead and, yes, and yes, jump back. Yes, uh, Can, can y'all hear me? No. Uh, yes. Yes, yes, we can hear you. And uh, yeah, so Elias, we'll pass over to you. And I know um, I'll, I'll give you the talking stick with the idea of talking about aliens, but you also want to talk about like the UFOs and vibration stuff as well. So 
go ahead, man, yeah, and welcome yeah, to the hangout. Uh, I was I was walking to the store, man, when you were talking about that, and I would have cut in, but you know, like when I walk around with my headphones on, you know, people are driving around, and I don't want to, you know, have that disturb the call, you know, disturb the energy. But um, I was gonna I was gonna talk about UFOs and, and vibrations, but this is gonna be really short. I'm just gonna use an analogy. Uh, you know, since you're already wearing a Spider-Man shirt, I'll just use a little Spider-Man analogy. You know, when Peter Parker got bit by the spider, how do you know that the spider didn't choose him? You know, it's like when people see a UFO, it's like, what if it's not about the vibration? What if it's about, you know, they're choosing to let you see them and just you, you know? Because uh, you think about it like this, you watch those old Kung Fu movies, getting trained by the old master at the waterfall and you know the guy he's kind of young he's kind of dumb but you know sometimes if the movie gets to the point where the young guy becomes an old guy himself he kind of gets a further grasp upon uh what the old guy first told him you know kind of like when i was talking about enlightenment and when i said it, every time i feel like i'm getting closer to it it's harder for me to put it in words but you just have that feeling there, you know? That's just what I think about it. I didn't really have a whole lot to say. Just, you know, kind of like, you know, when the flash got hit by that lightning bolt, the lightning bolt chose Barry Allen, you know? It's just like, you never know what you're gonna get chosen to see or experience, you know? Sometimes it's not even, you know, being chosen. It's just um, the occurrences. But um got to say one thing. I did kind of have a small grasp on, uh, not going to say like a big grasp, but I kind of had a tiny grasp on what uh, Zylock was saying. And that's, that's some far out stuff, dude. Some far out stuff for real. But um, that's, that's all I had to say about UFOs. But aliens, I mean, really, I think about it like this. We're all on this planet, right? Well, you got to look at it like this, you know, think about it inside the box and open it up. You know, aliens, we call them aliens because they're from another planet, right? But then there are all these people we talk about being reincarnated from star systems like Sirius or Andromeda or uh, Pallides, Pallidian, I don't know how to pronounce that system, Pallides, I just don't want to make it sound the like Pallidians. Um yeah, polite, polite, well, yeah, Palladian, and um, dang, I, I forgot the other name, but you know, you get what I'm saying, like, people are getting, you know, put on the planet, born in human bodies, but, you know, got souls from other beings, it's like, you know, for me, I'd say, you know, it's probably the other way around, you know, like, if Xylox really from another planet, that's probably a couple of us flying in over there, you know, humans born in, like, some other species body somewhere, and, you know, I think that's, that's just what's going on. You know, I think that this whole thing is just one big word cross puzzle and we're just slowly connecting all the dots until we come to what the word, you know, the word, because, you know, that's how you do word cross. You, you got to connect all the words before you can circle the whole word. Look for all the letters. But uh, that, that's all I had to say, you know. I mean, I can't really, I don't really want to say that aliens or grays or, humanoid because you know there might be someone that is like straight up 
uh, that has like a lion's torso, you know, no, a lion's like bottom half, but might have like a human top, you know, kind of like a, cent a centaur, but like with a lion bottom, you know, or that might be like someone with a gray alien head with a grizzly bear's torso with uh, kangaroo's legs. You know, there's no real way I can, I can say that that's what I think aliens are. They, they could be anything, man. They could be blue people, green people. You know, they could be like little blobs of gas that talk like on Futurama. It's just, you know, I don't know. It's just hopefully I'll live long enough to see one for real, for real. Now, I'm not saying that Zylock ain't an alien. I'm just saying, you know, like, like from another planet, like, like coming out of the ship, just being like, hello. And I'm be like, oh, man, please don't kill me, bro. But that's all that's so I'm just gonna that's, go ahead and pass the talking stick along. Cool man. Yeah, that's I'm gonna that's gonna be like a viral video in the future. Aliens come out and some humans just like, Don't kill me, bro, don't kill me, bro. <laughs> like, don't take me, bro, all over again. Um that'll be the the first video of aliens. Um but yeah, the thank thanks Elias. And and I like that you put in some uh some Marvel analogies in there as well. Um which is interesting cuz I was just like checking out stuff on like Barry Allen today, uh the Flash. Um but yeah, okay, let's uh let, let's keep bouncing around uh with some more ideas. Uh we do have a couple new uh we do have a new player who joined the game. Devin is actually here. Uh we'll get him introduced in a second. Uh, I did just want to say um one sec for for anybody else um who's maybe in the chat and is just listening if you guys want to just watch on youtube uh please do that um just because i think there's a couple other people who are looking to join and then that'll free up room because we are at capacity right now so if you're comfortable just listening to the broadcast if you guys can just um leave the actual hangout and watch from youtube um that'd be perfect and uh shout out to everyone who's uh chatting on the youtube as well we do have some people there and we do have uh, one of the questions that i just want to bring attention to that we can kind of bounce around as we go but it gets into the idea of uh hasa asks can aliens be a thought form and have capabilities of inhabiting any physical being they choose so that's an interesting idea right like does consciousness need a physical body in order for it to like have a form uh like you know like a consistent identity so to speak um and then it gets into the idea again you know like more of like entities and a, a lot of other stuff um which will kind of like again sort of gradually feel open this uh open this box as we go through things um in the meantime i, I want to be able to pass it over to to devin just because he got here recently um and then i want to be able to get roman to share a bit of his presentation i know michael's got a point um we'll just pass over to devin first so devin we kind of went through the group and we asked people like what do you think of ufos what do you think of aliens what do you think of entities um we'll just give you all those questions at once and if you want to like maybe just uh introduce yourself and say anything that you want to say feel free go ahead and we can hear you yeah you guys hear me it sounds it sounds me? okay yeah if you want to okay. just even move move the microphone a little bit closer that might be fine is that better don't kind of just yeah, throw it Okay. Yeah. I'm, just like, yeah I'm on like my break. Uh, I'm on my break. It's like quickly touch on what um, we we're just talking about, and it's like I'm, I'm gonna bring up like my teacher here. I'm like, gonna bring up I lost my teacher, and like literally where I'm at with training in terms of the subject. What is sentience? Being alive, and, and the answer is like I got back with like my grown awareness. Is that with a body can be sentient? And so I was like, then what's a body? It's like a body is something where consciousness can be seen by like 
Conscious, a body is something that consciousness can see itself within. So that can literally be anything, like um, a certain frequency. It can be sentience. Um, a color can be Like, it's all part of the one being that we all encompass, that we're all part of. And it's like different, I kind of take it as like different cells inside, a, uh, inside of a body, right? So if there's like a red blood cell, there's a white blood cell, there's just like different kind of cells. And so, like, when I try to make contact with spirits, the way they talk back to me is not in just, like, communication is, it's, um, we're not talking towards each other. We're passing consciousness towards each other. And so, it's, when you, when you meet someone with a, with a similar level of awareness in a certain subject, there's connection. And that's what that connection is between different kind of sentient beings, you know, um, for some reason, blue brings out something in you. And with that last question, you just asked, like, is there a way our thought forms can, you know, manifest and occupy something? That's entirely true. There's the different, the different, the amount of realms there is, is just, it's like, I kind of like to bring up infinite because that's, that's, that's the potentiality of it all. Right, so think of an example. Shoot. And I guess that's actually all I really have to say is that like everything, everything has a body and everything, everything is sentience of itself. And it's just like a collection of just different, different vibrations. But I'm conf like the question I have for myself, it's like, what separates like words between me and you and it's that line that's the connection between me and you but it's that line it's that it's that way between us and you know the universe like the moon can be an alien it could be watching itself it's it could be watching the earth like you said at the school like all the different planets are sentient of its sentient of themselves and, you know, one done is a body. It's it's something that consciousness like it's it's something that passes consciousness through itself. The sun being, you know, it's it's a body of uh, of light. Um, you know, something that's cold has its own body. Something that's hot, each color has its own body. Right? It it occupies a different realm. And it's it's sentient to itself. It knows it's it's there. Space it takes up and we can concentrate on that and kind of, and it's, it's that line that, you know, that defines secret entity, actually the connection is happening. And so it's, that brings me to the question, like, who, like, I guess, who is watching there? Like, what's connected to <clears throat> in that sort of way? So, I mean, what aliens could look like um that could like is the answer to that anything you can like for you to imagine to have a bright imagination it already has to exist somewhere your imagination is not pulling from somewhere that does not exist it has to be in your awareness for you to become to for you to imagine it right so like when you're attaching different you know maybe like a, a centaur like the last person was saying, had a human tongue, 
or you know elf ears something has to be in your awareness for you to imagine it and so when you're imagining Oh, okay. We just lost Devin on that. He was on his lunch break, so I guess it was over. Um, he might jump in back in. We'll we'll, we'll give him a second and and to see. Because um, I was going to ask him, you know, like even <clears throat> he was kind of talking about like ayahuasca there, and without having to get too much into a conversation about ayahuasca, it's getting into the idea of like, do plants actually have a quote unquote intelligence entity spirit to themselves personality if you want to use that word um which is like a again it's just like how big do we want to make the term entity um but then you can like get into the idea of uh you know something that was even related to like what i posted earlier in the week of that um video of like the strange anomalies that kind of look like orbs within uh video footage that i have and like are those aliens are those entities in themselves like can the universe kind of like inhabit a variety of many different forms. And it seems to be that the answer is yes. And then kind of what Devin was saying is that like, ultimately these are just like vehicles. And so like the universe can get very creative as to what type of vehicles it wants to use. And one of the things, and this is like kind of taking a couple steps back um, when we were talking about like the different types of UFOs and stuff, we were talking about, you know, how there can be physical UFOs. And then you get into the other side of how they're actually something more correlating to like a ball of light a light body vehicle or Merkaba, if you want to use that term, uh, a light ship. And like the word Merkaba, M-E-R-K-A-B-A, um, if people aren't familiar with that, again, kind of translates to light body vehicle. But you uh, get like the idea that each of us kind of has uh, a toroidal shape around our body as an energetic field or almost like two triangles overlapping as like a star tetrahedron kind of thing. And then when those like spin in opposite directions, it creates like a magnetic and electric vibration. Like, again, this is kind of like ideas and stuff and you activate this through meditation, but dot, 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 there's one idea that is like, an, a, a, whether they're a human or call them an ascended master or just an alien, there's the idea that like, this is almost a divine ancient technology that can kind of be activated from a higher understanding of like being in tune with oneself. And then it gets into the idea that like, this is actually what some aliens theoretically like use for traveling through space. Like they're not even in so much of a physical ship, but they're actually in a light ship that they've created through the power of their own thoughts, which is like an idea that is like, for some people they are just like, that sounds ridiculous. That sounds insane. Um, but just sort of like, tagging it in with kind of this bigger picture um it also for me kind of tags into the idea that even when you start talking about orbs showing up in, in images um one idea is that the orbs aren't so much like a specific type of entity but rather what we're seeing as the orbs are like little balls of light flying around inside like you know like our just they look kind of like fireflies or again like they could be like big up in the sky like up in the sky and stuff like that um but are orbs so much their own individual type of entity or this is what I'm getting to are orbs just like the common vehicle that we are kind of seeing that in themselves can house a variety of entities, which I think is kind of like something that for me kind of like makes more, a little bit more sense. It's almost as if like the, you know, the orbs that we're seeing, they're almost just like, uh, it's just a vehicle. It's just like a car. What's inside the car is actually different depending on each orb, so to speak. And then again, that's why you get like some orbs like up in the sky that people see, um, which in themselves like are actually like an, an intelligence, an entity, uh, kind of like you know floating up above the sky and stuff like that. Um, again, this is all sort of uh, some of it's like kind of some big ideas, um, a little bit shifty in a lot of ways, but 
it's all information. So just think for yourself and leave it there as a possibility as we continue to connect a little bit more of the dots. Um, we did have a couple more people who actually joined the game. Uh, I just want to give them a chance to say hello. Um, and then uh, I want to bring it back into conversations about like, uh, like aliens and, and I want to give Roman a chance to share some of his uh, presentation and I also wanted to be able to share a little bit of my own UFO sighting which was a triangle UFO that decloaked uh, right over top of me um, that's the short story version of it basically in itself right there um, but I just want to give a shout out uh, I just want to say uh, welcome to a new player in the game uh, Gentle um, if you just want to check your mic feel free to go ahead and, and say hello hey man yeah, hey, how how y'all doing? Good, man. Good, good. We can hear you. Sweet, um, dude. If you're if you're uh, willing and able to, uh, you're welcome to jump in a bit on this conversation. If you uh, feel the call to talk a little bit about what UFOs mean to you or aliens, um, we can pass the talking stick over to you. So, if yeah, you're down absolutely. for that, then sweet, man. All right. So uh, go ahead and, and go ahead and you can introduce yourself and talk a little bit about what we we're just saying. So. My name's Dave. I'm uh, I'm actually from Ferguson, Missouri, and uh, I think I joined probably about three or four months ago. And uh, as far as the topic that you guys are talking about tonight, it's like it's a huge one that's sort of going on in, in the world right now. Um, there's a lot of t- cover-ups. There's a lot of action uh, that I see out there. And you know, for me, uh, meditation was uh, a huge. It basically saved my life, and it led me to a place. Uh, with inside of myself that um, speaks nothing but truth. It's, it's uh, the place that I, I'll call absolute love. Uh, the absolute truth is love to me. And when I sit in that place, anything that I look at, no matter if it's uh, disinformation or, or whether it is the truth, uh, it really just sticks its, itself out to me. And, you know, uh, as far as aliens and what's going on right now, um, I've, I've had the experience of seeing some stuff in the sky that uh, was pretty amazing. And, and um, my, my mind could not explain it to me what it was. And, you know, uh, as far as extraterrestrial life out there, there, you know, there's a deep knowing within me that that's the truth, you know, regardless of what it looks like. And um, there's a lot of information out there that uh, there's more species than just one. You know, there's, they say the grays, that's actually a species that from my understanding is here to hold humanity down. And then there's like 34 other species that um, are actually here to lift humanity up. And uh, so like when people are contacted, uh, they're contacted because from my understanding, um, they're not even supposed to be here. And the, and uh, I, I was, I was typing something just as I got on here and I was like, man, I'm just going to get on here and speak, you know, because it, it really calls to the heart to get to talking about this type of stuff. Because in meditation, um, you know, for me, meditation, yeah, I've uh, some very quiet places with inside of me. And really, it's a, it's a practice to be able to walk in the world and be uh, open to receiving any type of um, sort of information that I'm getting from the world. And uh, when I'm closed down, I'm not able to receive that it's only when the mind's open i can really get a um, get a taste for if it's the truth in here and so uh, a lot of stuff out there brother for me yeah I, I it's a knowing it's not even a belief no more it's just a knowing that there's something um, much bigger than you know u.s politics or or even the worldly stuff that's going on uh it's out of this worldly type stuff you know so the 
the shift that's happening is a, is a beautiful one. Awesome, man. Well said. And uh, yeah, I'm glad, I'm glad you felt the call to, uh, to, to join into, like you said, even just like talking about this stuff from the heart almost like activates, like the spirit kind of gets excited. It's just like, whoa, like, yeah, it's like, this is, ah, oh, this is happening kind of thing. And, and, and it, you're right. Like it is happening on a global scale and it's becoming like more and more. Uh, it is something that's coming more and more to the surface and it's good to be able to have a place where people can talk about these things. And again, even like I said, even if we don't know what the answer is to UFOs, what it's doing is that it's opening up the conversation to the idea that there is more to this reality than meets the eye to, you know, it's not as cut and dry as it appears to be. Which again could even just like open this up uh, again to ultimately like this very multi-dimensional perspective. Um, one one thing that that you're kind of uh, that we were kind of touching upon and you're kind of hitting upon it too is like the idea of like even what I was saying with the orbs. It's just like okay, like vehicles. That's what the universe is using. It's it's using containers. It's kind of like up on this like higher surface and then it kind of like puts itself into little containers and those containers can be like a Merkaba, a light body vehicle or whatever. They could be like an actual physical person. They could be a tree, um, things like that. They can be a mushroom, which is the thing I want to talk about in itself. Like are mushrooms an alien in themselves, you know, and that's what people will talk about. Um, but again, like they could also, in that sense, like what I'm just getting to is like the idea of, you know, people would talk about like star seeds and things like that, where we're talking about the idea of people, drawing upon uh, either a remembrance or a best guess that they themselves as a soul are actually like or originating from other places other than just earth and i think what we're actually kind of leaning towards is the fact that like they that may be a very much more common thing uh than what is like sort of thought about in the sense that like okay let's assume let's paint the picture let's assume that the universe has been around for like billions billions of eons let's assume that the universe has had a whole bunch of different experiences on different planets and let's assume it got to the point where it's just like you know what like let's create a new type of scenario where we kind of like forget everything else that we've done up to this point and go through with like this intention of like giving ourselves amnesia so that we can wake up so who's to say and, and this is the idea like you know some star seeds they really 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 attach themselves to this idea but who's to say that like all of us, all of us in some way or another, like our, like our origins root back to more than just earth, um, which again, kind of opens us up to a little bit more of the bigger picture. Um, and this, and I'll just say this real, real quick and I'll pass it back to, uh, to you, uh, gentle, um, like the idea that, you know, just for people who sort of like get, get into the star seed idea, um, and, and this, this is another, okay, I'll just say this real quick. Some people like really get into the idea of like being like either a star seed or this is something we were talking about before um, in the past broadcast. And like some people are sort of like associating themselves with being like an Atlantean or a Lumerian, which in themselves, you know, like are Atlantean Lumerians, like actually quote unquote an alien race that just kind of like landed on earth and like started here or something like that, you know, maybe, right? Like why do we think that, I mean, when we talk about Lumerians and Atlanteans, we don't really call them aliens, but in this case, like, I don't know, right? Like, is everything alien sort of thing? Um, what I'm just trying to say is, jumping right to the point, whether you think you're a star seed or whatever, ultimately, like, we're all earth seed. And I think when we can bring it back to that simple concept is just like, we are here right now is like, for me, really, uh, what sort of like allows us all to kind of like focus our attention towards helping be what in my mind, an earth seed is about, you know, like, of the planet representing Gaia here for like that intention of helping shift consciousness. But at the same time, yes, I think it's 
very much a reality for some people to sort of like have in some way their own connection to that remembrance process of being from other star systems and things like that. But at the same time, I really challenge people. This is a key thing. I really challenge people to look at that part of the story within themselves, whether they be thinking themselves as like being a star seed or thinking themselves as being an Atlantean sort of thing. If they believe that idea, then they have to be equally as willing to let go of that idea uh, in any moment. Because this is, this is just what I'm trying to get to is that I think um, sometimes there's like an ego test hidden in there. And sometimes we'll sort of jump onto a story because we're actually like, hiding a part of our own healing from ourselves and we're actually like doing it to sort of give ourselves an extra layer of identity because in some ways we may not fully love ourselves with the concept of not being a starseed sort of thing um so like the thing is like you don't have to think of yourself as being a starseed or an atlantean or whatever to still be freaking awesome like you are awesome right now because we're already freaking multidimensional beings to begin with. So you don't have to tell yourself that you're an Atlantean because in your mind, you're trying to like make it sound like you're, you're cooler. Not that that's the best word. Um, but in some ways it can sort of be like this, like you're, you're using it to like hide um, the healing that, that can happen with the idea of being like, you know what? Like maybe I'm not an Atlantean. Maybe I'm not a star seed. Maybe I'm just like a regular person here on earth and then get into that awesomeness key into that and then start you know start playing with ideas but challenge yourself challenge yourself where are these ideas coming from are they coming from you just sort of like grabbing onto a story because it sounds cool and and it's almost like this like novel idea but at the same time some people again have their own experiences and some people have like super freaking really vivid dreams or some people will like straight up get abducted and be like yes you are this or something like that right it's different for everyone but at the same time it's just kind of like see everything believe nothing um, is what I kind of want to get into. Um, okay. I, Michael has his hand up. We'll pass over to Michael and then we'll pass over to gentle. Sorry. I know you said your first name. I think it was Dave, I think. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, we'll pass it over to Michael and, and then we'll keep passing around guys. And, 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 and again, I want to like, let's move this into origins and, and Roman's got, um, some things he wants to share related to that. Michael, go ahead though. Okay. Can, uh, hear me. Okay. Yeah, it's good. Okay. Um, well, basically, I, I'm really glad that you touched upon that because I've seen that in a lot of, I think I think we're beyond new age communities, but just all kinds of, um, especially online groups about star seeds and all this. And it's like, you've got a whole militia, a whole army full of people dedicated to this idea that they, you know, probably just read in a book somewhere. And it's like, you know, a, a, almost like a, a personality test. And it's like, how can you really tell somebody's extraterrestrial origin by a, you know, a little, <laughs> a little personality test, you know, online, you know? And uh, I mean, it was really, I'm, I'm really glad you said that because it's like, well, what if, you know, we have no idea as far as um, some type of extraterrestrial origin what if some of us are just people you know and how can we make that just as awesome uh, just really glad that you do that because it's easy for people to hang on to a story like that and uh, what I'd like to say kind of dissociate from uh, their humanity and kind of go into it you, you know uh, 
kind of lose their identity in in a way um so it's really good um that you said that um i really like that i was going to touch upon something that i found pretty interesting because this does have to do with aliens is the um uh now th this is not political i'm just talking about the idea i want to make it very clear that um i have have no um uh you know, regards or anything or like anything that has to do with anti-Semitism uh, uh, or, or anything. Uh, but I did want to talk about the concept of uh, the Aryan. Um, it's very interesting because when people talk about um, like they call the, the Pleiadians or, or them, uh, they mention, and it's interesting and some people have actually believed in this group that if you don't have blonde hair and blue eyes, you're not a true Pleiadian. It's like, wow, where have I heard that before? And, uh, you know, it's, it's interesting because there is some talks about that Hitler, when he was talking about, um, you know, this idea of the Aryans that he was talking about, he, he was talking about Nordic, you know, people that had kind of a Nordic, um, you know, kind of look. And it's, it's interesting because, you know, there's this connection with Hitler and aliens, but why so much this blonde hair and blues, blue eyed um, thing? And then when you look into the information about the, the Pleiadians, it's talking about Nordic aliens, Nordic looking uh aliens so it is really interesting now the whole thing i want to get uh clear is is that aryan is not bad there's nothing bad about aryan aryan is actually like a indian or hindu term it's hitler that ran with it and made it you know something completely you know uh different but aryan itself is we're just talking about the uh you know more you know like nordic uh race um and um, so, yeah, just if anybody's interested. In yeah, there's a, there's a lot of information there about like Hitler being in touch with sort of like hollow earth inhabitants who were these Nordic looking beings who, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's more to look into there. Um, you know, like Thor, like, you know, we look at that as um, Duh, well, yeah. that's a good example. <laughs> The thing is, is that Aryans can be used in a positive way if we just not connect it, you know, with anything that has anything to do against Jews. This is, I mean, there's really a lot you can um, cover and get into there. And that Aryan is, you know, I mean, just like any other race. The only uh, thing I think we just need to watch out is just making sure that we're not saying that any any anyone's you know more superior than anyone else mm -hmm. um so yeah yeah That's what i wanted to touch upon sure. word word if thanks I, mike if i can add roman on. yeah roman go ahead yeah, yeah yeah um before i mentioned what i wanted to mention earlier just adding upon what mike said um um in the words of michael Tesserion, he would say the real aryans are the surface uh servants of truth and you're right, because the National Socialists, the Nazis in Germany, um, the Order of the Black Sun were kind of behind that cabal. And people like Heinrich Himmler and Adolf Hitler, Hitler was kind of just 
loosely introduced to it, but Heinrich Himmler really knew more about this occult, um, ancient, not ancient so much, but just occult history of Ireland. And I think Aryan is actually a, a, an old Druidic term, but it kind of can just, it can be used pretty much anywhere. Um, there's more connotations to the word, I'm not sure, but yeah, Aryan isn't inherently bad, just as the swastika wasn't inherently bad. <clears throat> what was I going to say? Oh yeah, with the um, the blonde hair, blue eyes thing, I think that was one of those loose connotations. Um, Hitler or whoever was reporting that Hitler was going for the the blonde hair, blue eyes thing, I think was just one of one of those really loose connotations he got from like the people who have the purest genetics. He wasn't just talking about ooh me white people genetics. He was he was trying to formulate it to what he learned from that inner 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 circle of you know the true race that like superior order like could like had the right to rule over everyone else and a superior to complex. But what also I learned is. I'm not going to say there's no such thing as racism, but there's no such thing as one race being superior or inferior to another. There's just environmental differences that, you know, like blacks have like this, um, well, it's something genetic and anyone with that kind of, um, genetics is the, you know, and they have high, they have a higher percentage of like muscle tightness and contraction in their, um, Ten tenderloin areas, I believe, you know, the places that connect the muscles to each other. It's stuff like that about race. Um, and also World War II is a great place to go uh, for aliens and craft because didn't UFO sightings spike infamously back in World War II? You know, that's another thought. But uh, Gentle said he wants to add a thought. So, yeah, he can go ahead. All right, we'll pass it. Thanks, Roman. We'll, we'll pass it over to Dave. Yeah, talking about the Foo Fighters and UF, UFOs and World War II. Dave, go ahead. Uh, to add on to, you know, the speak of, of Hitler, because all the history is very important to take a look at, um, you know, and a lot of a lot of what went on back there is deflected like Aryan and the, and the swastika goes back to Buddhism so long. And they take them, they put them out to keep people away from it, when in reality, there's a very big story that's going on there and if if uh, from my from my lookings uh, you know Hitler was fighting the central banks Hitler was fighting a banking system and uh, and the same banking system that's been around for a very very long time is the very thing that is keeping knowledge from us as uh, human beings on this earth is keeping so much knowledge from us for a very very big reason find out that knowledge which all we have to do is go inside to start to play with the very thing the mechanism that run, runs this whole expanding universe that we live in uh, the truth's out there I mean it's out there all someone has to do is take a look and it's so deep and the rabbit hole just seems that like it doesn't end and um, as a human being we can run into so much stuff uh, with this mind that uh, I mean it, it really hurts to take a look at some of the stuff and it sees it looks like the whole reality that i was raised in is like a lie you know it's like a, it's 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 bs you know and, and we we have things like nasa that are around that you know it basically stands for not a space agency like they don't give us the truth as 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 it's out there and it's for a reason it's to stop us from knowing it's to it's to stop to attempt to stop consciousness from expanding 
way to do that, regardless of how much truth you keep. The truth is really found within. And, and when we go inside and we look for that truth, uh, we go, I went through everything that I was not. And then I finally, finally came to a place within inside of myself where I realized what I truly was. And when I do that, anytime that I sit, it just really keeps me open, open to receiving um, this vibration of life carries a lot of stuff on it and it goes in through us. And we, it's like, we're, um, it's like we're translators and we have to translate this thing. And then we attempt to put it into words and some of the stuff we're talking about, the, the human mind cannot even consciously start to think about this stuff. And, uh, so it, the picture is really big and, um, believe that. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Uh, Roman, you want to reply? Go ahead. Oh yeah, yeah. I I, I just post like great things you're saying. It's you you basically had that opening like apophatic inquiry with yourself, and you know it's it's good to realize that not everything around you is as it seems. So I uh, just really glad you're in, inspired in such a way, in a very concise way too. You know you're not you're not outstretching and, and believing in everything that you're but coming upon like what you were going back there uh, elaborating on Hitler fighting the central banks. It's like, yeah, but then someone would say, oh, were you for Hitler? It's like, no, I'm just trying to explain to you that we're not told the whole story. And the deeper you go, the more confusing it gets because the central bank, um, let's just go with it, Zionist powers. Uh, Hitler was kind of like Kim Jong-un nowadays in North Korea, where they're evil people, but they want to do their own thing separate from the decentralized power. So it's very confusing, and there's a lot of infighting. I'm guessing in the in the in the evil world there. But I mean, yeah, just going back, what is that like 70, 80 years ago? And it's like profoundly deep in what you can find there about um, what they thought about uh, human origins back then, and how we could even elaborate on it now, and just the fact that there could be a lot of disinformation out there. But that is very true that there's a lot of um, there's a lot of information about. Uh, surrounding the World War II years that we just don't, we don't know. And when you get on something new, you just don't know whether, you don't know what to think of it. And on the subject of aliens, um, I wanted to talk about, um, I was talking about this with uh, Michael, Michael Pratt just a second ago, the Terra Pages, written by Native American Robert Morning Sky. It was a very, it's like an 80 page book. I can't find it anymore. I haven't really checked in like a month, but my last source that I had for reading it was removed. It was deleted. So if you guys want to try to find Terra Pages by Robert Morning Sky, you can go ahead and take a look at that. But it's basically like, you know how Zachariah Sitchin and other people have translated the, um, a lot of ancient scriptures, put it all together in like the Sanskrit text and gave, basically gave us like, a, like an inquiry on the whole uh, human origins, which is kind of what my presentation will go into, but we'll get to that later. Um, it's basically like, here you go. Here's another origin story. Here's a, here's a creation story. You know, here, here's the, uh, the, the antithetical information, but what the terror pages do, which I believe were released in the sixties. Um, I don't think Robert Warning Sky's alive anymore. I think he died because, you know, he started doing this, uh, free information stuff many years ago. I think before Zachariah Sitchin translated the tablets, which is another crazy thing to know. But what his book elaborated on was crazy. It was like, it went even before the creation of Earth. Like he basically, uh, you mentioned it earlier, Brendan, that there's bipedal humanoids in many forms rather than just our hominid version. 
there's uh, there's the reptile version, the more primate version, the uh, wolf version, the things like that. Like even other species that we don't know. Like we're familiar with dogs, monkeys, and lizards, but there could be other things out there that have their own bipedal humanoid version, because the human being, the humanoid form, is kind of the apex, um, the biological form which is why human beings have all these questions and whatnot. Like we are kind of the apex so far as we know. So uh, the, you can read it yourself. I'm not going to read you the whole terror pages now, but he basically elaborated like there's the wolf humanoids, which was the Anu, which I find strange that the wolves were, it could be symbolic, who knows, but I'm not, I'm not sure the Anunnaki were, you know, human humanoid wolf heads. I think they had these wolf and genetics just as the reptilians have reptilian uh, genetics and and so on but it basically explains the milky way and the andromeda system and they already have these built civilizations and i don't even remember the story so much myself but they come over to earth and it is the the father the king anu and his two sons Enki and Enlo, and he he elaborated the whole story but what was very interesting in the book is he tells you the backstory to the Anunnaki, which I don't think anything else tells you. And on the subject of UFOs, the, the Indian text, the Vedas, this, uh, what is it, the Merkabas or the flying machines, right? I believe so. So, yeah, it's just very interesting with, uh, um, also in the terror pages, they describe the war, the battle that happened in the destruction of a celestial body. So even if that specific account isn't true, it's another account that is elaborating on the fact that there was some kind of celestial mm -hmm. destruction so ever long ago, right? But yeah. I think I'm rambling on here. You guys go ahead. No, that's that's good, man. I mean, it's it, it it again. It's really fascinating when we start opening up the scope to the bigger history of the cosmos, right? Like we're pretty familiar with Earth, even though we know we don't know everything. Yet that in itself, like, starts opening up the like what do we know about part of, you know, like the history that's beyond their textbooks? And, and is it possible that like, yeah, like, could there have been like actual contacts? Could there have been confrontations? Could there have been wars that have even been fought in the past? And there's a lot of different stories out there. And, and, you know, like sometimes they sound like too crazy to be true, but again, everything is information. But I think what it is pointing to is this idea that like, ultimately the human the humans that we are here on earth are not this like separate thing that just randomly popped up in itself. It seems more so than anything that we are like part of a continued story that is much more intergalactic and began before us. And then again, you know, I think the, the, the aliens that we have today, the, the UFOs that we're seeing, like part of their role is kind of there to like escort us through our own shift in consciousness. And, and that is like, kind of like, that is like in the same way we chose to like be here on earth and play through this whole game of amnesia and, and be in this very unique and exciting experience. Like some of them as consciousness still chooses to kind of like sit in a UFO or like go through multidimensional travel. And it, it's hard to say, but it, it is interesting to just at least be open to these ideas. Um, but again, like what are aliens trying to teach us when you listen to a lot of uh, interactions between people who have had contacts with aliens, one of the common things they talk about is like having like psychic contact and psychic communication um, and how it was like like empathy and an emotional base. Like people will literally say, you know, like there was a, a person who walked out of a craft and they looked like a human 
yet they didn't say anything yet i heard them in my mind and then like i felt it in my body and i felt it in my chest and things like that so evidently like yeah it's it's aliens humans we're not that different and 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 i do feel that when we start not uh, sort of shifting the paradigm between uh you know commonly seeing aliens as this fearful thing which is a common thing within like movies and people could talk about how there's a whole like agenda there as to like, why are we trying to make scary UFO and alien movies? Like, are we trying to hide people from the truth um, sort of thing? But again, like it's, it's the, some of the ways that we can even get into later is like communicating with aliens can come theoretically through the dream space because it gets into this idea that like, the dream space is sort of like this central hub, this common field that we go to every night, the astral planes. And in the same way we go there when we sleep, perhaps some of these aliens actually are more in tune with it or they're in tune with it in a different way and that they can actually navigate it in a different way. And um, uh, Jeremy actually had a, a post that I want to ask him about when he gets back, but he was like, yeah, I'm pretty sure I like met aliens in my dream last night. And I think a lot of people are having experiences like these where they're having experiences with aliens in their dreams. And in some cases, this is a question, are some of those like actually real interactions and are the quote unquote aliens like actually intentionally interacting with us through our dreams? Um, again, ultimately with the idea that it's just like consciousness doesn't have to depend on just the physical, like what we're doing in the astral realms during our sleep is equally as relevant of a place to be able to help like get us messages and to help us like wake up to the bigger picture. So it's interesting to think about where we might be in 10, 15, 20 years where some of us, you know, are actually like maybe more of society is actually open to this uh, much more intergalactic cosmic civilization type perspective. And maybe, you know, we'll actually be having relationships with these aliens in a more open way. Because if you look at some of the governments, even the Canadian government has sort of this like hidden behind the scenes where they'll talk about how like, yeah, like we have had contact or like multiple governments will talk about how they have had like contacts uh, with aliens and things like that like they'll actually have like sort of ambassadors and again like maybe those ambassadors are actually just very humanoid um in themselves uh i did want to talk a little bit about um my sort of quick hypothesis on uh, atlantis and, and um let me just throw that out there real quick because i just think it's a really shifty idea and it might be like a really new thing for you guys and um again thank you guys for tuning in and thank you guys for being patient i just want to say this real quick and, and passing it over next so this is, again, this is just like another idea to open up the, the, the bigger spec perspective. And this might be like a new idea for some people because it honestly was a new idea for me once I thought it for myself, like less than, you know, like maybe like three months ago or whatever. This is the idea. We think back on the stories of Atlantis and Lumeria, and we are commonly told this narrative of how they rose to greatness and then they fell. Something happened. We don't know what. Maybe they destroyed themselves. Maybe uh, it was something where, like, they even... Some people talk about how they literally just, like, went up in vibration and, and they disappeared sort of thing. There's another idea that kind of tailing off that last one for me is actually an interesting idea to keep him involved with the narrative is that maybe Atlantis and Lumeria, um, whether we want to talk about both of them or just one of the, them as one general idea, maybe they weren't destroyed and maybe they actually exist here as part of the earth story in a way that doesn't make them incredibly visible yet. They are still playing a role and so like maybe Atlantis is like is literally just like on another dimension or maybe it's like hidden up in the North Pole or something or maybe it's a flying city or something like that 
And then the inhabitants of Atlantis or Lumeria or whatever, you know, just that basic idea are actually almost monitoring and navigating and interacting with the humans as they continue to evolve. Because if you were to look at the narrative, right, like of the story, it's just like, okay, we as consciousness, we're building ourselves up as a civilization, we're becoming really advanced. Would it make sense for us to just completely destroy ourselves? Maybe what actually would make sense is for us to create the narrative that we did destroy ourselves yet we don't and then we hide in the shadows or hide in the light and then continue to sort of like have an interaction with the human species and then this is the other idea is that maybe uh the atlantis and the lumeria that still exists today on another dimensional level or in the north pole or somewhere or underground or something is actually where a lot of the ufos are coming and going from and that for me when i saw my ufo like that was like the big question for me i was just like okay because it was like a triangle light, a triangle shaped UFO with three lights on the corner, which is actually a very common shape. And there's like a TRB3, which is like a government model of that. So it may have been government, it may not have. But my question was, where was it coming from? And where was it going? Like that thing's not landing at like an airport somewhere, right? So it's going somewhere. And so like that for me is just like, where are these places that they're coming going from? And maybe one of them is like, quote unquote, uh, you know, like Atlantis, uh, so to speak, like up in the North Pole or something like that. So again, it just opens up this idea that our human narrative isn't just humans. We are actually part of a bigger story and, and other intelligences have a very keen interest in what is happening here on Earth because what is going to happen here on Earth, what is happening here on Earth is having a ripple effect on the entire universe. And it's kind of like that thing is that the unit, the earth right now is like a smorgasbord of so many different souls from so many different parts of the galaxy. And it's this really, really special dynamic and divine thing. Uh, if you think about it. So it's again, bringing back the gratitude is just like, Holy crap. Like we're part of a very, very exciting story um, to, to be here. And I think these next 10 years are going to be very, very exciting. And it's going to be important for people such as us to sort of be the bridge between some of these, again, these bigger, uh, shifty ideas and, and some of the mainstream and and who knows like maybe it never will become mainstream maybe it always will sort of be like this there will always i think there will always be people who will who will resist the idea of aliens and i think that's part of the reason is why disclosure hasn't happened on a mass scale because it would probably cause us to like fight amongst ourselves in a really like vicious way because it would conflict with people's perspectives of like higher beings and gods and things like that and it would probably cause a lot of chaos and the aliens probably know this, which is why they've sort of like have to reveal themselves in like very subtle, soft and uh, slow ways. Um, yet at the same time, like, yeah, who's to say that down the road, some of us won't actually have those like individual contacts and actually be able to meet face to face with people and be like, yeah, you know, like, hey, we're from another planet. We've been watching you guys for a while and they're actually like super chill and maybe they want to like hang out sometime and they eat food like us and it's actually like way more normal than we think but the concept of it is super foreign which is why we have to keep it under wraps because some minds just aren't ready to be unplugged from the matrix just yet um and then the the last idea is again reflecting back on how a lot of ufos are actually like part of the benevolent story of uh trying to actually help the the human race from even preventing ourselves from destroying ourselves and this is where you get into the idea of a lot of stories of how ufos have like disabled nuclear arms and disabled nukes from going off and that i think is really worth noticing because those nukes are like not just like blowing up here on earth like when they do i have a feeling that they're like 
friggin' messing up like other dimensions, which is why like other aliens are like, whoa, like no humans, like do not be playing with that. Like that is you are messing up everyone's sandbox when you do that. And that's like probably like part of the reason why maybe UFOs like are going out of their way to disable our nukes and things like that. Um, so humans are like this like baby and, and in some ways the aliens are kind of like the babysitter and, and we don't even know it. They're the invisible babysitter. And when the time is right, they will kind of like continue to reveal our, themselves to, uh, to us. But again, you know, like if you were to ask them, what is their mission? I would bet a lot of them would be like, your mission is to like wake up to your unity and to wake up to your potential. And so that's all I'm going to say right now, guys. And thanks for listening. Um, let's keep opening up the mics if anybody else just wants to jump in. Um, Dave, you had your, you, I'm not sure if you wanted to jump in on some stuff. Um, I know Kyle may or may not be here and I'm not sure if Jeremy's back, but Michael, let's, uh, we'll pass it to you in a second. Um, I think, or, sorry, Andrew, did you want to, I saw you open your mic there. Andrew, if you want to say something, go ahead. Yeah, we'll pass it over to you. This is my, uh, my view about like, you know, aliens and like God, like what if the God that we know now, like, what if they are, like God is aliens. Like, you know, like what they like, created us with the whole like Anunnaki thing and, and like, like everybody's like, has like like misconception of what God really is. Yeah, and and that is um again like I think that's an interesting idea. Um, one time I and I'll just say this real quick and I'll pass it over to Dave. One time I sort of within one of the broadcasts I tried to like define what does it mean to be God or something like that. And, and the chorus thing I could break it down to is like God is like the role of someone involved with creating. So it seems as if like there's like gods on kind of like multiple levels. So, I mean, yeah, like maybe there were quote unquote gods who were the create those involved with the creation of helping like get the human ball rolling sort of thing yet above them is like the oversoul in itself. Um, But to the perspective of like a mind that isn't open to that huge perspective, they would see them as their gods because they're like the most immediate link between themselves and their own creation um, sort of thing. So yeah, yeah. Let's keep bouncing around with some ideas. Um, Dave, we'll pass it over to, to you. And then I think Michael and, and Roman, I'm sure has some points on Anunnaki stuff as well. Go yeah, ahead. I, I'll, uh, you know, playing with the idea of, of what God is, this, um, so many different religions in the world. There's so many different beliefs of what God is. And for me, I wasn't able to understand really God in words. It was more in, in experience is where, uh, this thing, this divine source showed up in my life. And if you, you spoke of earlier, the co-creation, like each one of us is in co-creation of our own lives with this very source that um, it's like the unfoldment of life. It's the, it's the vibration that runs through each and every one of us. It's not just the light inside. It's a continuous feed to us. And so the, the brain being um, the, the signal or, or even rather a lot of, um, the heart being the first thing that actually receives and then the, the brain receives secondary. There's a lot of different thoughts on, on that out there. Um, as, as far as like the aliens, going back to the aliens, <clears throat> um, you can imagine that there are, so they speak of all these demonic um, alien, aliens or demonic in Hollywood specifically showing aliens is uh, demonic um, that's taken over our bodies and, and this and that. Uh, that's to almost keep the public, once again, it's fear. I mean, it's fear they're pushing in. 
most of anybody or anything that I've ever seen on the internet. When I watched the person, I listened to their story. It tells me a story. Their beingness this tells a lot of stuff about them. You know, and just through watching people, you can you can almost tell if uh, someone's lying or are they're um, you know just going going far out there with stuff because they're not speaking from a, a place that. Um, it, we can very easily receive vibrations from one another. And when someone gives off the vibration of, uh, of love or truth, it really resonates in everyone else. That's because it's being received like that. Not if the mind is closed down to the ideas. So, you know, Hollywood showing all this, um, showing aliens is demonic. Imagine this, imagine Atlantis, what you just spoke of as being hollow earth. These beings underneath us that cannot be, sort of separated from this world because it's the mother in the womb of the mother. And just imagine that there are, um, if anyone's familiar with the Galactic Federation, there's 35 species and there's only one that is um, sort of working against us and they call them the graves. And there are, there are along with that on this world in the humanly form, there is um, a group of people who create a thing that most people on this world look at as God, and that's money. And so when you put these two groups of people together and you sh and, 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 and just play with this, and you start to see uh, all this stuff on aliens and UFOs and orbs, and it's very quiet contact. Why haven't they all just come and landed here at once and said, hey, here we are? Well, because there's something holding this planet hostage. There's something holding this planet hostage with the very very things you spoke of as nuclear weapons. You can look on YouTube and see how uh, Obama said that they would blow a nuclear nuke up in the, in, in the South Pole, I believe, or the North Pole, or both poles. And uh, there's connections there. There's stuff that's really going on out there. And I think the reason that, that it hasn't taken place is because we are being held hostage by, uh, by cities, by certain people that do not want um, they do not want renewable energy out there. They do not, because this concept of money is, is, is going to be going away. We're moving into like a, a golden age of sorts, which there's been many of them. And these concepts of money are in, in um, competition. It all goes away. It turns into uh, cooperation. It turns into um, really lifting each other up because we each have sort of this uh, thing, a GPS within us of sorts. Excuse me, my mouth got dry. I've talked a lot. I'm going to take a break after this. But uh, we each have this GPS within us. And the only way that we can truly receive this signal is to get out of our minds about it. And that's why like mindfulness or sitting is, is probably one of the most important practices that could be done on the face of earth right now. Because that's when one can know thy, thyself, you know, know the truth. And uh, yeah, that's that. Yeah, thanks, man. Um, yeah, that, that that's, it gets into the interesting idea that I just wanted to hit upon. Um, I just want to say, know thyself. Really, know, know thyself. thyself. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that's like something you would like yell if you were just like, say like there's like some like big like room full of like, like the president's talking, you just run up the mic, grab it from him. Know thyself. Um, that's what I would do, maybe. Uh, but yeah, uh, what, uh, Gentle, what you were saying, I think is an interesting idea. It's just like, is the world being held hostage by fear itself? Uh, which is an interesting idea. 
Um, I, I, I think I, if in a lot of ways that's accurate to say, yes, yes it is. But at the same time, I think it's also good to step back and acknowledge that that is like part of our story. And that is like part of like the consciousness, like actually like doing it's the dirt on the seed type idea, you know? And, and like, we really have to like have that resistance to sort of like allow our spirit to kind of grow through uh, with this like extra vigilance that is our story. It's kind of like we, we came here to play on hard mode kind of thing. And, and we're really pushing through and we are making it, um, you know, we're kind of opening up into like this, this collective awareness within the world where, you know, like we are like beginning to shift the paradigms we are, and we're seeing it even right now, as we speak with like the whole Dakota pipeline thing going on, which this is like kind of an idea in itself, you know, like, I was thinking about this. I'm just like, Hmm, you know, like, I wonder how many UFOs are watching the Dakota pipeline protests and the water defenders there and, and what they are thinking of it. You know, like I, if the sky fathers are like thinking are watching down on like the natives and, and, and what they're seeing from their perspective of that story um, and whether or not they're even having any involvement with that. I'd be, I'd be really curious to just like go to like the standing rock and just like ask people and be like, be like, has anybody ever seen, like, has anybody seen any UFOs like since they've been here? You know, like, I, it'd be interesting to hear. But, um, oh, man, like, there's this whole idea I want to talk about the moon and, and how, like, the moon is, like, uh, not even, you know, some people say, like, oh, it's an artificial thing. And it's actually, like, what's, like, keeping us, like, is stuck in. But at the same time, like, opposed to just saying, like, oh, it's an artificial thing and it's keeping us stuck in. Um, it's almost to think that, like, it is, like, sort of, like, uh, there as part of a sequence. It's there as part of a, a purpose. It's almost like the moon is, like, a lid on a jar. And as the, and the, the moon, and, and this is kind of, you know, for some people, it's just, like, it's, it's taking a little bit of a jump to say that the moon isn't just a rock, but it's actually, like, something else. It's something, maybe it is rock, but maybe it's, like, there with an intentional purpose. Um, and, and it's not as just, like, a, you know, simple as, as we sort of, are led to believe but within the bigger shift of our story and consciousness yes maybe that moon is there to actually like be a container on the lid of earth and like it's slowly like maybe opening and then as it opens like the magic's pouring out or, or some analogy that you want to think about that way but there is a lot of ideas against the idea that earth in like a quarantine uh right now which i feel is almost what explains the narrative of what's happening as to why ufos like haven't fully intervened i feel like there must be uh, trying to put it into words that we understand almost like a council or an, an almost like an agreement amongst the other alien species that says like you know like yes you can intervene with earth but only to a certain degree um we're not allowed to do this yet because it like conflicts with like the the free will of like the human evolution process and who's to say maybe in some parallel timelines or realities ufos have totally showed up and it and it screwed everything up or something and yet we are constantly in the timeline where the aliens like aren't directly showing up so that we can continue to have this unique experience of like a gradual disclosure gradual awakening sort of thing um i know the moon thing I, i'm not I, I, there's i didn't explain that as best as i could but anyways just keep moving on um let's uh go ahead yeah yeah go ahead dude jump in jump in and, and i know um we got a couple other people but yeah let's well, i just wanted on. to say hello thanks i finally it wasn't late at the, like the final 10 seconds of the episode <laughs> glad you made it yeah cheers i'll say more later but just want to say hello all right go for it guys okay <laughs> all right cool man can um, i say one thing to uh kg yeah dude yeah 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 go kyle go ahead and welcome to the hangout man 
welcome. Thank you. I love you, Kiji, man. How have you been, dude? It's been so long, dude. I, I just, I have so much love for you. I just want to Thank tell you, you right now. That's all. I need to tell you right now. I love you, man. Yeah. Hope you're doing well. Sweet. Cool. Um, okay, so let's just, uh, again, I know Roman wants to talk about like the Anunnaki seeding people. I just kind of wanted to ask like, a general question. How many people here have had their own UFO sighting in, in some way? Um, just I, Kyle has, maybe Dave has, he's a thumb up. Um, Can I, I mean, ask an honest question? Like, I mean, sure, honestly, yeah, like, yeah. I, I, I've seen... You know, it's difficult for me to answer that question, but by, by your question, you mean like a being that you would say definitely doesn't come from this planet. Like it can't be like Loch Ness Monster or something that you just didn't recognize. Loch Ness Monster well, could be something though. Right, that's my point. You know what I mean? So that's not an alien or it is an alien. Well, I was, I was, the question was UFO, not, not just alien. Because, yeah, okay, I think that's a higher right. question. So, okay, so I see. See, see an identified flying object. Okay, that comes yeah, from another world sky. or from the government or what? I don't, you know what I, I mean? I, again, right? Maybe just something that was okay. an experience to you. Gotcha. The only reason I asked is because it sounded like we were going into Anunnaki. So I was just curious for a second. All right, go for it. Okay, yeah. Oh, no, not yet. Oh, sorry. I, I've, yeah, I'm going to uh, let everyone know. Uh, I just have one more thing to add, and then the next time mm -hmm. I talk, it will be my pre uh, my presentation. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay, okay. Um, yeah, yeah. The uh, Everyone knows that the Loch Ness Monster is from Loctaria, the planet Loctaria, where there's nothing but Loch Ness Monsters. And they're not monsters there. It's only uh, us. How did I forget? Jeez, guys, they're not but monsters. It's, it's Loch Ness... Loch Ness humans. We're all humans. We're all hues of mana. Get yes, it right, guys. By monster, um, of course, I mean lovable, lovable yeah. human being. <laughs> um, and this is just a separate idea because I was thinking about it earlier, but it gets into the idea again, you know, of just like alien consciousness, quote unquote, in like a form that we don't recognize as alien. And like in that case, like are dolphins aliens? Are dolphins highly intelligent beings who are actually here to like help teach us That's and are actually question. super psychic oh, and things like that? They're definitely up there. They're definitely up there. Yeah, yeah, or yeah. Also, get, are we aliens, right? I mean, doesn't that beg the same question? Yeah, I think we, we, we were covering that earlier. And yeah, like that's that definitely... Humanity is a product of alien experimentation. <laughs> experimentation. You, you guys know, like, there's a whole hangout, like I've been mentioning, like, connections with Crowley. Crowley actually has a connection to Loch Ness, to the Loch Ness monster. <laughs> There's a connection to a lot of things, yeah. Um, <laughs> another thing that I just wanted to plant the seed on, because when we were talking about, like, again, you know, like entities and things like that, uh, this is like getting into what we'll be getting into as we keep going. Um, but getting into the quasi-dimensional realm, the idea that, you know, the physical isn't just what there is. And, and in that case, there's other dimensional spaces. And there are intelligent entities that inhabit those spaces in their own form and in their own way of uniquely interacting with it. You know, we, we are used to this reality because it is what we live. We live in the five senses that we are familiar with. We see things in a certain way most of the time. And that's what we perceive to be reality as. Yet, even when you just sort of like parallel this analogy to like how a bug sees reality, to them, reality is very, 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 very different from how we experience it, yet we don't really think of them as being like two 
crazy. It's just like, okay, that makes sense. So in that same way as to think of the difference between the experience of a human versus a bug, you can also think of how there's like the experience of like us compared to a multidimensional being that exists on another dimensional plane. And to them, their normal is incredibly foreign to us. And maybe they live in a dimensional space where they're like creating vibrations. They're creating form through vibration and they're like traveling through the dimensions with the power of their thoughts, which again is what I feel the aliens are trying to teach us. They're trying to teach us about the power of our thoughts and how to create. And this is what I'm getting into is that there are people who talk about having experiences and contacts with these entities, um, whether they be through psychedelic experiences, deep meditation, and in some cases, actual physical experiences. When you start talking about people connecting with like the fairy beings and things like that and the fae folk, which again, you know, like we've talked about this stuff on the past, but people will tell you, be like, yeah, like these things aren't like something completely science fiction or fantasy or fairy tale. Like there's actually quite a realness to this. And, and it's almost as like here on earth, we exist within, you know, like one earth, yet within that earth, there are multiple fields. And within each field, there are its own unique inhabitants. And right now we're only commonly associating ourselves with the one that we're familiar with. And we're kind of forgetting the idea that maybe there are more. Um, so trans self-transforming machine elves is uh, the point of what I'm trying to get across. And that is like a thing that <clears throat> people talk about and Terrence McKenna kind of coined the phrase. Um, and, and, you know, people who are having like experiences with DMT, like highly psychedelic experiences within these other realms, they're talking about actually meeting like other entities. And one of the things that's interesting is that these entities are like very interested and curious of learning from us humans. And to us, like we are alien to them sort of thing. And it gets into this whole idea of just like, Oh my God, like, is, is this an actual thing where like, if, if, if another quasi-dimensional entity is having their own experience and then a human like does DMT, does the quasi-dimensional entity, how do they perceive the human entering into that world? Um, what is that to them? You know, it's kind of hard to sort of wrap our, our head around. Um, but there is like kind of one story. And, and this is kind of where it gets into this idea of uh, um, can a vehicle have more than one inhabitant? And this is where it gets into the idea, which, you know, we kind of want to like also tie into this without like focusing on it too much of uh, even concepts of like possession and concepts of like bodies having multiple inhabitants. Um, Again, focusing on the idea that the body is a vehicle, you can even get to the idea that there are multiple drivers for it, which in some ways can explain kind of like things related to multiple personality situations where, you know, it's, it's some people just say, Oh, it's just a thing in the brain. But if you look at it from a soul perspective, it's just like, well, maybe it's actually like various pockets, packages of consciousness who are like taking turns controlling uh, the vehicle at the time. Um, But yeah, and then it gets into this idea. This is like, again, tying all of this into perspective of like, are there other aspects, other entities that exist at other frequencies that exist in other perspectives of dimension who actually feed off humans and in some cases actually sort of like attach themselves to us on a multidimensional level and kind of feed off of off of us like batteries and then there's this parallel idea that our humans in some ways actually intentionally being like harvested almost as cattle almost as energy energy generators and we don't even know it and it's happening for like a multidimensional purpose and maybe like these like other people involved with like more sort of things from a higher perspective are kind of like using humans as like a source of energy very much like the matrix in in that sense and that's why when you get like 
stadiums with like sports and football games those are like actual mega rituals with like energy vortexes and they're actually uh harvesting the louche louche is an actual term for like the human energy um which like ties in with uh um uh, robert monroe kind of uses that term as well um so i know that was kind of a, a lot of ideas that i just mentioned there all at once um but yeah again it's, it's uh entities and 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 them existing on multiple dimensions and them actually sort of like how they interact with us and, and can they like attach themselves to us and getting in at least looking at the idea of possession for the purpose of being able to understand what is sort of possible within this reality. And then in the same way, kind of even what we were, what Brandy was talking about earlier, and this is the last thing I'll just say here in the same way, you can sort of get this idea of like possession, so to speak. Um, you can also sort of get this idea of like having other aspects of the universe kind of working alongside you for beneficial purposes. And this is where you get into the idea of like calling in even like the concept of archangels and things like that. You know, if people talk about like you, like literally you, you to, to do that, part of it is like you put that intention out to the universe and you literally vocalize it or do like an incantation yet in that process, it's kind of like the, the package of energy of archangel Michael kind of like tunes into your frequency and will like be there kind of like assisting you in that moment. Um, so it, it's kind of this idea of uh, expanding into the, the, the abilities that we as humans have and, and we associate ourselves with the identity and the ego that we live on a day to day life. But that driver has the ability to sort of like adjust the knobs at the control panel to invite other entities, other packages of consciousness to be able to help assist in navigating the ship uh, in some way or another. And again, like sometimes this can happen without us knowing is the idea. Um, and then again, this all ties into entities, aliens and UFOs because aliens are more multidimensional than we realize. So again, guys, uh, if anybody just wants to sort of what do you guys either what do you guys think about those ideas does does some of that make sense to you or let, let's because again my objective is to kind of we're trying to make sense of things here and and we're trying to be able to like have that paradigm shift where where it's a uh, us literally trying to figure out what what is going on right now and and as, as crazy as it all is i in some ways i don't think it's as complicated as we may feel it is and words can actually give us a better understanding of ultimately bringing it back to our ability to navigate within this reality with more awareness and more potential and more understanding of what other people may be going through as well um dave go ahead you, you had your mic open um yeah uh, as far as like the the paradigm shift what i found it was an individual experience that brought me a lot closer to the collective so as I look at this thing called source or God or dirty sock, whatever anybody wants to call it, uh, it's this ever expanding bubble of love. It's, it's the ever expanding universe, expanding at, at speeds that we have no idea. And within this is encapsulated absolutely everything from alien to human being to anything that's out there uh, is all within this bubble. And within that bubble itself is the bubble of thought. And it's like, a, it's not something that's separate from everyone else. It's something that each one of us tap into creative ideas. I've, I've come up with so many creative ideas that I didn't do anything with. I didn't take action on. I didn't take an intention or set an intention with. And before I knew it, it was, I would see it six months later on the TV, you know? And so, and also with that is this, 
thing called emotion. And so self-realization is really knowing thyself. And when one knows thyself, they know they're not the thought and they're not the emotion. But within this thing called God is also the separate bubbles of thought and emotion that we each are tapped into and can receive. Like if, uh, if there's a, a lot been said about the Mandela effect and, and the two parallel universes colliding into one. And I've been noticing a lot of, uh, because my, my wife runs a conscious parenting group. And so a lot of them have been saying how their children have been uh, striking, like just striking. And, they, and the mom would speak to them and say, well, why did you do that? And, and the mom would say, they were just playing. They were playing normal. They, I didn't hear anything that led me to that. And they keep asking the children, they say, why, why did you hit? And they don't know. They don't know. And so what they say is, uh, is happening is we're so connected that you could have um, a violent act going on next door and that child can pick up that vibration and act out on it. And so this, this collective bubble that we all live in or, or source, it, there's nothing that it doesn't hold. I mean, it holds every alien, every idea, anything that, that this conscious mind could even think of and a thousand times more. Uh, so that's just an idea to play with. It's what came to mind. <clears throat> Cool. Thanks, man. Um, yeah. There's an idea that I wanted to mention related to wormholes and UFOs, but we'll tie it back in later. Uh, Roman, go I have ahead. A question after Roman. Oh, oh okay. Um, Roman, go ahead. Wisdom, go ahead. KJ. No, well, I just actually apologize again for showing up late. Are we no about worries. to get a about? A, are we about to get a presentation from Roman? No, I had something to add. Oh no, I okay. mean like in like. Is there something going on tonight that I don't know about? Uh, well, we're talking. Uh, Roman's got some like uh, some sh uh, slide notes that he wants to be able to show. They're just sort oh. of like a summary of a cool. particular presentation that he's okay. going to lose the topic. So yeah, it's, gotcha. just, it's just something like overly sophisticated. I want to add to just the basic <laughs> hangout. You know, good. No, beautiful. <laughs> I love it. And then also, just while I'm on, I'll just say gentle. I really. Uh, gentle chaos i really enjoyed what you were saying very beautiful very profound very divine and uh yeah it brings up lots of things within me to say so at that's when i know i need to turn my mic off <laughs> so go ahead roman yeah like you need to add me on facebook dave like you're a cool guy and all that um i wanted to it may not fit in the narrative now but i wanted to mention earlier about like how earth uh is in quarantine brendan touched on it too um don't it's th this this story is pretty shoddy so just take it with a grain of salt but um during the middle ages there was a man named john d who uh certain alternative researchers speculate was i think he was a like a courtier to the current queen of england at that time yeah, I believe. queen elizabeth yes my see mike even probably knows this guy john d was very smart and um, a lot of alternative researchers believe that during that time, they were even trying to get the whole ancient advanced technology thing off the ground. And um, John, John D. Uh, communicated with what was called the macrobes, because you know how there's microbes, the microscopic uh, biology bacteria. I wouldn't say old, I wouldn't call them beings, you know, just to not sound, make it sound superficial, but just microbes. But then there are macrobes, which is just like the the larger version 
not in size of us, but I mean, macrobes are kind of like lesser in species than us, but the macrobes are higher in species. Like they're, let's just say they're higher dimensional, but he, he wanted to contact them a not a, a less benevolent type of extraterrestrial because John D kind of figured out through his own research that earth was in this type of quarantine. Like you couldn't leave earth basically. I believe you can get to the moon, but you cannot leave this field because of some kind of, I don't even remember that much about the reason why there's this, um, this, what, this what does that, what does that mean? Do you mean like, uh, say a little bit more, uh, like, what does it mean? Like you can't leave earth physically or like that we're, we're, yeah, like, we're spiritually um, born here. And like, this is it. Like, what do you mean? I don't get it. I, I think the story goes like there, I believe it was the Anunnaki or whatever you associate with the Anunnaki, those beings left behind um, in some way, some kind of oh, where people couldn't like physically, a, they couldn't ethereally, uh, yeah, like, no, physically I like, a, like a magnetic orb or something that, that stops our frequencies from, from raising above to, to escape this plane. Am I even following that? that? And yeah, even, even people even speculate physically, like, you know, how we won't be able to exactly like human uh, beings okay. essence like souls cannot leave earth gotcha so physically and spiritually interesting mm -hmm. and it, it brings up a question about the afterlife which i'm not sure if that fits into the equation but like i said this is shoddy and it's a very interesting theory to uh, copulate since it's produced from the same people who kind of lead this uh truth research in a linear way so i'm wondering where this piece fits into the puzzle um, but it, you know, that's just a theory that has to do with earth being kind of in this quarantine and you can't leave it. And John D in the middle ages, he, hundreds of years ago, and there might've been people even thousands of years ago that John D got his information from, which just fits into the whole, like, you know, knowledge so up here. Is that D? I apologize for my ignorance. J O H N D E E. Yep. Yeah. John D. Okay. I'll definitely look him up. Yep. John, John D is a, well, sounds great. Can I jump in here? Yeah, absolutely. yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say, John D is another absolutely interesting figure historically. Uh, he was the mentor of um, Sir Francis Bacon, which yeah. I have no idea if anybody is familiar with it. <laughs> but uh, John D is actually um, uh, inspired uh, the character of uh, some of, some of the characters you may be familiar with. Um, Oh yeah, yeah, dude, I got you. That's Dumbledore, <laughs> yeah. Gandalf. I believe James John D was the yeah James Bond. Ian Fleming, I believe he based his character off of uh, the operations of John D and his his whole like. Yeah. And I, I believe John D he didn't personally lead, but he organized the leading of um, basically the same thing the Nazis did, where they tried to find the ancient treasures or the the ancient technologies, ancient powers, that whole thing, like how people, there's a bunch of, um, what do you call them? Journeys through on the water through the boat, hiring a bunch of uh, sailormen. Yeah. To India, the Himalayas, Tibet, all of those places to try to find something. So yeah, John D tried to work with these microbes to obtain some kind of power. I don't even know how that would work. I can't even conceive about how that would be. Well, it was, it's really to interesting. Try to leave. Yeah. Well, it's really interesting with, with John Dean because um, basically he wanted to spy. Mm -hmm. uh, he, he wanted to spy without physically 
going somewhere with like um you know a, a scope he wanted this omniscient um, eye upon the upon the whole remote yes. is that remote viewing yes he so what he did is um he yeah it's, it's what you would call yeah remote viewing and so that's what that's how he wanted to spy <laughs> it's through rem remote viewing and um and so he was able to do that but also he had a friend who was very very uneducated compared to him he was a ma mathematician he was practically you know a genius uh, a merlin totally um but he was but, an academic not what well, he didn't yeah, know what he, John was, he was an academic but he was a little too he, he didn't have as much, you know, psychic ability. So this guy named... He was a neophyte. Yeah. I forget what his name was. Edward... I think it was Edward Kelly. And Ooh, I think that very, might be right. Very, uh, very uneducated kind of guy. But the thing is, is that he could... He could scry. He could see these things. So they made uh, contact with these uh, beings. They call the uh, uh, Enochian... Enochian angels. Now, this is a little hard to say, but this is just from what I know, from what I've read. They made contact with the Enochian angels. Somehow, these these angels said, um, "You want to make a nuclear bomb because, or a, an atomic bomb, because what you're doing is mimicking the Big Bang." Yeah, I think the same science, the same guy who was behind the science of the first atomic bomb. I mean, what, what, this is another thing I almost forgot to mention. In the, the Vedic texts, or, and even in India, there's ancient remnants of some kind of nuclear war and craters and all of that. It's crazy because that is it's a thing. It happened, it exists, and people wonder it's, why. Yeah. It's, it's weird because the aliens are saying, and there is totally stories about aliens... Um, yeah. Like there was a guy named like Admiral Craft. Bird. Admiral Bird who explored the Hollow Earth, who is very yeah. into mm -hmm. the whole subjects of like. It wasn't just like I'm going on the Earth find more people. It was like he was more <laughs> of the speculative types, where he knew there were more Remember, beings, and he was trying to figure Admiral. out how to find them. Admiral. He's Ad an Admiral. Admiral. He, uh, he he actually was just sent on a quest, I believe, and and. Uh, on that, he wrote this. Um, he wrote his diaries, where which weren't actually released to years and years after, after his death. But in the diaries, it's on YouTube. It reads very well. And and uh, yeah, he you know, said he it, saw it, a. Um, sound... He said he saw a woolly mammoth. Mm -hmm. and it's I actually, nuts. you know, I actually yeah, just yeah. started sort of actually coming across this the other day. I think this is, yeah, I'm sure this is what you guys are talking about. Like Michael Tessarion and you know yep. all the alternative history people and things like this, they're, they're always talking about this sort of thing about also across. Somebody mentioned the Vedic literature and all. They 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 look at all the different mythological literature, right? It's one of the things I like about Tessarion is like it's like a the Joseph Campbell myth. type approach. Yeah, yeah. The greatest myth is that myths are just myths. Right. Oh, yeah. Is that a Tessarian quote? <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, I can totally agree with that. Just coming from my own background and whatnot, is that myths are symbolic 
gestures of the ultimate nature of reality, right? So they yeah. help us like and guide us. Script. Right, exactly. Yeah. Right, exactly. So they give us, they show us these directions towards the higher mind, as it were. And so the easiest thing to do is to to convince somebody like, oh, that's just a story. Like, why are you yeah. thinking that is like having any oh, meaning yeah. or something? You know what I mean? Like, whatever. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> Sorry. Am I allowed to <laughs> say that? On, uh, am I allowed <laughs> to say that on our divine paradigm? Yeah, well, you already did. So, yeah, some young child is crying now. Way to go. Oh, no. Okay. okay. Apologies. No worries. Hey, you better be so <laughs> like politically correct. It's okay. All right. Well, uh, Sorry, like guys. Uh, Michael, go ahead. Well, in like biblical texts, you'll have something like, say, like Joseph or Joe or somebody got swallowed by a whale and stayed there for three days. Um, and you're like, what? <laughs> but, but first of all, like whales don't eat people. And how is a human being being able to live in a whale's? Hmm. How, how does it make it through the stomach acid and all that? So. But maybe on a on a metaphysical or metaphorical perspective, could say like maybe he got some, maybe three days is symbolic to the third dimension. I don't know. But or the whale is symbolic to the earth. You know, the whale is yeah. symbolic to the earth, and the or cave the three, or three days, days is like the triune on. aspect of something. I mean, three is a very important number there. Yeah, and also two. Yeah. Um. I totally had it. Someone keep talking and I'll remember it. But I'll just say one more thing. Oh, yes, I agree yes, with yes, you guys yes, on the allegory. Yeah, see, you get it, dude. Um, what I wanted to say, the truest verse, I think, in any biblical text, and I think it's even duplicated amongst others, is in the 17th chapter of St. Lucas, is that God is not one man or in a group of men. God is in all men and within you, you know, and it's it's that kind of that truth. And I, I really love that. That, uh, that I gotta, I gotta read, I gotta read that. I don't know exactly where it is, but I heard 17th chapter of St. Lucas, so I don't know where that is that's, exactly. Well, that, I mean, we I was, all know from the one, Charlie Chaplin speak. That's when he dropped out. I was gonna one. say one yeah, thing yeah. about Admiral Byrd. That's the second time okay. I heard that verse, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, let's uh, let, let's let Michael go here. Um, then we'll see. We, we're just gonna root it back into any particular specific topic. So Michael, go ahead. So Admiral Byrd, he's the guy who went and he went looking for Hollow Earth. Yes. Uh, keyword Admiral. This is very hard for them. You wouldn't expect this kind of information from just any Admiral, but this is Admiral Byrd. So you know he went. Um, I mean, people could call it Hollow Earth. I think it was either somewhere in the in the South Pole, North North Pole. He documents that he saw. Um, I mean, very green, like grassy land. He encountered a woolly mammoth, according to what he's saying. And these aliens, either in a ship or whatever, some, some, some form of aliens or extraterrestrial uh, contacted them, said, hey, you know, we know you're very advanced. We know you have really good connections. But this thing with the... Uh, uh, nuclear weapons, this needs to stop. And if you don't stop uh, or, or tell people, you know, that you're in contact with to stop the nuclear bombings, then we will. It's like, wow. That's a very common message, too. And I think one of the first things I mentioned back when I joined 
uh, paradigm shift. I think, I don't know if I told Brendan personally or it was in one of these hangouts, but it was, it could be uh, some kind of fake, but it's really hard to prove it fake otherwise because it happened back in 1977 and there wasn't um, TV broadcast hijacking technology at the time, but um, in London or someplace okay. in Britain, I, I don't know, UK area. Uh, one of the TV stations was taken over around like 7 p.m. and a message by some kind of intergalactic command, blah, 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 played. Oh, yeah. And it's a very incentivizing message. See, Brent, I think Brennan remembers. It's very interesting. People are like, even though it could, who knows if it's fake, it doesn't matter if it's fake, but the message in it is actually like, I don't know if it's paramount for the time. Dude, those are the same people who fucking did the crop circles, man. Yeah. That and, and I say that well, as a joke, but I'm, I'm I'm sort of serious, right? I mean, it's like whether, yeah. like you say, like whether it's a fake, like whether some people, you know, sort of snuck in and overtook the radio broadcast or whatever. Regardless, that a message that they're sending, like I know it's ridiculous to think that some, you know, guys with wood planks on their shoes make crop circles or whatever. But let's just say, for example, if that happened, still, still, the point is not. Still, the point is still the same. There's intelligibility <laughs> unfolding in this cosmos, right? I mean, even that's even that's helping yeah. consciousness expand. You know, yeah. even something it's like of, that is helping consciousness expand. Yeah, we don't oh, see it, say, but like yeah. beneath mainstream media, like besides, let's just say back then reporting on crop circles, there are things other than mainstream media that were influenced by <laughs> either aliens doing crop circles or people doing crop circles, or definitely at this time and place where this broadcast. It, it, it was weird because when they, they, they tried to locate the signal, they couldn't. It was just kind of like a flat plane over. Like, there was no point. It was just, like, everywhere. So they couldn't find the signal. There was no technology at it the time for any, any private shielded. person. It was geometrically shielded. I mean, just to be honest, it comes down to these eternal geometrical principles Right. That's how the, the cosmos is, is structured. I was just listening to a David Wilcock thing the other day that's supposedly new. And he was talking about how some new scientists have come out with a new geometrical structure that's similar to like Nassim Haramein, but it's like a little bit different. But it all goes back to Merkaba. I mean, like it goes back to these, you know, eternal principles that we are all familiar with, that we all understand. At least I would think so because we're all hanging out here with, uh, <laughs> you know, paradigm shift. You know, I, I understand. Like we all I understand don't know shit. Things, right? So I mean, it's beautiful, but it's like, <clears throat> yeah, I'm glad we're sharing. Okay, continue. Sorry, to interrupt. Yeah. So much. Yeah. Um, um, I, I was going to jump in a second, Roman. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty much done. Uh, next time I come, have on, you guys? Uh, uh, I, was, I was just going to say, um, one sec, guys. Be love. One sec. Oh. Okay. Um, Sorry, okay, Michael. Okay, we'll, we'll put, Michael, what did you want to say real quick? And then we'll pass over to B Love. I was just saying his name wasn't Joe, his name was Jonah. I think that's Jonah in the whale. Joe in the whale. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. Um, I was going to say, guys, I, I, I did want to take a second since it came up the, the concept of crop circles and, and just tying that in because that is uh, you know, a very important thing to look at within this bigger picture. Um, and, and I think we'll, we'll get to it in a second. Uh, B Love, go, go ahead and, and uh, we'll let you uh, jump in and welcome to the Hangout. So. Sure. Um, I just, uh, you guys were talking about the signal and. They didn't know where it came from, and there's been information coming out that there's been a ancient agenda of this, let's say, artificial intelligence. Have you guys heard about this? 
um, and this is part of the quarantine you guys were talking about earlier, um, because it can, it's a bio and mechanical system, so it can infect, and so they've basically, literally, that's why they're calling it the quarantine, is there's nothing in and out until they can rid this artificial intelligence. And the discussion was about whether or not you, people would do a biological ascension through spirit or an artificial ascension through technology. Um, and so basically the reason why the ATs crashed here, why we were reverse engineering the technology was actually previous intentions of this ancient technology that can only integrate if we already have technology that it can technically swim in. So um, then, then they go further to say they're already doing this with, you know, enhanced suits with military and uh, they, they, they started it with the skin suit. And then it goes on to the big worry is eventually um, the agenda is to have everyone chipped with all your medical files and all these things, but then it'll it'll go into uh, a more advanced technology that ends up actually creating a hive mind, which is the end goal is to control everything. And so it's the questions came up about the mainstream people who will uh, be on board with this because it, it, it'll see like, seem like, oh, I'll be stronger, I'll be faster, I can, have eidetic memory, and then it'll go into eternal life because now we can download your mind. And so it seems very appealing. And it seems that uh, there's been stories of these beings coming back from the future, and those are the grays in these biological suits, but they messed up. And there's a lot of stories a lot that go along with this, and I just wondering if you guys had heard about it. Oh yeah, you're definitely on point with that, dude. I, it's it's kind of like in, in the research that I've that I've followed, it's there's the, there's the dark agenda to make everyone hive mind and robotic and non limbic brain, you know, because mm -hmm. I think when we move forward with technology, it has to be holistic technology. Like, you know, people are all like, you know, grassroots earth and pe other people are like super science and everything's white and blocked. You know, everything looks like a cube. You kind of want to mix and balance those two worlds, go down the middle path with that. But I see what you're saying. Like there's kind of this mainstream idea of like, let's all be like uh, advanced enhanced cyborgs um but also underneath there's this creeping not creeping like a bad thing but just this uh this underlying idea of like um living tribally naturally and all of that um but yeah that is kind of this over yeah like you said overarching um agenda to kind of robotize and hive mind everybody um it is love part of can you reference the material how can i find um, it most of the stuff that I've been watching has been on Cosmic Disclosure. Okay, got it. Thank you. Yeah, that makes sense. Got it. Thank you. Sorry, Roman, to cut you off. Continue. Oh, yeah, that's cool, dude. I need more interjection. Uh, well, no, I just wanted to make sure I understood because, yeah, that sounds like Cosmic Disclosure stuff. And, and actually, I mean, I listen to David Wilcock and, you know, people that participate in all kinds of, you know, Stephen, what is it, Stephen Greer and all Stephen kinds of people Greer. like that. Well, yeah. and I've, I've totally seen other sources kind of supporting parts of the story and it kind of just seems to be exactly, coming together. Yeah. Right. So, can I, can yeah. I honestly say one thing before, okay, B, Brendan, uh, thank you for letting me speak for just one second. I honestly right. think that no matter what, so 
so like it doesn't matter like oh i listen to david wilcock or like oh or i or i study like the ancient greeks or you know whatever wisdom tradition or whatever mysticism you're into if you have a higher idea of reality and you're trying to put the pieces of the puzzle together you're good in my book man that's all i gotta oh, say dude yeah 100 percent exactly i mean I think a lot of people really commit to one thing or another and are just like this, 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 and that, but they forget. They kind of all already there, but these mystery traditions and these wisdom practices and all these ancient things and whatnot, all of, you, sure. all of these things are just guides, teachers. Yeah, and, and, they, and they're getting us all there. And yeah, I you think know, I'm about sources. to cry, to be honest, so I love all of you. It's just that you got to be the, um, the literal etymological definitions presented by David Whitehead. You have to be a truth warrior and not just like blandly, like, you know. But you, but you do want to sound really scholarly. I think when you really research, you know, in your heart, that the answers come in just the question. Like you can literally just keep asking question after question. And then this knowing just kind of happens because you've asked enough questions. And so it's like, the more sources you're getting, the more, um, the more you're seeing from more angles. And I, that's why I like how you guys are discussing all this, because it's great to get everybody's take on it or just, you know, more subjects to bring up that you may not have looked into yet or thought of. So I think this is great you're doing this. Um, I would just like to say real quick to, to piggyback that, beloved, is you, that's very spot on. To, this, to the same thing I'm talking about, like that, that knowing right there, the only place that anyone can find that is inside of themselves. It's Absolutely. the only place that it can be found. And so when, when this world is saying, hey, look out here at this, what they're really not saying is look in there because it's, it's that place that, that mm -hmm. he speaks of is the, is the way that you will know the truth no matter what you come upon. I have a very serious love, question brother. for Gentle, and I totally agree with what you're saying, and I agree with B is B love as well. So here's the thing, back to Gentle. So when you have that, right, and when you see it, how do you share that with someone, right? I mean, it's impossible to share, but you can give them some clue. It just reminds me, like, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it drink. Right. So what you can do is you can plant seeds. And you can, mm. you can testify. Basically, you can tell them your experience and you can come from Plant how you feel. Plant and testify. I like Plant it. Plant yeah. and cultivate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely, bro. You, and cultivate. You, you, can't, you can't lead but, the horse to the water, but you can let them know that there's water over there. There's another aspect of it, too. <laughs> and it's also loving them for where they're at because we yeah. weren't always in this space either. And so it's also loving <laughs> yeah. ourselves for where yeah. we were. And the here. water doesn't care if the horse over here is over here. The water's still waiting there. So <laughs> the there horse, water will be ready. Yeah. Piggyback B again. Um, you know that's exactly yeah. right, brother. Because when 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 knowing thyself is looking in, and when one knows thyself, they know the other is thyself too. There's no separation, and that's only found with removing all of these filters that we're looking through that we grew up with all of these attachments emotionally, all of these thoughts, they can only be cleared out. And when one can clear it, they can see the truth and they know every other person that is walking a uh, human being is the truth as well. And that's when that, that's when it all just is. It's, it's kind of like we also, we have to, uh, to love the unconscious aspect of everything and also love the conscious aspect, but mm -hmm. it's all, it's all there purposefully for the experience. I feel, 
that we've chosen um, and we have a, more of at hand at what's going on than we know than we realize. And so a lot of times yeah. people get this like, oh, life is doing this to me and they don't realize that every moment is there for your good. Like you, you have mm -hmm. that uh, blessing. Well, not only okay. that, life is doing yeah. it to me as a, um, is a, is a, is the victim. That's what stage we're on. Victim at this we're at a victim, yeah. victim consciousness is where we're so okay. many people are living in. And, uh, and that's breakable. Like one can go in and see that the world is actually not doing anything that I am co-creating every experience that I walk into through mm -hmm. thought, through intention, through putting emotion with it and sending that intention out to, to then be answered and received back by me. I have a yeah. serious question because I'm agreeing with both of you and I'm like dead spot. Like I honestly am dead spot on, but this is where many I'm of these questions are serious. And well, no, they're all, they're all super serious. Super serial. Um, super serial. But like, because we're all one, I mean, how, see if everything is one and there's no difference. And at that moment that we come back to that point, right? So how do you account for the difference? Like, so it's both. Well, because so, yeah, the ahead. difference is, can I, can I talk love, about like, this? I'm not quick? you and you're not me, right? But yet we well, get to that point where we recognize like self is looking at self. So, so how would you talk about that? So it's really easy to look at us as separate because we're looking from a, a, a observational point. You're looking at it from your observational point and I'm looking at it mine. If we knew both observational points, it would it would change the system. We do know that, but it's subconscious. And physical point. Yeah, but then you also have uh, if you even were just to take things in the duality state, you always have um, two different states that are opposing each other that create motion that create so that there's existence. B. Um, I and think then, we are one. Yeah, and then you also have because you have that state, you also right. have that state as when it's not in unbalanced and it's at harmony sure. and that's the zero point gotcha. um, and we're constantly going in and out of these states but we're only aware of so much of it so what we what we end up seeing is we end up seeing our physical body but we don't see all the millions and millions of systems upon systems upon systems that create that like right. you know we may know of our um like your cells and your blood and your you know all these different systems but you don't but realize that like, right, but each part of that system is you. It's just but only I'm has not a limited my body, though. But I'm, I am the self. Right? Well, see, and that's for when you're starting to define the body yourself. Is part of the you're, self. You're actually uh, all of it. See, I guess this is where my question is going, right? Yeah. So I mean, like, to forget the body part, just on the metaphysical level, the self well, level, right? I was like, using that as an analogy because right, if, you're, you, if you're looking at, um, if you're looking at, you're not consciously thinking of your heartbeat yet. It has a mind of its own. In those two things, it's two separate beings in itself. It has its own conscience, but you can see how your heart is helping your body Good. exist. Like so we have these separate systems that are also metaphysical. Um, and on, on one aspect, it goes up to consciousness. So when you're really looking at a really high perspective, you're looking at the whole ocean of fish rather than just mm -hmm. some fish or some bacteria. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's all multidimensional because it's light. But it's a special kind of light that is, it's conscious. I like and what it, you're saying. Um, but this is where it gets into that all things are conscious, even the atoms, even the planets. And they all are experiencing things from a different perspective, even the, the bugs and everything. Um, and I think we're able to tap into it quite easily in just um, our imagination side of things. 
Um, how does the fish know the water it swims in? Yeah, and and how does how does a fish evolve to know that it can walk out of the water and create it, come into a different animal? Well, it it's joins usually, the paradigm shift community. It usually happens over a long period of time, and so looking at us being an eternal being, just how much have we experienced and and gone through on how many levels? So that's where I'm feeling mm. like the oneness thing. A lot of people say, is it this or that? And I'm saying it's both. And yeah. where are you I observing agree. it from? The non-duality, Ivana Vendanta, all the way to the top. Oneness, oneness, all the way to the top. Non-dual, there is not two, there's only one. I'm with you, brother. I love it. Rock on. Cool. All right. Um, I'm going to jump in here, guys. That was awesome. And uh, good job on that. Um, there's a couple points that I want to sort of uh, mention real quick. And uh, just as sort of like a prelude, let's aim to wrap this broadcast up by 2 a.m. So that gives us about 40 more minutes to uh, to play around with this. Um, a couple things that I did just want to hit upon. Uh, I... Ooh, that was an alien. Um, I want to be able to <laughs> give. Uh, I want to be able to get some more uh, insight from Jeremy um, because we've talked about some stuff on the side, and and I'm curious to even like get Jeremy to even explain to us some of the uh, different types of UFOs um, that have been reported. Again, just to sort of like get these ideas inside of other people's concepts so that, you know, maybe somebody else will talk about them and, and they'll be like, oh, you know, I've heard about that or something like that. Um, I want to talk a little bit about crop circles. I want to talk a little bit uh, about like spaceships using stargates and portals. Um, and uh, there's probably a couple other things that I wanted to mention. I'll just say real quick, okay, on the stargates and the portals and things like that, there's like sort of, if you like look up, um, there's a video and if you like, uh, I'll send a link for it somewhere, but if you look up uh, hidden portals opening above earth, if you can remember that, you can YouTube it. Um, but there's like kind of like this idea that a lot of the UFOs that we're seeing within our sightings, and again, you know, Jeremy was kind of saying, there's like 30-ish UFO sightings a day. So it kind of opens up to this idea that apparently there is a lot of UFO traffic on a regular basis. And so like these things are kind of coming and going in places. And if these things are from other parts of the galaxy, then when you tie in the concept that maybe some of them are actually using quote unquote wormhole travel, it would actually make sense as to like why there are so many of them and why they're consistently part of like our reality and why we're seeing them. So rather than having to like fly across the cosmos, they're actually like kind of aware of how to go through a portal and then they just like pop out the other end on where their home planet may be. Um, which again is, is part of the reason that explains why there are so many because they're not literally having to fly all the way to here and then fly all the way home or why would they fly all the way here? They are at that point where they have, as they evolve into the technology or related to like being able to have a UFO in the first place, that kind of goes hand in hand with like being able to like know how to travel through quote unquote wormholes or stargates to be able to like get to earth in the first place. Um, so, I mean, that idea in itself is interesting. Um, and then I'll just hit upon this real quick. Cause again, I'm just opening back up to you guys. This, the crop circles thing I feel is really, really worth looking at because again, for me, it goes back into this idea that this is consciousness doing what it can to help wake itself up. And so the crop circles, we commonly see them and they are depicted in forms of sacred geometry, very symbolic patterns. And simply by looking at them, we are like downloading the information associated with that. And that's like why like some of the symbols are sort of 
you can almost think of them as messages and they're not just arbitrary. And even though they may appear arbitrary to us on a higher conscious level, we're kind of seeing them and they're kind of like helping activate parts of ourselves kind of thing. And so if crop circles are being made by higher conscious entities and things like that, then you would think that their intention is for them to be seen, especially now in this day and age where we can fly over them and take pictures and post them on the internet. It's like they're aware that this is how we use social media. So they're like, yo, let's send the humans a signal. Like, how do we do it? Let's put it in a field. And then they'll take a picture of it and post it as a meme. And then, so I mean, like that is kind of, again, consciousness is doing what it can to help wake itself up. And it is like almost like that in itself. If you are assuming crop circles are real, that is like some really like hard evidence of alien interaction. If you want to think about it that way, uh, in addition to things like cattle mutilation and things like that, which, you know, again, is kind of uh, speculated, but there is some pretty hard evidence related to that. Um, but yeah, I think the, the crop circles thing is definitely worth taking note of. Oh, and of course, the other thing that I wanted to mention as we get going on is the concept of Sasquatch um, and how even thinking of, again, a Sasquatch as like this quasi-dimensional entity. So, I mean, you know, we've talked about like multidimensional entities and we're multidimensional entities by nature. Um, Sasquatch, I, I use the term quasi because it kind of refers to this idea of kind of like being in the physical and then also being able to phase out of it um, almost at will, almost at a level of hyper-intelligence. And so when you open up to the idea idea that you know like the things that sasquatch is capable of are sort of the same things that we are giving to the characteristics of an alien as well um rather than just thinking sasquatch is this big hairy thing that doesn't really do that isn't super intelligent what if it actually is like super intelligent and in itself is maybe almost like a sentry uh you know like a a, a a person like keeping an eye on the humans or maybe you know it's just kind of like its own thing here on earth that's just kind of like living here by itself um and, and it's choosing not to interact with humans too much, but in itself is like very intelligent. And this is just like sort of story. And I'll just say this part um, real quick, but there's like stories of like people who have captured Sasquatch, but they didn't actually capture them. Sasquatch kind of like volunteered to allow itself to be caught. And then when it was caught by people, it would like take them back to like a jail cell or something, you know, just sort of skipping in parts of the details. And then the communication between the Sasquatch was actually like psychic communication. And then when the Sasquatch wanted to leave, it literally just walked through the wall um, sort of thing. So again, it just kind of opens up this idea that, you know, entities sasquatch being one of them maybe is like much more quasi-dimensional um and so like shifting in and out of dimensions may seem as a very foreign concept to us but to other uh aspects of reality it is actually something quite common um and it seems like it's something that we sort of like took out of our our ability to be able to play the game in this unique way that is allowing us to learn in the way it is yet as we unfold maybe we will start becoming more familiar with dimensional travel um and it's also in like the new Doctor Strange movie that we see coming out, um, which is coming out next week. And that's going to be a huge thing. And again, just reminding you guys of the big reason why we talk about these topics, because more people are going to start asking questions and we want to be people who they can potentially talk to and, and be able to like be those bridge between, you know, they're just like, who, who do I talk to UFOs about? And you, that could be us. And, and simply by listening. And, and that's really important for their process of, of helping them feel like this isn't something that they have to keep hidden because society doesn't encourage it. Um, so again, that's like huge shout out to everyone listening to this and everything, just helping us get in the habit of uh, bringing more of this into the regular constream, the the mainstream consciousness. I want to be able to pass it off to Jeremy now. Um, and if you had anything to think about, like the wormhole travel of UFOs, and there's a okay, I'll just say this: even if you get like night vision goggles, 
or even if you look at some of like the satellite feeds and stuff, you'll see like there's like crazy UFO traffic. And this is like a thing where if you like have a certain level of night vision goggles that are almost really, really hard to come by nowadays and you look up in the sky, you can almost see like all this stuff like flying up there. And it's not necessarily just space junk. Like it's actually like stuff going on. And some people talk about if you like look into the stars, you can actually see there's like there's like even like battles and stuff going on. There's like, you know, like some like straight up like Star Wars stuff going on up there. Again, you know, just take it what you will as information. It's just kind of opening up to the mind that it's not just empty. And even if we can't see them, maybe there's stuff going on. And then there's like footage. I know I'm saying a lot here of like, quote unquote, like UFOs, like harvesting energy from the sun and things like that. So again, it's just kind of like looking into all these different possibilities of uh, what UFOs are doing and, and how they're interacting. Um, and, and it does seem that it's like a variety of 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 groups of of civilizations and, and each one's kind of got their own tactics their own methods their own vehicles and their own ways of sort of uh, identifying themselves so i want to be able to pass it over to jeremy and thanks again guys um as we keep moving along through this i really appreciate it adding to this conversation jeremy's got some uh examples of some of the different types of ufos the one that i mentioned again was like i think jeremy was having a cigarette but i've told him this a triangle shaped UFO with three lights on it. And it literally decloaked like right over top of me back in 2011. Jeremy right. has seen lots yeah. of these. Um, and, and I was well, just going to say, and, and, and I'll pass it over to you. Uh, the, and then there's also stories that you talk about of like huge UFOs, like the size of like, like giant yeah. circles in the sky. So Jeremy, tell us about that's, some of the UFOs that yeah. people have reported. Yeah, for sure. So um, what it, it means for the bigger picture. Yeah, for sure. So I've gotten a lot of my information just asking people um, if people are looking for ways to like bring this kind of conversation out there. The best way is probably just to uh, ask someone. It's like, have you ever seen a UFO or do you know anyone who's ever seen a UFO? And just ask like, you know, happy and it's like, you know, you don't have to expect anything. And I find that I get like at least a story. Uh, like I get a couple of stories a year that are good for sure. Um, and I find it's pretty rare that this conversation comes up and, and someone has like nothing to say about it. Um, and I'm talking about like concrete examples. I know there's been a lot of like, uh, knowledge of self discussion here. Um, like the total non dual hyper dimensional, like awareness of the inner being going to the other being and all the visions and like, um, the phenomenon that happens in the imagination when you start to think about that alone, it could be considered its own like entity contact, you know, and when you take some sort of substance that enhances your imagination and all of a sudden that could really, the imagination as a portal, as a wormhole could really come through. But, but so I know that that's been a lot of discussing a lot about that, but um, there are actually a lot of people who have not had a like heady thought in their whole life who have like really crazy uh, like real experiences that happen to them about um, real ships, real craft. Um, and these people um, um, are it's pretty plentiful. Like it's it, like, like, like Brendan was just saying, there is a lot of traffic um, that's documented that comes and goes. And you, you just, as soon as you start to poke your poke into the poke into the subject matter, it's, it's pretty vast. Um, one thing I would suggest is to stay away from uh, uh from YouTube too much. A lot of these videos on YouTube are pretty, pretty cheesy and it's hard. The real ones usually have like 20 views and, or something, something like that, you know, like, and they're just putting them up there for, uh, for, for just because, you know, because they took a picture, they took a picture of it. Um, and they're actually real UFO videos are pretty, 
are so common that they wouldn't even get that many views. The ones that have all these major views tend to not be the real ones because they're doing it for advertising or whatever. Um, probably the best way to get UFO information, I would say, is to um, um, the, the one of the one of the main places of information that I get it uh, get it from is uh, a, a podcast called uh, Open Minds TV, and I can just put that in the chat here real quick. Open Minds TV is a great it's actually out of Arizona and um, they have, they, they go through and they, they, they go over all the news and they kind of have a discerning eye about, um, you know, someone has a sighting. So like, for example, the sighting we showed earlier with the lights in the sky, someone, and you could argue that that was a drone, right? And so they, they, there's a bit more reserve with, with, uh, with like the real uh, ufologist community um, because there are so many like really good sightings. Um, so some of the some of the sightings that I've had reported to me that are like really good concrete sightings, people stopping underneath like what looks like a like a helicopter, like a like a or some, thinking that there's a helicopter in the sky and stopping underneath something that's just huge with lights all over it. They're not like meditating. They're not. They're not. They're not like trying to get in touch with their divine self on the outside. Maybe you know you can always say that on the inside they were uh, or something like that, but. But, you know, having something like that just be over top of them and then just whiz away really quickly, totally silent. It's usually pretty indicative of a lot of these type of sightings. Um, in London, Ontario, where Brendan's from, where I lived for um, a few years, um, there is a consistent sighting that I've had reported to me through multiple different people um, that some of them didn't know each other. Some of them knew each other, but like, um, and, and I know that they hadn't all hadn't, when I when I asked the ones that didn't know each other if they had shared the same with the other ones, they said they hadn't. But was of a, a giant, like, couple mile wide orb that would just like decloak over top of them, um, and like other people would sit and look at it. And these giant orbs like that are not terribly uncommon. Um, triangles. Uh, a lot of times, the triangles will like uh, shape shift and stuff like that as well. Um, I have heard that triangles are associated with the Greys or more military operations, um, like the defender or like the warrior kind of class. Um, and uh, these people, those are the ones that might be have more like military. Um, the military might be blended with their own military in some of these cases. My personal take is that if these are beings that are billions of years old, they control all the, all the bits of information. So if they want you to know, then you'll know. I'm sure they could keep it from anyone if they really wanted to because their technology is that much greater and they probably do in effect i think that our earth is probably already owned by these aliens and everything that goes on here is has been given the nod so so all the good and all the bad um it's probably I, that's just my that's that's my hunch though um um and then of course you have like um different types of orbs and lights um um, sometimes the orbs or lights get close enough to see what's beneath that light. Um, uh, when I was traveling in Colorado recently, I went to a UFO museum, and uh, there's also there apparently there's a lot of cigar-shaped UFOs in this one valley that I went there. Um, and um, um, one thing to consider too is that a lot of these, if there is a, if they don't actually want to have us. If they're, if they're trying, like, like Brian was saying, if they're trying to wake us up slowly, 
I think they might actually take on the form of unbelievable characteristics. A lot of times you hear about these um, stories about them having like really just sort of like things that evolution just wouldn't justify, like eyes on the sides of their face or something, or weird cheesy helmets or something like that, or those like really, you know, not very fashionable. I feel like real dimensional multi-billion-year-old creatures will have at least some sort of fashion sense. I don't know. That's just, that's another hunch that I have. So I actually think that some of these like more like off the wall stories about the really weird looking aliens, I think it may even be just as a, it's kind of like a mixed misinformation information where it's like it happened, but the story is like purposely outlandish so that people don't just instantly like, oh, well, that makes sense. Like, well, if someone has like two balls on the side of their face, you know, eyeballs all over their their mouth or something like that. It's like, that's kind of like weird, right? Like, so maybe they purposely take on these, uh, um, on these sort of, um, sort of unbelievable appearances to sort of do the slow wake up rather than, you know, appear to us in their true form, which might just be like light or something like that. So maybe they just take a form just to interact with us and then just think of something that's kind of maybe slightly unbelievable. But, um, but yeah, I, I, I've collected like so many sightings just talking to people, to people you wouldn't expect. Um, some of my uh, best sightings have been from people that I would not have expected to have a UFO sighting at all. Like uh, my, one of my good friend's grandmas, who's just like, she's just really normal, kind of conservative lady, you know, like she has uh, amazing, uh, amazing sightings. Are, are yeah. you collecting the information for your own like research or insight or? Um, it's just, just why I've, I've, um, I had a few of my friends in high school that had sightings and, um, and I didn't believe them. I thought that it was silly. And, uh, then I had my own sighting and, um, which coincidentally enough actually did involve like using magic and divination. Um, my sighting, I was actually doing a magic ritual and then there was a UFO that, um, uh, flew over top of me and my sister while we were doing it. There was two of them actually. So, um, and, um, so mine might categorize, mine might qualify some of the things that we were talking about tonight where it's, you know, they're sort of these wisdom bringers or these light multidimensional inner self beings or whatnot. Um, but, um, but no, yeah, no, I just collected, I'm just collecting this Your information for myself. Yeah, no, we both saw the same thing okay. at the same time. Yeah, beautiful. Um, that's pretty. That's pretty common. There's a lot of really well documented mass sightings where, like, whole towns will get shut down because everybody is seeing the same thing and they're just walking around like, what, like, this, what is this giant like, you know, two mile wide blob that's like floating over the town? Like, people just sitting there looking at it. You know, like it's, it, it goes beyond the uh, like the the mystical. But it also, it's an interesting subject because it contains the mystical too. A lot of people who have these contacts with these uh, entities, you know, it has this mystical quality, but I think it goes far. It doesn't go beyond the mystical. Mystical is what's beyond things. It, 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 then they don't, then nothing can go beyond that, right? But it's, it's, it's pretty real phenomenon as well. Like a lot of people who have these sightings are of real, like, craft that do things that. Um, what are you doing with it? Like, I mean, what what's your goal? If what? you know what I'm asking, like, so what are you going um, to? I, I think everyone should do it. I think everyone, everyone should have, everyone should, I mean, I think everyone who's interested in the subject should. Mm -hmm. 
should oh, should collect should collect stories about it because it's like absolutely. it's a great it's a great um, conversation starter for one thing. You like you walk up to someone, totally you know, like, agree. You like I guess, yeah, I but guess my question is like, mm-hmm. so now that you're doing it, like where do you see it going for you? Like, are you trying to solve a particular mystery in your own mind? Like. Do you have a certain like you just sort of open like you know I mean like what do you what do you see? Um, well, um, I mean for me, I think um, I'm, I'm not sure because like I, I have I kind of compartmentalize that on one side I'm collecting the information just to have the information, right? And then I also have lots of other you know thoughts and interpretations about what it, what it could mean. Um, or how it might apply to other things, and of course, I, I, you know, you have to kind of try to keep those in the back burner as you, as you listen to other people's stories. If you have an agenda um, to assimilate that story into your own narrative right away, yeah. I don't think that that's no, I don't no I don't think that's a really good way of going about. Like, I agree with you. Like you're on a wisdom path. I mean, like, sort of what's your wisdom path agenda, if I can put it that way. Oh, you know okay. Hmm. Um, well, I really, I, I, I have to say, I, I've been playing chess for a lot of this conversation. After I came back from a smoke, I've been playing a lot of speed chess on here. So I'm listening as I play. But um, I really like the non-dual stuff. Um, I, 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 um, I'm not really fond of the, the word oneness because I feel like things are too big to be one. Um, but I like the idea of like the harmony between uh, everything right and that there's a uh, or nature because nature is something that can actually potentially be a oneness because it is how things work so there's and it's so it, it yeah but uh and i i like but i like you hate that word oneness though <laughs> uh, i don't i don't dislike the word one i mean i i i i, I, just, I just feel like it um Yeah, like I feel like the universe is too big to be one thing. I feel like oneness I was is. I'm joking is, with you, and I understand what you're saying. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, I. I yeah, no. I was, I was joking with you, but I feel what you're saying, right? You know, it's like beautiful. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And I, it's like I think harmony, it's, but it's like it's like oneness. Well, it's too small, but like yes, we're all one. But yeah, we're all different. You know, it's beautiful. I feel you. Brother. Yeah, and oneness is also it's too big for a lot of times for some people. It's like you start rambling about oneness to someone, and they're just like, oh shit, I don't even have my laundry together. You know, it's like fuck, I can't take care of everything. You know, like so it's 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 and I I think it you know it's it's accurate in its own dimension, right? Like every belief has its own is accurate in its own way, right? And I, I kind of get into thinking about how everything is true and what is, and everything is, everything has goodness, everything has truth. I think that's my wisdom tradition is that everything has a, everything is uniquely good and, and true. Um, and it's kind of just a matter of what is structurally sound, like what is a structurally sound way of being a good person or what is a more structurally sound truth over another truth? That's kind of how I get into thinking about things. And I, I've really given up on thinking about things as being false or bad. I, I just, I think it's so, it's always inaccurate and always leads me down little mind tornadoes that fizzle out and then I re- realize that I was wrong. So I, since I've taken a stance that everything is good and everything is true, but it's just a different sort of structural um, Then it relation. must be one. 
I appreciate what you're saying. No, it's beautiful. No, yeah. I, I could play around for 20 million hours, but we got to let Skull get back on and everybody yeah. else, right? Um, listen, I'm really enjoying what you're saying, brother, and it's extremely yeah, sure. divinely and profoundly beautiful. So thank you for sharing. Yeah, for That's sure. Um, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, if you, I really recommend checking out the uh, the pod. Actually, what was your name again? Sorry, the 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 KJ. KJ. My name is yeah. Wisdom Lover Skull Babylon. I don't call you Brendan. I'm just joking. <laughs> um, you actually yeah. sound a lot I'm like. Kidding aside. Uh, no, KJ, no, no, no. Wisdom Lover. My name is Kevin John Gray. That's what my mom called me. Okay. My real name is Wisdom Lover, right? Um, et cetera, mm-hmm. et cetera, right? You but, you yeah, you ahead. sound a lot like the like the uh, the guy the host of the podcast I just recommended actually it's really funny well, his name is Alejandro Rojas. Up, and, uh, well, hey, I, that sounds profound. He's probably just as brilliant as I am. He probably is. And, he sound, you guys sound, while we're sound on similar. the topic, I want to say Skull Babylon, Mr. Yeah, fucking yes. cool Pawn, cool you motherfucker. I don't give a fuck how I pronounce your name. You are Before divine, I... beautiful. Om namaste om. I'm a rep. Bringing it together. Full disclosure, like, I'm a rep. Exactly. <laughs> Get used to it. Double agent. Dude, I love it. Yeah. Well, hey, dude, um, I don't care. They will never be able to buy your soul. I will buy it back. If we have to fight for you, I will buy it back. All right, man. We're never, find we're me, never gonna let you go. Find me in the bargain bin a few years from now. <laughs> I will get you out for sure. Okay. Cool. <laughs> um. All right. Okay, dude. Thanks, man. Thanks, Kevin. Um, I just wanted to be able to pass it to Jeremy and then pass it to Michael because he's had his hand up for the last like half hour. Um, <laughs> Jeremy, um, is there any sort of uh, what was the podcast you want to recommend? And and just like what is your kind of like message as we get close to wrapping up here? Uh, you know, like that you want to pass on to people related to UFOs um, and entities. Um. Yeah, I would say you you'll never believe in it uh, in its in its real like true. Like and that it's actually physically happening until you start talking to people about it and get like you could read a thousand books on it and every everything right and you can you can watch a bunch of great documentaries but you'll never until until you have your own sighting which is probably pretty rare just even though it happens a lot around the earth thirty people a day is the parent number it's like that's that's the number of reported sightings that is that is the number of parent reports and of course it could be much more the actual sightings but. It's still, that's still only 30 or 50 people a day, right? Or 100, let's say, 200 people a day, right? So it's still pretty small. So the chances of you seeing them, um, it, it's there. So, but if you go out and you talk to other people about it, and if you're really interested in, it, in finding out about the real physical reality behind it and the different types of craft uh, that people report and stuff like that, just bring it up in random conversations with people and you'll be really surprised by the type of stories that come back. There's so many now that yeah. I forget them all. So, but, but I don't forget them. I, there's, there's many. There's, I've collected many mm-hmm. stories. And the other, the other good resources are MUFON, MUFON.com or .org. And that's the uh, big UFO tracking website. So. Yes. And the podcast you're recommending is open. One, one, one second, KJ. Um, he's asking about your glasses. Uh, the podcast you're recommending is uh, Open Minds TV Podcast. Is the podcast yeah. you're recommending. With, with Alejandro Rojas. It's really good. Yeah. 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 Cool. Uh, KJ, go, go ahead. Where do we get the stinking friggin' glasses, man? I want a pair of those fucking goggles, the night goggles. You know what the fuck? 
It's oh, the those? Order, they're like... Taking our ability to create our own destination. No, I, I think he's actually talking about the night goggles. I can see the uh, like yeah, UFOs. You know I mean? like, those, are like, those are like a certain type of night goggles that were like made back in like yeah, the early 90s. They don't... I, I don't know what they were called specifically, but like I know that they stopped making those like accessible for like public and stuff like that um because yeah it's just so it's just like it's interesting to think that like somebody's doing a really good job out there of like hiding ufos from the public and it's not to say that like they're hiding them because they know the answer they're actually hiding them because they don't know the answer which is like you know a whole thing within like the nasa it's just like nasa's job is to like hide ufos because they don't really know the answer not that they're actually like trying to like keep them like sort of like full secret and stuff like that. Um, but I mean, there's like this whole other story of just like, you know, like space travel and like even, you know, like what's actually on the moon and things like that um, and all sorts of different things. Um, anyway, okay, I, 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 go I, ahead. I figure, I figure that anyone that, that does know it knows because they're completely in on it and they're, so if anyone actually does know what's going on, I, I figure that these, these, these creatures, you know, maybe billions of years old and like and civilization, their civilizations are billions of years old, um, will have a protocol for how they deal with all this. And um, if you know, it's because they want you to know. And now the sightings, I think are like, I actually completely agree with you. I think the sightings are a way of like soft exposure, getting people, and there's lots of them like the, and then maybe the different types of research or spiritual activities that we're not even aware of. They're, I think I, I, I probably think it's probably to do with like novelty, like, like Terrence McKenna's concept of like novelty where they're like engaging with the novelty of what's going on here, how things are different, you know, just like, like yeah. absorbing that yeah. energy, that the energy of uniqueness here. But um, um, yeah, so I, I um, I don't know, I, but I, I think if, if anyone claims to, if anyone claims to know, they probably that don't. That was the first time you so. mentioned McKenna, by the way, just for anyone who was listening. Yeah, yeah, much because his name came up a little bit. No, no, no. Yeah. I mean, just just from this moment with Jeremy, you know what I mean? Like we talked about McKenna uh -huh. earlier, but just just when Jeremy was going into his topic, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And it was the first <laughs> time you mentioned McKenna, you know, and it's yeah. interesting. So, I mean, like you know it's interesting like why why it seems to me this would be my guess that if anybody starts with mckenna you're going to be immediately put off as like you know yeah. over here somewhere but like you know what i mean like but if you start off in a different way and then you throw mckenna in at the end <clears throat> it's like oh it's like a little bit of difference but i'm not saying that in a bad way or a good way but i'm just saying like you obviously understand McKenna, right? And you obviously are connecting the dots and all this kind of stuff, right? So what do you see as the – like, where, like, how do you see it? Like, how do you see that relationship between McKenna, you know, DMT, uh, aliens, UFOs, you know, different levels of consciousness, you know, the meaning of life and death, ultimate reality, mm -hmm. all that good stuff? Just threw that last little couple in there for the fun of it. I'll take a crack of that. After I'll, I'll let you, I'll let you wait for my book. You can buy my book and find it. Dude, I'm gonna buy sell Jeremy's you my book, book for twice the price, and I will autograph it. Yeah. and I'll charge you four times the price. But yeah, uh, go for it, B. Okay, that's, uh, that's that's why that's why I'm gonna have to you know, you have to buy my book. 
So, yeah. Um, good answer. Full depth of my mind. You're gonna good. That's a good answer, brother. Jeremy. Good job, man. He fucking knows something. So thank you very much. Go ahead, Brendan. KJ, you're vibing tonight. Um, okay, so I, I, I just kind of relate to that. There's, and I'm just going to say this and pass over to Michael because his hand's been up for like two hours now. Um, the One of the things that McKenna talks about is just like, you know, like, uh, like a ufo sort of like landing on the front lawn would be like secondary news um to what someone experiences five minutes into a dmt experience um which again i think both of them are there to like help us like open up to the uh bigger perceptions of this reality and, and again just understanding that like we're more multidimensional beings and i know i keep going back to that um but i i feel like that is like a big part of the story um but again like it is something that that is gradually becoming more common uh within mainstream culture uh and again i keep saying this too but the doctor strange movie is going to be coming out really 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 soon november 4th for people unless they're in the uk and that's going to open people up to a lot of multi-dimensional realities like have no mistake about it guys like psychedelic experiences lucid dreaming and ufos like they're all connected guys like it's it's not like this like thing where it's just like oh that's completely separate like they literally as you understand one it starts revealing more about the how? other how how stay tuned for my stay tuned for my book oh the book <laughs> yeah listening? yeah Fuck the um, book, okay all the problems right now okay i'm gonna pass it over to michael and uh kj just uh double check uh before we jump in and stuff i know you're excited so michael go sorry, ahead. sorry i get excited oh, oh. Well, thanks. Um, good, you know, it's my good. hand is getting a little bit tired. <laughs> um, I, I was just going to say, you know, it is interesting. You know, we have all these, you know, different concepts about how we think, either how we think or how we know, you know, this universe uh, and, and stuff. I would say for anybody that's read history, though, it is quite apparent that uh we do live on a pretty dualistic um world you know i mean just if you look i mean just if you read history i mean there's there's definitely if you want to call it duality um i mean it's it's here i mean you know there's masculine there's, and and feminine there's there's yin and yang positive and negative and I mean, it's really, um, I think, you know, it could, um, I do believe that we're all connected. I just think that we are, we have similarities and we have differences. Um, and I think just like each star, like I, I look at it, oh, this is very, um, I guess Crowley-esque, but, um, that we each have our own function in the cosmos, that there's something like we probably wouldn't be here unless there was something for us left to do in the grander scheme of things that only we could do. Like, you know, and you could see it, like, you know that not everybody is necessarily a, a, a Michael Jackson or uh you know, like Steve Urkel is, is not Bruce Lee, you know, it, it's like people have a unique um, essence about them that really, you know, they have a, a will or a, or a, a 
function just like you know an ant doesn't know how to you know do perform things as well that like a bee could you know it's like i do believe that we're all um connected but i believe it's like we're each like there's no one else like us you know in the universe per se as individuals and um i do think that well i mean i i believe a lot in individuality but i think that each of us as individuals is unique and even as like as uh as a soul if you will you know soul is kind of a big thing but you know like as, as souls i think even after say you move on say from you know this life or whatever i think that i think that there will be a, a level of in, in individualism that continues important question um, for you right now i apologize i'm yes, jumping sir. in soul on the level of us of course like i'm different than you but what about mm -hmm. the soul of the cosmos right does that include us is it different than us like just try to go you know add that in there I think it is, I think there is interconnectedness, but I think there is a choice as far as um, maintain, you know, maintaining a level of you-ness, I guess you say, you know? Okay, um, so the, is the you-ness different than the one, like, I'm confused, like the soul, yes. okay, so the soul that creates the cosmos. Yes. Does it include you? Yes or no? Yeah. I would believe so. Right. Yeah. I, mean, I, I ask easy questions, you know, I really do. Always of course it includes you, right? Mm -hmm. So, so, so does it include me? Uh, yes. Yeah. So the same, agree. so we have the same source because we're included both in the same thing, right? such yes, that unfolded right of mm -hmm. course and i'm following you so here's my point to you or here's my question really so mm -hmm. on basic because i was listening very carefully and i'm just asking based upon that individual it, this is a question for me as well brother so i'm i'm, I'm honestly asking based mm -hmm. upon that individual individuality not ego but individuality right of the self because mm -hmm. i have different lessons to learn than you have different lessons to learn but right, yet right. We come to like a, a sort of a source of like, let's just even say the, the mind that made the cosmos, it included all of us, right? So yes. in that, right? So we're going back to a oneness point for lack of a better word, right? We're going back to a, a point where we, we, we are common. So mm -hmm. even though we are different, we are one. And even though everything is unfolding differently, we still come back to the same sort of meaning so how do you, and this is, this is my question, how do you account for that? Like, how do you account, and I'm dead serious right now. Thank you, everybody. Right. How do you account for that? Oh, well, I think there is, um, <laughs> can't really, I, you, you can't really define just infinity. It's so. It's, yeah, it's a highly, <laughs> highly complex, highly No, I can't define thing. infinity. If infinity is that which has no limit or end. I can extremely, I can define it. I just did it. 
In two yes, seconds. but no, I, well, he means like what you're talking about, though. It infinity. expands into infinity. Like, what are those things in that infinity? Okay, that well, that's about? a limit. Listen, I agree. Then that's a limit blended with unlimitedness. And to be honest, in Platonic yeah. metaphysics and Advaita Vedanta, that is the highest ideal. Or that's that is where we go as human beings on this planet. Even forgetting about all the bullshit of like different states of mind of like aliens and all this other different stuff. And I don't mean to say bullshit, but I just mean to say that like as human beings and and as spiritual souls, we're going through different levels at all times, right? And so we're gonna see different things. And just Terrence McKenna, he 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 actually explained it very well. Actually, I think it's like, mm -hmm. dude, just fucking take some DMT, man, and you'll fucking see the whole thing, right? It's just very simple. I think that should what? be prescribed in our society. Everyone has to take DMT. Bob's your uncle. Well, it's like, um, so it's say you know, infinity or so. I, I mean, it's really hard to say because, I mean, unless somebody just like called God on the phone and asked him or her or it or whatever and said, hey. But we are given minds, brother. Well, yes, but I'm saying it's From like it, we can't be 100% <laughs> sure as far as what we think we know now is like. I agree. You know, a hundred percent true. Forget what the fuck Beauty. we think we know. Beloved said right. it right here: infinite observational points and different awareness that resonate, different attraction and experience the whole. Like what I just said a bajillion times already. Beautiful. Unique, unique parts of the whole. Like that same yes. parts of it. Yes. 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 And um, where does that language come from? Because it ain't from our modern, you know, systems. It really, and B-Love um, looks like he's ready to jump in, but like, yeah, that sounds like very hey, yo, ancient metaphysical did anyone, language. Did anyone notice that Brendan left? Oh, wow. He dropped it. It happens sometimes. Yeah, it comes oh, and goes. That, well, that, but I do think... You know what? Um, that doesn't surprise me, honestly, just because I always show up late, and he just was... Uh, to be honest, he was just enjoying us so much. Yeah, anyway, I think he might have accidentally dropped out somehow. He might be back. Yeah, we're still I'll live. stick to my beautiful story. He wanted yeah, all of us to get it. along, so he left. <laughs> just kidding. We could also think about it like the same way, like genetically how we work. We're all yeah. children of God. God, what it, what this what what is this God thing? But we're all yeah. children of it. So we obviously have the same yeah. source essence material of whatever it was that's in creation. Right. Creation isn't separate from its creation. Mm -hmm. yes, yeah, that's my yeah, point. I think um, all yeah, is all. <laughs> it is like it, it's very hard to to describe, but I do look at it as like indi like individuality like has so many um, spectrums, has a wide spectrum all of it of, of so many ways you could go. Yes, no. Michael. It's all no vibrational. Doubt. I'm testing you just because we all sort of understand similar things, right? So it's a beautiful mm -hmm. thing that we can all sit here and test each other with these difficult ideas. Because if you ask this of like what I might Anyone call else? a normal person at the moment, you know, well, but yeah, David they're going to look at you. Normal yeah. is what people normally experience. Hold on now. Yeah, exactly. We got to continue to facilitate but, uh, this I, I was hangout, you guys. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Everybody watch. Yeah. That. No, let's just. We got to keep it. Up. We got to keep it a little facilitated. 
I'm sure Brendan we is going to be back. Okay, yes. B-Love had his hand up. Okay, Kyle's the new facilitator. All right. Uh, yes, I'm let's not try and, uh, so I guess let's try and keep it on. I'm just going to say, like, let's try and keep it on the topic of uh, what we were just flowing from right before Brendan jumped out. I see that Eddie's back. All right. Hello, shifters. Welcome back. Uh, uh, pardon the small interruption there. It uh, appears that our feed was hijacked by evil space pirate aliens. But uh, nonetheless, we have prevailed and uh, the story continues and uh, the space pirates uh, will never get the best of us because united we are strong. So guys, let's keep moving through this broadcast and uh, we'll uh, just aim to wrap this up pretty soon um i think eddie's actually going to be joining eddie grace is going to be joining in a bit and i want to be able to get him talking a little bit about multi-dimensional entities and archons and giving us some uh, interesting perspectives on that but in the meantime um let's talk about space pirates no i'm just kidding uh i want to be able to give you guys a chance to just like add in anything else uh with the intention of the fact that we're getting close to the end of the broadcast and, and kyle's in here and he hasn't talked too much um so maybe we'll pass it over to to kyle uh be love uh, sorry, beloved. Did you did you have something that you want to say? I'm not sure. I was just going to add something go quick before we right. dive off. Um, sure, go, 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 go. Um, I just something was mentioned about the ayahuasca and the medicines and things, and we were talking about oneness. And I, I was going to say there's a lot in that medicine that it seems to teach us that there's something with our reality that is interacting with our consciousness, and that's just something I wanted to add into that. And um, it kind of goes along with the oneness is of, you know, seeing that what's good for others is good for us, even though we are within our own separate experience, that if we all work together and we all help each other, then we're all going to be benefiting from that. And I think that's kind of a message a lot of the ETs have. So I think it is important to um, think about, ponder. Um, and then the other part of it was just mentioning the whole vibrational aspect of things. Um, you know, we, we learn in every moment, we're attracting things vibrationally, in a sense, if you're calling and, and have this intention of calling out to these aliens, and obviously, they're going to show up more, because there's more of a um, invitation there. Um, my own personal experience with um, just a, a quick side note was, uh, I saw like a bright white flash and I was like, whoa, did I just see that? And just by asking the question, it showed it again. So that was an experience where I knew there was something going on because it only did it when I was uh, interacting consciously with it. Um, so there's different things like that that I think, especially when we go into the multidimensional aspects and that kind of thing, um, I, I just think it's important. But yeah, I just mm -hmm. wanted to add that. Mm -hmm. For sure, man. Yeah, um, it just is like a little thing to like put out there for people because I was kind of thinking about it earlier. Yeah, like kind of like put out in the back of your mind that like psychic intention, if if you choose to, to sort of like invite UFOs to maybe show themselves to you in the sky. Um, and then like if you do see a UFO, you could like try like establishing some sort of like psychic connection bridge um, between it as well um it's just kind of and, and then i i kind of and not to get like too far off track and stuff like that but yeah like the idea that like mushrooms are like an alien in themselves is like a super interesting thing um 
now that Eddie's here, we're actually gonna and thank you, B Love. We're gonna we're gonna pass the the talking stick over to Eddie because his computer's been crashing uh, a little bit as well. Um, so Eddie, uh, we've been talking a lot tonight about UFOs, aliens, and entities, and maybe just uh, giving you a few minutes to summarize either how these things are connected and uh, filling us in on a little bit more of your information and perspectives related to entities and even the concept of archons, which is something I know you've talked about before and not something we've gotten too much in this broadcast if you want to explain what those are. So Eddie, we'll pass it over to you and, and welcome live from Australia. Cheers. Thanks a lot. Hang on one sec. I'll just shut the door. All right. Oh, no, no, no time for shutting the door, dude. We, gotta we, are, we, are, we are here to open doors. That's what we are doing. All oh, right. nice segue. I like that one. There you go. Okay, Eddie, go, go right ahead, man. Yeah, sweet. I, I just had to close the door. My wife's in the other room. She thinks that I'm nuts talking about this type of stuff. Uh, Bro, I've met you before. Who's this fucking KJ? KJ. Dude, just, who is it? He's going to just... just oh, yes. my God. Hi. Yeah. Woohoo. Go for it, brother. <laughs> Go for it. Go for it. It's a party. Hello, wisdom lover. Yeah. All right. Too easy. All right. Well, um, I suppose... How do you we break it down a little bit into uh, higher dimensional and lower dimensional? So you'd say like physical stuff like us uh, versus like the non-physical, another dimension. Um, I've noticed myself that the non-physical is more advanced and a lot smarter. And if anything in control of the physical you, you you could think of lower dimensional reality uh like a video game and higher dimensional reality like the players playing the video game and a lot of the players have got cheat sheets and they can do whatever they want they can manipulate the laws of physics so to speak via consciousness from higher dimensional reality and create an effect in lower dimensional reality. And that's what we traditionally call a miracle. It's an unknown or unexplainable phenomenon that generates a massive effect, you know, like maybe healing someone. And, you just explained uh, it. Yeah. So the when you when you've got the cheat sheet so to speak when you when you've got higher dimensional consciousness activated and you you're in the game too you know you're physical but you've got the conscious connection back to the higher like what i've got now it, it's like you're the you're the you're the player and you're the character like like you're playing the game from behind the scenes but you you're in the game at the same time it's really weird. And I have noticed through different conversations that I've had that um, our bodies genetically are the most advanced vessel in lower dimensional reality, and especially Earth humans. We, we seem to be spliced together from multiple sources of DNA. So we kind of like got the best bits of lots of other creatures combined into what makes us us uh, and but most of it is deactivated like the higher dimensional senses are deactivated 
So we're born with five senses. Uh, we've got 12 in total. And the other seven are related to consciousness abilities. So um, to, it's hard to explain really, but those consciousness abilities seem to be able to do things like communication. Like I, I've got telepathy activated in my brain. Oh, mm, looks like we uh, got a pause on Eddie's feed, um, which probably means his computer crashed. Which yeah, brother, did brother happen. Eddie, no, no, you're a scientist. Oh, yeah. He's Eddie's. Eddie's frozen right now. He's gonna oh, go. Okay. He, he'll be back in a minute. Like I think his computer literally crashed. He's so. rocking, dude. I'm loving it. Oh yeah, He's like Eddie's got some good things. Um, dude, I I spent an hour talking to that guy last time after, mm. like just like Kyle and I. Oh yeah. I you know like. It's oh, beautiful. Yeah. It's like he—he's kind of. He, you know, who he reminds me of. And tell me if I'm wrong. Brother, or if anybody agrees? Uh, he reminds me of the—the uh, the other Australian, uh, who I like, who I actually came in contact with you. Were again, Brendan. Uh, well, not Charles Gilchrist. That was originally. But uh, secondly, um, San, Santos Bonacci or whatever. Right. Right. Like you. you uh, interviewed him and no i never interviewed him i interviewed his friends i was almost going to oh, interview him and then he got arrested oh okay, okay. and then he oh, went that's right crazy. that's right yeah and i watched um, that whole thing like no so and again you know you talk about you know we can talk about freedom fighters and like i mean like look this is that's a good guy i mean he's what i watched the video of him the other day getting arrested for that he didn't pay mm -hmm. like a hundred thousand dollars in fines or something on a mm -hmm. toll road and he was like, that toll road's owned by the mafia. And they talked about this family, owned the next family, and then this family. And I was like, you know what? Hey, I'm with you, brother. Weird, man. Maybe he's an alien. Um, speaking of aliens, Kyle, did you want to talk a little bit more about, uh, as we get closer to wrapping this up, um, I'd be curious as to what, I mean, Santos Benacci, what do you think? Bring it aliens on, Kyle. Kyle, um, let's, let's talk a little bit uh, about what your thoughts are on, on aliens, U uh, UFOs, aliens, and, and, and entities, and scary pasta or anything like that. Um, whatever you want to talk about. But again, guys, let's 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 aim to wrap this up uh, soon enough because it's uh, already two to two a.m. right now, and uh, this is going to be like a five-hour broadcast. Kyle, go ahead. Welcome to the broadcast. What's going on, guys? My name's Kyle. I am a freelance journalist from an alternate timeline, and I can hack time, <laughs> dimensional reality. And yeah, that's my story that I figured out. That's why you're here. No, that's my, that's my altered ego, super human side of me, inspired by things that Brendan opened my eyes to. <laughs> some some crazy comic, Transmetropolitan. I was like, oh, oh yeah. cool, I'm gonna like twist that into my own reality, and it made a whole lot of sense. And um, I've been making, dude, I've been working with the. Uh, Adobe and all this other stuff. I got a lot of I got I got a lot of mm -hmm. stuff going on. But yeah, that's topic of aliens and UFOs. Yes. Um, brother, you know, all right, check this out. Has anyone ever like woken up? Not I. Wake up in the morning. You're taking a shower and you're like, oh, what's that? And like you find something on you that's like, you know, it's a mark or something. It's like I definitely didn't, you know. There wasn't a, nothing happened for me to get you know hit or hurt there. You know, it doesn't make sense when there's a mark here. You know what I mean? 
agrees or something. Um, you know, if there's like that happened to anybody, and like there's there's been what what do you guys think about that? Those like the reports of people who wake up and they're like, I swear to God, you know, like, you know I keep getting like the, the, this triangle, like like these three dots in a triangle, you know, like on the back of my head, right right on my ear, you know, or something. Like, and it happens all the time. Like, what about got, people who have that? that going? Well, I mean, I'm not really going like, to dive too much into like, certain things, but I mean, this topic goes very deep and very personal with me. I've had a lot of like very, I would say, like intimate, like you know, like intimate as in like emotional exchange, kind of like very like in-depth meetings with beings beyond this dimensional veil. I'll say that because I think some of these extraterrestrials, I think they're not exactly of another planetary origin, but they're also not from Earth. And that's what quasi-dimensional is. And they can sort of come here and go as they wish. Like, and I, and, and that's, that's what I feel like, you know, as the misconception for most extraterrestrial beings because I think you know some of these some of these things like like the Sasquatch could be extraterrestrial as in the sense of being quasi-dimensional and, and being able to step forward between here and there and like there's a more common aspect to that than you know and that is like how many people have a cat Maybe nobody has a cat. Maybe one or two of you have a cat. Cats are very different than dogs. Dogs are very incredibly spiritual beings, yes, but they're a different kind of spiritual being than a cat is a spiritual being. Um, dogs are like healers. As like cats, cats can go around the corner and they're gone. You'll go, you could follow it. It'll dip around the corner and then you pick your head around and it's gone. Cats literally just turn around the corner and walk straight into another dimension, out of this world. I think, I think that's that's the same thing with like some extraterrestrials. I'm not saying like cats are aliens. You know what I mean? There is a theory to have that cats are actually, you know, alien creation or something, or the very that have like connection to extraterrestrials or something, but. I think Kyle, I just want to let you know I love you and you're 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 full of shit, brother. Oh man. But beautiful shit. I just wanted you to know that. Man, okay. Anyway, so I think continue. I was a joke, continue. I, I know, brother. Dude. Love you, man. Rock on. <laughs> Yo. Um I think Yeah, where was it? Cats, um, extraterrestrials. I think the extraterrestrials. I think they. Yes, I think they work. Um, I think they operate yeah, very advanced. similar. I think they operate very similar. As in being quasi-dimensional, like they come through, and we see we, we see craft. We see craft in the sky, and sometimes we see craft releasing drones or smaller craft, and and sort of like a, you know, an evasive tactic to be like. Yeah. You know, like not really an invasion, but they're coming in, and then they're like videos of them dropping more ships I mean, come out on, of it. With the meow, I mean, 
who comes up with that? I mean, that's just my own personal thought on cats, and I wanted to relate that to the quasi-dimensional aspect of this broadcast. Because you know, you know, Dude, I just want to say I support you. I double support uh, wondering about cats and the meowing and the quasi-dimensional reality of cats. I'm all with you, brother. No, I, th- I think it's. I think you know. I think that's a very strong possibility. Animals have, you know, extraterrestrial origins. No, I mean, why do well, they say maybe meow? some of them? Some of them, some of them. Why no, it's not the meow, meow dude. Them. It's well, dude. Like, where do you think dogs come from? Dogs, serious. <laughs> dogs are like come from star system, serious man. Um, star system, serious. All right. No, all right. Okay, keeping in mind, guys, um, and sorry to like have to cut this short, but we're going to cut this pretty uh, close to the end. So, Kyle, what are some of your like uh, additional thoughts that you want people to keep in mind relative to the UFO topic and aliens? I, I do a lot of looking at the stars. Sometimes you'll see things and sometimes you won't. I haven't actually seen a legitimate UFO since I was a kid, and those were pretty um, pretty in-depth experiences like me and my buddy actually it wasn't even just me who saw it and, you know it was my friend too we were sitting out back we were looking at the stars and we, we used to stargaze and like look and see if what different constellations we could find one time we were watching this guy and this happened several times within the same month and then several like i would say like six months after that it it came back and did it again but look at this guy, and I was like, yo, look, you know, there's like this bright dot moving. It's an incredibly bright dot. You know, it's not a satellite. A satellite is different, and the ISS is very distinct. You know where the ISS is at all times. It can't be something like that. This yeah. object is just incredibly bright. You know, to me, I'm thinking like some kind of propulsion system. But what happened yeah. was... It lit, it, it got very intense and the light split into four points and then it just shot at an accelerated rate, mm. straight, like gone. To, so four. like made, it made like a weird four pointed cross in, in with of light and then it just disappeared. It was totally nice. gone. That's a good, and that, that happened a few times. Other than that, I've seen objects waver in the sky and make, you know, like right angle donut turns and stuff. Like that's pretty legit. Sh- yeah, crazy, sweet, crazy Kyle, stuff. Yeah, yeah. I'm just gonna say we're gonna pass it to Eddie because Eddie's gonna um, talk before he crashes again. So we're okay. gonna pass it over to Eddie real quick, and that's good, Duke. Right, but- that's awesome to hear, man. Uh, Eddie, go ahead. Um, I don't know, leave where you left off, or talk about multidimensional archons or UFOs or anything else. Yeah. Okay. I I think one thing Archon. that's important. It's in my in my mind at the moment. Um, the higher dimensional reality is just like lower dimensional reality in regard to a mix of positive and negative entities. It's not like heaven's over here or up there and hell is over there or, or down there. Heaven and hell is higher dimensional reality. So just like here on earth in the physical, we have all the good, all the bad and in between. 
the same is true in higher dimensional reality. You know, if you open your third eye and you project your consciousness into higher dimensional reality, it's not like you're going to end up in a good place or it's not like you're going to end up in a bad place. You're going to end up in a random place that's relative to your spiritual development. It's going to like attracts like in regard to energy. So the emotional energy that you embody and the way you relate to your experiences will attract a similar experience in higher dimensional reality. And I've noticed a lot of people that are kind of half ignorant, half empowered that are still carrying a lot of shadows that, and that they're ignorant of won't really have positive higher dimensional experiences. And then they go around telling people, don't do that, don't do that, it's bad, it's bad, that's where all the bad spirits live. But it's it's just not the case. It's a very narrow-minded view. It's their personal energy and their personal perception. And another thing that I've become aware of too is that any type of creature, we're talking lower dimensional stuff now, any type of creature, uh, an alien, an extraterrestrial, um, something that's not human that can... Like dogs? Shh, damn it, he crashed again. All right, um, it's going to take him like... Oh, man, it was so beautiful. I know, I right? Uh, you have to splice that together later. By the way, I'm coming to meet you. Char, Charmander. Listen, Brendan, like, what would you do if I just showed up on, on, on the corner forever on, you know, Ontario, fucking Canada, whatever the place it is that you live, and just hung out forever with free hug signs and just told everybody that, you know what, I'm here because of you. Follow your dreams. Yeah, that's what I'm telling you, bro. And someday you'll get eyebrows like these too. So, okay. Um, All kidding aside, before you know, I have something to say before we go. Sure, man. All, everybody in the world should know that Brendan's famous last words are always trying to say, you know, hey, thank you for everybody. I appreciate everybody. You know, it's time to wrap it up. And then everybody throws in like another hour worth of dialogue. Yeah. And Brendan's always like, great. He's like, I love it. Because you know why? Because you're on that spiritual path, brother. That's why I fell in love with you ever to begin with, right? I mean, hey, you're bro. on that spiritual path. It's, it's, it comes out as truth, honesty, reality, right? And I wouldn't even say that you know everything because it's not about knowing everything. Mm -hmm. I don't know anything at all. It's about having a certain search for truth and wisdom and reality within your own heart. And some people wake up to it, some people don't. I, I, it's, a, it's, a diff, it's weird to see the difference. And so every time that you say, I appreciate everybody, you know, we gotta start to wrap it up. I laugh because <laughs> I think to myself, He's not gonna wrap it up. Like he's I'm gonna, gonna try to wrap it up. Yeah, yeah. You can try. I'm not like, against that's having like three it hour go forever. Warning. That's a three-hour warning. That's Once right, guys. Yeah. Right, yeah. It's a three-hour warning. Once he says wrap it up, okay, okay. We got three more hours. We got three more hours. Yeah. But all kidding aside, that's a beautiful <laughs> thing for you. You understand what I'm saying? Like that is a testament to you and who you are in your spiritual path and everything that you have built. 
Okay. So this is my compliment to you, brother. And hey, so thanks, that's man. That's what I want to say before we get off. I appreciate it. I appreciate time it. Time to wrap up. Hey, it's I, I I can't do it without you guys. So otherwise, it would just like be way less fun. So I appreciate it. Um, one of the things I was going to say with the UFOs again, getting close to the end, and kind of like even a couple of my two cents is that you know in some cases with the UFOs, I would definitely encourage people to like keep their eyes on the sky. And and kind of what we were saying earlier, I was kind of tailing this off of um, when B Love was talking earlier about like holding that intention of just being open to the idea of maybe seeing a UFO because maybe the UFOs can like read our mind, and then they'll actually be like, hey, that guy is like looking to see a UFO or something like that, and then that could be part of what may bring it back into may bring it into your reality, and it's just one of those things where it's just like you don't know till you try. Um, and also, I was going to say. Um, with UFOs, it's also kind of like this thing where some people are like, I'll believe it when I see it. But maybe with UFOs, it's actually more sort of, you'll see it when you believe it kind of thing. So again, again, and not to say like, that's like how it is cut and dry. Because again, we know a lot of people who aren't really open to UFOs see UFOs. But again, I think that's part of the story is that that's part of the shift is that average joe is, is seeing ufos and like that is like shifting their paradigm and, and it's kind of interesting to think about the idea that if, uh, w- if if our path is sort of like part of like our soul path and sort of our higher conscious uh path of like our own awakening then theoretically somewhere within that path it, it would almost seem that like our ufo sighting would be uh, intricately weaved into it as something intentional uh, because it's a pretty big event. Nobody just like sees a UFO and it's just like, oh, okay, that was just like, you know, no big deal. Uh, it's no less exciting than going to the grocery store every week or something. It's like, no, that's something that kind of stands out and it kind of, you know, makes a difference in your life. And especially for mine, um, when I saw that UFO, the, the, the thing that kind of like shifted my paradigm was just like the incredible synchronicity of it. I was like, I had to be in the exact right spot where I was in order for me to see it because this thing literally decloaked right over top of me. If I was like 100 meters one way or the other, like I might not have seen it, but it was like right there. And me and my girlfriend at the time were like looking up at the sky and we both saw it. And so even afterwards, I was just like, whoa, you know, like was that like literally part of my soul path where like, kind of the universe does that from like a non-linear perspective of already having the future as like a thing that exists and then you catch up to it and you kind of don't know you're on this path but then evidently you get to where you're supposed to be and then in that moment you happen to be where you need to be to see a ufo that may or may not actually be showing it to you because that was kind of my thing i was just like okay did this ufo show itself to me or did i literally just happen to be in the right place at the right time for this ufo's like cloaking technology to glitch out well it was over top of me and i just happened to see it but evidently it provided me the experience to ask more questions about this and at that point ufos became a reality for me because up until then i was like yeah ufos are an awesome idea they're a super cool concept but i hadn't seen one and then once i saw one i was just like okay like check mark you know like ufos are a real thing let's keep investigating and stuff like that um so i mean will i see more ufo sightings down the road quite possibly um and and so i mean i think that's kind of a a, again like i think there's something very sacred about a ufo ceremony and and i think that's like something that because it's it can be a very psychedelic experience in in a lot of ways so um yeah just kind of uh being like really 
patient with them. And it's kind of one of those things where like it will happen when the time is right. Is the um, girlfriend um, the UFO? Somebody said girlfriend. Is the girlfriend Brennan, the UFO? Brennan, yes, you, I like. I don't know if you have a girlfriend or not, but listen, I can tell you this much. Every woman that you were ever spiritually involved in with in your life will be profoundly meaningful. And bro, I wish you the best of luck because hey, thanks, it's difficult. It's difficult. You know, it's like, I don't even know. Like, it's one, I will say this. You've never said anything about your personal life like that on air. So I just, only rarely something happened, something happened. Yeah, of course. And I only just happened to see someone say, oh, you, you had a girlfriend. Maybe they were joking about the aliens or something. But, uh, you know, the truth is, is like when we get into a relationship with somebody, like they are alien from us. Right? I mean, they mm -hmm. are other than us. And it's like they show us something in ourselves that we love and we grow and, and hopefully we, we recognize the right thing and we don't make a wrong mistake and that's all beautiful, right? So um, on that spiritual level, I just wanted to say, uh, yes, and I'll throw it off to anybody. I just wanted to say I am sending a beautiful alien your way, Mr. Brendan. Hey, I, 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 I'm open to inter planetary relationships that's hey. totally a thing i love you brother that's I mean the future, it on the man. Level. and that's i mean like we all deserve love right we, we, love is important okay hang out with some cool octarians or something um <laughs> maybe uh, just just a hangout idea maybe in the future and yeah. maybe in in a team building hangout or maybe a hangout in and of itself mm -hmm. we can do a Speed disney school class about like relationships and like human social <laughs> relations yeah, that could definitely be a, a future Destiny School. Um, we can do that sort of like sure. the concept of like sacred sacred relationships or just relationships in general. The, the, the sacred term point. of like marriage, you know? Yeah, yep. we're good. It's, uh, I mean, we did a whole good one on like um, the love and sacred sexuality, which oh my people God, haven't I keep checked out. Good one. Go check out that one from a while ago. Well, listen, hey, I um, hate to break the news to you, but any two hours podcast ago. that I did in the past that I didn't listen to, they don't exist. Um, so I can only deal with what I have to deal with you in front of you. Okay, no, fair I'm enough. totally joking, brother. I'm totally joking. <laughs> I, I love you. I Thanks, just love sir. you. I'm totally joking. All right. <laughs> um, I'm just also kind of waiting to see, guys, if Eddie is going to be able to jump back in here just to give him like another three minutes of if we can just get a little bit more Eddie into this broadcast, that'd be perfect. Absolutely. And then and then beautiful. we'll uh we'll, we'll we'll wrap it up in about two hours. Um. But yeah, oh, so guys, nitty, let's nitty. let's. What, what Eddie was talking about too was also like it's very remnant of what I had written down too. What he was talking about. So. Oh, true, true, true. Um, Roman, did you did you want to since since we're, we're we're getting close to the end of the broadcast? Did you want to talk about a little bit of what you were talking about? Um, with what your the what is the thesis of some of the stuff that your presentation is about? Um, well, without the help of the slides and more context, uh, my notes here aren't really helpful. Listen, uh, give me the friggin' summary. KJ. Sentence summary. Sorry. KJ, I know calm Brandon, down. When I jump in, I know. I'm excited. Brett, Roman, give me the two. I just want to hear the two-sentence summary. Like the Anunnaki, we are the slaves, or like what? Just give me something. It's pretty much it. Is, is inspired by Mark Passer's presentation called The Cosmic Abandonment Theory in the uh, an explanatory synthesis regarding human origins, extraterrestrial human origins, psychopathy, slavery, and the current psychological and social conditions of humanity. 
So you, the basic idea was related to the idea of like humans being seated by the Anunnaki and who are the Anunnaki? Did I miss the presentation? Is that what happened? No. Yeah, it's also called the interference theory. Um, what was the thesis? Yeah, what's the thesis, Roman? The thing I just read or? Oh, he read us the thesis. That was was that the thesis? I heard it. Pretty much. I mean, I guess I could get into it more, but I don't know. No, I like, mean, but like, my question like, is, your like, own how words. did you make it? Oh, my own Sorry, words, yeah. I know I talk a lot. Um, uh, how did you make it, or like, did I miss the presentation? Did you give it here? No, no, no. I haven't given no, it at all. No, it's, I've, I've oh. sprinkled it. About, you could but, probably make that into like a whole standalone video if you wanted to. New YouTube presentation. It's like but, Michael but what, did to what was the or thesis, my, uh, though? The thesis, I guess, in my own words, is basically you're taking the psychological and um social conditions of humanity and you're explaining it through um the extraterrestrial ancient origins uh interference theory of which what happened long ago to humanity is making it suffer nowadays through a chaining mm -hmm. a chain linking of events but also explaining uh, uh, very well explaining um the ancient origins themselves the story and how it leads us to how we are today Oh, wow. Okie dokie. Okay. Can you explain who the Anunnaki are business. real quick for people who Dude, might have, have no so idea? I have so much to fucking say. Roman, that's a good we, so, when got when we were done to with say, this, dude. you're going to stay on. We're going to talk. Sorry, so that's a ahead. good thesis. Yeah, 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 yeah. But like, our present situation is a result of like our mysterious past, which may yeah, have something because, to do no, with our present situation. Is Brendan has to go because we have to end the podcast or whatever. Oh, it's already it's already done, guys. This is no, I'm just joking. No, no, I'm just Cajun. Sorry, brother. I love you. So basically, I'm excited. I haven't talked to you guys in so long. I can tell, man. Yo, turn on the AC. We need some chill, okay? The, what he said. Okay. <laughs> the questions. The, it's Go ahead. The, the, the I'll, I'll come back later. Does it speak about the Vikings? Uh, well, I don't know if it gets. It doesn't get that detailed about Norwegian, but it's more general. But basically, the questions that are all in the slides that says, "Why are there so many ancient accounts of extraterrestrial visitation to our planet?" Also, similar in the events they describe, yeah, are all readily dismissed by modern academia as merely fantasy and myth. Mm -hmm. Are human beings actually the progeny of an extraterrestrial species that came to Earth millennia ago, as some ancient historical accounts suggest? When human, were human beings created by extraterrestrial entities as a hybrid slave species for unknown purposes related to an agenda? Did our extraterrestrial parents inadvertently create a host genetic defect in the human genome, including primary psychopathy, as a result of the imprecise genetic modification techniques they employed? Did our extraterrestrial forebears provide to us our own systems of government, money, and religion? And to what right. ends did they Eddie's use? back. Cool. Let Eddie some go. ancient astronauts All right. leave. Let's, um, <laughs> hey guys, Eddie's back. We're going to pass it over to <laughs> No, that's him. really good, though. That's good, Roman. Oh, my God. Okay. Eddie, we're passing it back over to you. Let's just adjust your microphone real quick. And, yeah, we're um, astronaut All right, one second, guys. Okay, so... I don't know what's going on with my internet. No worries. Okay. Oh, my God. Eddie's so we got, back. We got three, three minutes maximum of Eddie, and this will be the last chance before this broadcast ends. Eddie, go ahead. What else do, uh, right. what else do people right. need to be aware of? So, where I'm at... Um, yeah, so a lot of extraterrestrial creatures um, that have been here for a really long time live in Antarctica underground. 
Um, and not all of Antarctica is frozen either. Now, most of Antarctica is about 10,000 feet above sea level. It's not like it's ice floating on water. It's a continent and it's covered in ice and it's really old. And there was times thousands of years ago where it wasn't ice, just like uh, around Egypt in Africa it, thousands of years ago. It wasn't desert. It was the tropics. So you've got to think in really long periods of time and how the earth has changed since then. So living underground means you can control your climate. And if you want to exist for a few thousand years, it's probably the easiest place to maintain safety. Um, the next thing that I think people should be aware of is that most extraterrestrial creatures or self-aware creatures, lower dimensional stuff, are really scared of us. They, they know what our potential is and they try and restrict us. Genetically, like what I was saying before, we are the best of the best. We've been spliced together with the best attributes, the best consciousness senses, but it's all been toned down because of the position our solar system has been in for the last few thousand years. But it's all about to get tuned back up Eddie, do you and, think it's a duality, like higher versus lower, like as we go to the higher? No, absolutely. No, no way. It's a mix. It's not a duality. It's a mix. Everything we've got, they've got. Everything they've got, we've got. It's just that the laws of physics are slightly different. And <clears throat> we come here to have an experience. You know, we're all immortal. We're, we're thousands and thousands of years old. We're, you know, we, we incarnate into our bodies and we temporarily wipe our memories and and we rise back up and we, we get to relive that experience. It's fun. It adds value to our existence. Mm -hmm. But what you have to be super careful of is that any type of lower dimensional advanced anything tech, that's got technology that's more advanced than us is not going to be our friend. They're going and, and saying that they're not necessarily our enemy either, but we are better than them. And they fear that because they know that we can be cruel bastards. So they want us to mature before we evolve our technology. Can I honestly ask and, you a question, Eddie? Yeah, if you go had for it. like an inferior race coming to you, asking you for help and saying that they need it, and you have that superior technology, right? And you know what you can do. Yeah. I mean, my honest question is like, it's really like the game of Survivor. You know, you have a chance to be true and honest. You have a chance to be, you know, sort of what I would say for, you know, not to get away from my question, but, you know, true to the, the human race, true to the self. Uh, and so my I, question I, to you is, is like, you know, well, how you, do you see you it? I mean, like, how do you see that unfolding? I, I wouldn't help any race that's lesser than us. You've got to learn your lessons yourself. Okay, so what about the higher to the lower? If you never learned your lesson from the higher to the lower, then you would never be able to give that from the higher to the lower. You've got to, the higher to the lower, as in dimensionally conscious-wise, yes, they're prepared to help us. But right. lower helping lower just because they've got higher, better technology, no way. It's no, a giant no, no. Okay, thank you. Thank you for clarifying. You're right. I'm talking about a spiritual dimension and then also, yeah, this sort of, you know, technical bullshit dimension yeah. yeah two differences so you, 
in regard to the spiritual stuff, you've got to do self-development work. You've got to learn to acknowledge all of the negative aspects of who you are. And most right. of most of those negative aspects are they're ignorant to us. We're not aware of them or we would have done something about it already. So what happened, what happened with me was I got a heads up. You know, I opened my third eye. I've spent over 25 hours in higher dimensional reality and I've had lots of conversations with different spirits. This and is a lot of what them, we talked about last time. Thank you everybody for joining now. <laughs> a, a, a lot of a lot of these spirits are like psychiatrists and or psychologists <laughs> you know when you link your energy into higher dimensional reality you're linking your merkaba energy in and your merkaba energy has got all the information of your incarnation every memory every thought every feeling every action and the way you respond to that emotionally Did you just say merkaba in like an australian accent can you say that again? Merkaba. Yeah, Merkaba. Merkaba, mate. Merkaba, Bobby. I'm just joking. I love it. Continue, please. Come to Outback yeah. State House for Merkaba. Merkaba. Sounds like a lot. All right. Okay, Eddie's going to crash again, guys. So, Eddie, yeah. last, uh, last words before we uh, wrap yeah, this up. So, I would not trust any lower dimensional creature that's got technology more advanced than us. I don't care who they are, what they look like, where they come from. I would only put my faith in higher dimensional reality. You, you've got to do the personal development work. You need to mature your emotional energy. You need to rise up your awareness, expand your awareness, become smarter about all the parameters that are available to you in lower and higher dimensional aspects of reality and meet a few higher dimensional humans they are awesome and they're on our side they are our friends and traditionally in mythology on this planet they're called gods and goddesses but all that and that's all we get from eddie for this time so uh stay tuned because they're uh, called gods and goddesses oh man he's like, it's like, oh, i was just getting to the good stuff you're so. never you're never gonna believe this brendan but i actually saved um, my closing point for you you ready it's gonna take 30 seconds and we can end man, it on you just this. like frozen time yeah you did. i know and Cheers. he's rocking on on such the beautiful stuff yeah but oh. i am now just about to give you 30 seconds of something that goes back to something you said specifically oh, earlier about sure. angels and this is a closing invocation okay right? go for it so this is actually given more props to you brendan for trying to end this tonight in in a beautiful sense right this is a prayer it'll take me 30 seconds but it is a prayer from the platonic tradition true spirituality you know alchemism you know, blah, 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 Egyptians, Plato, Greece, you know, beginning of time, just whatever, right? Many people don't know. This is from Proclus, right after the Christian Emperor Justinian shut down the uh, Platonic Academy in 429 AD. And actually, Michael Tesserion said that the other day, and I was like, yeah, good job. I appreciate you saying that. Okay, here we go. Ready? Boom. Whew. I pray to all the gods and goddesses to guide my mind in this study that I have undertaken, to kindle me in a shining light of truth and enlarge my understanding for the genuine science of being, to open the gates of my soul to receive the inspired guidance, 
And in anchoring my thought in the full splendor of reality to hold me back from too much conceit of wisdom and from the paths of error by keeping me in intellectual converse with those realities from which alone the eye of the soul is refreshed and nourished. As Plato says in the Phaedrus, I ask from the intelligible gods fullness of wisdom, from the intellectual gods the power to rise aloft, from the super celestial gods guiding the universe in activity free and unconcerned with material inquiries, from the gods to whom the cosmos is assigned a winged life, from the angelic courses a true revelation of the divine, and from the good daimons and abundant filling of the divine inspiration, and from the heroes a generous, solemn, and lofty disposition. So may all the orders of divine beings help us to prepare us fully to share in that most illuminating and mystical vision. I'll end it there. I love you all. Oh, cool. Thanks, KJ. Sweet, guys. All right. Well, with that said, I think we're um, just about ready to wrap up this broadcast, but I will just give another chance to pass the talking stick around if anybody just wants to take even just a minute for uh, any final thoughts that you want to be able to pass on to, to everyone listening to this. Um, Kyle, go ahead. Hey, what's going on? Yeah, keep your eyes to the sky. They're always out there. If you really want to see if UFOs and aliens are real, just get a telescope and look at the moon for a while. <laughs> Look at the moon for a while and your telescope on the full moon, and you'll know. You'll you'll have your answer. <laughs> That's what I'm telling you. Um, um, one thing. Much love to everybody. Yeah, this is, this is just like separate, but I was just thinking about it because I was just thinking about it, like observing UFOs. Um, the commonality between like how UFOs act and how like insects act is actually very parallel, um, which again leads me to sort of like get into this idea that maybe like some UFOs are kind of like have like this like curious, like sentient, like intelligence to them. And there's like, uh, if you ever look up the tether incident on giant YouTube, space bugs, they're kind of like that kind of yes, yes and no. Um, but just like the way they like, just kind of like observe things and they're like so curious as to like what humans are doing. And yeah, look up the tether incident, uh, incident on uh, YouTube. And it's like this NASA sent this thing up into space. And then like they have footage of like all of these, like, like UFOs, like kind of like gathering around it and looking at it in, in a really, uh, intrinsic way. It's really interesting. Um, but yeah, yeah. I think you'll see that sort of like those like little bug things everywhere. Um, okay. Let's keep passing it around before we uh, go on into whole other topics um thanks kyle and anybody else uh michael you had your mic open michael last points um yeah well i think we really touched on you know a lot of uh, good topics tonight really interesting it's interesting because it's like if one of us isn't here uh at all the people that showed up i believe that if one of us wasn't here um, you know, if one of us didn't show up, we might not have been able to touch on all the wide variety and wide spectrum of topics of things that, uh, that we did talk about. And, um, I think that's one of the cool things about it, having so many, uh, different interesting, uh, 
perspectives. Oh, there's Eddie. And stuff that there is Eddie. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and uh, so basically, hey, here with Charmander, Charmander. Char, Char, like, Charmander. Our Pokemon aliens. Stay tuned next time on Paradigm Shift. Um, okay, we're just going through the the final conclusions, but Eddie, we'll, we'll pass it back over to you. Um, give us a wrap up here. Uh, uh, does anyone have any like questions with what I've said yeah, so far? I know I'm kind of the, the, the last thing you said questions. was the last thing you said was gods and goddesses, <laughs> and then yeah, that was a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's where we went out. Yeah. So. Uh, gods and goddesses are higher dimensional humans and they have all 12 senses activated which means they can do things in lower dimensional reality consciously and not even be here but they usually need some type of uh, link you know and that's has anyone ever heard of the holy trinity no no it's like the most famous religious philosophy no that's from like uh that's from like islamic thought right the holy trinity no nah, absolutely the not Son and they, the holy ghost yes. from like uh the ayahuasca ceremonies of the ancient shamanic nah. okay yeah. No. Yeah, kind of. keep so going I, keep it going it started, off, yeah, it started off in ancient egypt the islamic people they don't believe it they think it's bullshit but basically a human body a physical human body lower dimensional can facilitate three spirits, but it requires a massive transition in your energy and it's really hard to do. And it got introduced to me first as a concept and I went along with it and then it got deeper and deeper and deeper and then it got activated. And it was one of the most um, craziest experiences I've ever had. It pushed me to the edge of my existence to get it to activate. And that was back in 2010. I'm one of very few people on this planet that. All right. And, and frozen in that's time where again. frozen time. Oh, man. He's the, only, he's the only one person in this planet to what? To what? Well, like you said, um, activating parts of the higher self. It's, it's always like, when you're saying something very deep and profound. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's what you, you got to live with it. You got to live on the edge of that mystery, man. All right, guys, we're, we are wrapping up this show. Um, but again, I just want to uh, be love. Was there anything that you wanted to say before Brendan, we once, once, once stop it now so that we can all talk freely? As yeah, to that will, that will shut it down every two seconds. <laughs> okay. Be loved. Was there something you, you want to say as we wrap this up? I just think that it's great that we're all talking about it. The more we talk about it, the more awareness it brings and the more understanding we'll have. And I just, uh, I mean, that's kind of a wrap up. Word, word. Awesome, man. Yeah. And again, remind you guys that this really is just practice and, and it's not so much about like trying to like find the definitive like answers, but just to like get more information, get more perspectives and get more, uh, ways of being able to comprehend the unfolding story that's still happening. And even people's experiences to help us like have a context of, of what it is that they might have to share down the road as well and inviting other people to like be a part of this ongoing conversation. Um, okay. Uh, anybody else before I do like the final show notes, um, the, anything else, Roman, did you want to say any final point for the people? Yeah. I just want to say be loved, say something else. That's beautiful. Thanks. KJ. Uh, Roman. I think we all basically agree and can concur exactly what each other is going to say about how tonight was. Uh, I just, like, I think the people who are going to be watching this later, 
aren't as tired as we are. So <laughs> I think either either we expand the broadcast or like when it ends, I still kind of want to just uh, show this to people, even if it's not. Word, like, word. So yeah, yeah. whatever. Yeah, Roman, what I mean, this is kind of a side note, but what you, you could almost do is create your own Google Hangout and just record yourself doing it. And then you got the YouTube version of it and then create a quest journal for it or something like that. That could be a thing you could do. Can I just say that <clears throat> that would require no. from people? And that Sorry, go ahead. can't expect other people. I don't know what you heard. That requires people to do work. And Brandon, we can't expect everyone to do work like you have done work. KJ, thank you. Um, sorry, I'm not trying to be rude. Um, KJ, go ahead. Go ahead, KJ. What is what is your final what is your final message for for all the aliens out there? If you want to jump in, final message to Sorry, yes. Final, my final thing is you have done the work, brother Brendan, Mister Motherfucking Awesome Guy. You have done the work. I'm a robot. So exactly, you're like a I'm robot. A, I'm a turtle. Out these spiritual Google Hangouts every friggin' day, you know? Every month, at least once a month, bring around the moon every or something. Every week. Right? Yeah, exactly. Listen, I, I'm. this is my point. You have done so much work. And so when you make a joke about like, oh, yeah, well, you know, you could start a Google Hangout. My joke is like, oh, no, that requires work, right? We're just here to sort of leech off of your work we're all here on our google hangout and i mean that on a beautiful joking way brett you know what i mean so om nom right. Om, right it's like you are creating a beautiful empire a spiritual empire in a beautiful way that has unfolded and touched people across the freaking globe and i'm a personal experience of it right that, Freak, yeah dude, nobody can ever stop you so it's like you're right everyone has to do the work if, if we're all going to hang out here for two seconds longer when you go off because you have to go to sleep at some point. I actually do want to say one more thing real fast. Yes. I wanted to do a sure, shout out. Shout out to Absolutely. all the, the water protectors and in North Dakota. Yes. Uh, I think we need more and more people aware of this. I believe there's a big suppression going on because they don't want people to know um, that mm -hmm. yes. There is water that is being threatened that will affect millions of people. Um, it's not just the Native Americans. Um, it's going to affect everyone. And actually, mm -hmm. they're already poisoning a lot of the water that, I mean, even just like Colorado, spring water is no longer spring water. It's You have to go buy water in a lot of the areas because of fracking. And I think this is a, a big test for our conscious of us coming together. It's It's kind of like everything it's kind of the duality again it has the light and dark but its purpose i believe is mm -hmm. to bring us together to give us a reason to be like okay this is enough and um we really need to get the word out that uh this is something to stand for um to protect the water and um protect life and uh, uh the rights of the people and all this for sure, man. For sure. Yeah. And, and, and yeah, definitely. Like that's a big part of the bigger shift that's going on. 
And and again, you know, like I'm, I'm I bet you, I, I guarantee you that there are like other entities, intelligences, call them what you will, that are like watching and kind of like studying carefully what it is that we're doing in this situation. Because again, it's just like as daunting as it is with everything, we can either look at it: is it happening to us or for us? And a lot of times, the solution is disguised as the problem. And this is like us going through that growth, that growing pain of like really like recognizing like how uh you know like how foolish we have been in the past and sort of like being the spiritual friend to ourselves and putting that mirror in front of ourselves and saying like this is what we look like let's change and so we need other people to be able to partake in that mirror process um and just as an fyi if anybody wants there is a guided meditation that we uh did recently on a live broadcast uh for standing rock which is on my youtube uh as well and, and people can check that out um as well but yeah be love thank you for bringing that up and uh yeah definitely sending love out to all the water protectors out there relative to like the fact that it's happening right now at the time that we're filming this broadcast um as as well um eddie's back in the chat which is cool um so i guess we could definitely pass it back over to him and we'll get very close to wrapping this up in the next hour oh god i have to go to sleep um eddie <laughs> is there anything else that you have to say one second one second uh, let me bring down your microphone okay go ahead okay <clears throat> uh, yeah you just yeah what I've learned over the last six years since I kind of, it became real for me, you know, and I got balls deep in it and I got asked by a lot of spirits to represent them, to represent their agenda, to try and spread the word. Um, you have to be super vigilant when you're dealing with uh, any type of experience that will transform your perception of what you think reality is. Cause it's, it's very easy to be overcome emotionally. It's very easy to generate fear instead of love. And so you might have a creature that you've never seen before, never heard of before, that's trying to do something that's nice from their point of view. And you might think of it as something that's scary. So you've got to be very careful the way you approach these new experiences. You've got to think of yourself as the baby uh, and no one would hurt a baby, you know? So you, you surrender to the experience and you remain neutral and you allow whatever's going to happen to happen. Because if you, if you centered in your heart, if you can create that personal development where you're self-empowered, uh, you're grounded emotionally, you know, so you don't talk too much alien shit where people think you're a weirdo you've got to be grounded you've got to you've got to be able to communicate properly and understand your thoughts and feelings and have a decent level of maturity and intelligence and then simply surrender to the experience and see what happens and more than likely it will be very positive and loving and that was one of the reasons why they were um where why they were blanking people's memories is because um, so even when they were maybe trying to help people or this kind of thing because they were, would bring in too much fear. So then they would blank the memory so it wouldn't cause them distress in their lives or something. That was one of yeah. the reasons they said they would do that. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so 
they're like a lot of advanced creatures are like psychiatrists. They understand how our consciousness works. They understand how our ignorance works, how we relate to emotional energy, to brand new experience works, you know, and Hollywood doesn't do a great job of promoting positive ETs. You know, you see a lot of movies that it's all about destruction. The all right, so Eddie, you ever play that game <clears throat> called, uh, Eddie again. Destroy All Humans. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> N64, awesome. or no, PS1 or 2, um, and N64. Yes. Um, okay, well, I actually, uh, again, getting close to the, the end, uh, I did just want to, like, throw in a couple more points and what Eddie was just talking about there, sort of, like, you know, propaganda put out about, like, aliens and stuff. Uh, there is a movie that's actually coming out that's actually on my radar that's coming out on November 11th, um, and it's called The Arrival, and it's about, like, uh, aliens showing up. And... What I've done to be... Oh, Eddie's still there. Holy yeah. snap balls. Go ahead, Eddie. Eddie's alive. Keep going, man. What's going on? Some, did it drop out a bit then? It paused for a bit when you were just talking about like propaganda and stuff like that and fear yeah. tactics. It's propaganda. Go ahead, dude. Uh, yeah, more than anything, what I do is I, I, I stay centered in my heart and I don't allow fear to enter into my energy. And if I don't understand something, I relate to it neutrally rather than choosing a positive or a negative. And then I just see what happens and I stay on my toes and I don't let the fear of fear overwhelm me. Uh, and that's where a lot of people kind of are hesitant in that regard. You, you've got to read. That's what I've done. You've got to self-educate. You've got to read history and learn the experiences from other people and how they reacted to it then you'll have an extra point of view. You'll have a frame of reference and you won't totally be stabbing in the dark and hoping for the best. And I've met a lot of spirits that are stupid. They're not intelligent like what we are. And, you know, if you went up to, say, a human that was stupid and you asked them a question expecting wisdom, they're going to spit something out. Stupid people will say anything. And it's the same with spirits. If you ask a spirit a question and it's not a very intelligent spirit, it's going to tell you something that's going to be totally wrong to what you think. But you're going to have your faith put in the experience because you think it's so new and awesome and it can be leading you in the completely opposite direction. So I hear them out and then I make up my own mind. They tell me something and then I make up my own mind. Can it work for me? How is it going to affect other aspects of my life? And, you know, if, if there's too much negative, if I'm thinking, oh, if I do this, it's going to stuff up this, this, and this, and this. I don't do it. You know, you know so you, you'll find that a lot of spirits are trying their best to help us, but they're just like us. They, they don't know all the answers. They're trying Eddie, their best. Question. Yeah, that's interesting. Just came to it. What is the highest term? In your metaphysical understanding, then, because I, I, I like what you're saying, and I see the hierarchy, what would you say is the highest term? And I don't mean to say, like, what is the goal, but that might be a good question, right, as well. But, like, so what is the highest, in terms of the spiritual awakening, a third eye, right? All of, yeah. you know, right? So what are we so aiming what, towards? Right, what are we yeah, to so achieve? what is the highest, so not only what are we aiming towards, but what is the highest term? I guess what we were aiming towards is the highest term. And by highest term, I mean like the highest idea or thought or ideal, right? Like, what? 
Yeah, well, what this higher dimensional woman has told me is that the, the ultimate, the most ultimate thing you can do as a lower dimensional human is learn and discover and then walk the path of enlightenment. And if you can, can I honestly re- say, you told me some girl just told you that I'm asking you, is that what you're yeah. saying? Okay. Yeah, so a higher dimensional woman, a goddess, she, she has explained to me. Ah, uh, yes. Okay. I got it. Thank you. She, she has explained to me that the, the greatest thing you can achieve as a lower dimensional human is to transform your vessel, your body genetically into a higher dimensional format. So you can break free of the cycle of death and rebirth of incarnation. You, you basically can so that's disappear. The that's the goal. You've got to try and upgrade your DNA genetically so you can take your body back into higher dimensional reality. And then you've got an extra form to express yourself with in higher dimensional reality. Because when, when our bodies die, and, we, and our consciousness goes back into higher dimensional reality. Most of us aren't human. We don't take on the form of a higher dimensional human. Because if you had a higher dimensional human body, there would be no need to come into lower dimensional human bodies. Because the purpose you come into lower dimensional human bodies is to upgrade it so you can have that form in higher dimensions. So. Now, okay, good question. I have a good question. Sorry, Michael Pratt, I love you. Good question. So, great question I always deal with in my own personal life. Sorry to interrupt you. So, why, so if we are divine by nature and divine by origin, how do we forget both? Yes, we are here to upgrade. Yes, we learn back and go back. But why yeah. did we ever leave it, to begin with? It, it's part of the game. It, you know how I was saying before, genetically, a lower dimensional human is sliced together from lots and lots of other creatures, and we are the best of the best. Uh, that makes us very dangerous because we've got free will. We can do whatever we want. So if we want to hurt someone, we can hurt them. If we want to help them, we can help them. Now, if you have higher dimensional senses activated with that type of power, you could turn yourself into a warlord and go and try and take over the galaxy and there's 7 billion of us imagine so there's a lot of other creatures don't have the consciousness abilities that we've got even though they're inactive they're they're still part of our genetic makeup they're there waiting for us but you have to learn the lessons you've got to grow and mature you know you wouldn't give a five-year-old kid a machine gun and say go and play and see how you go in the world because they're just going to freaking cause mayhem. And that's the same reason why our high dimensional senses are deactivated. So you, you have to practice opening your third eye and going on quick journeys into higher dimensional reality. Speak to a and, few spirits. And the goal is to get off a cycle of birth and death. The goal is to see the ultimate nature reality. I mean, that is the goal, right? Like, why, why the goal are we here? Is to, yeah, the goal is to take your body back to higher dimensional reality. And then sure. you... You, you've got the most advanced vessel that has ever been created ever, ever in the whole 
universe higher or lower and so where do we go i mean like honestly I, i'm with you anywhere right? you I'm want with you no no but i mean anywhere we've been everywhere want. we've already been everywhere do, do we, so, do no, we, we, haven't, we haven't been everywhere the universe is big so every <laughs> but our souls are immortal we've already seen it yeah okay michael sorry go ahead yeah i was just so, gonna say um do we have do we have genitals in the higher realms yes absolutely exact okay. replica exact replica <laughs> So I, I've, I've had sex with a lot of high dimensional females and it's the That's best. That's very important. You guys are now cracking me up. That's beautiful. <laughs> I mean, cause that's but like, you good know. to know. So, have you ever heard of the concept of a wet dream? You know, when you're, you, you're sleeping, you're dreaming and you have sex in, and you have an orgasm and in your dream, you know, and there's absolutely oh, yeah, zero that's... physical contact. Yeah, so that's yeah. That, that's Michael, what goes down. I love your question, and I gotta say, Eddie, I don't know. I gotta say this. Listen, Eddie, you would agree that gods don't a, a god or a goddess doesn't have a body. So, like, genitals are part of a body, right? So yeah, gods and goddesses have bodies. They're higher dimensional humans. What do you mean? But of course, not a physical oh, okay. body. No, it's, no, it's they've phys- got a trans. It's physical a relative to them. It's right. Yeah. It's a, it's a subtle body. A subtle. We're talking yeah. about subtle bodies now. Yeah. So has has who's opened their third eye? Has anyone been to high dimension reality consciously? This is where you and I, brother, ended our conversation yeah. last time. And I'll wait till we get. Oh, I don't oh, want to yes. keep Brendan here for four hours. Okay. I'm yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. We're gonna wrap this up any second now. Yeah. I, no, hope. Cool. I think. You, you, what you, What if? You've got to go there. No words can give the experience justice. You've, you've got to feel it and experience it and explore it. And and then you have a point of reference that you can refer to when, you, when you're pondering about different questions. It also gives you an excellent point of reference when you're reading other people's opinions to see if they're full of shit or not. You know, there, there was a guy on Facebook the other night, perfect he was going on oh i am the prophet i've got all the answers i know this and i know that and god has spoken to me directly and i wrote a quick comment on the end of his post and i said you know, this the tiniest of tests for you to see if you you're telling the truth and and then the question was how do you open your third eye and i know if you've never opened your third eye and you're talking like that you're full of shit all right so and I got a response back that was like, took me 10 minutes to read. And all I, I had have to write was I actually sec- have something to say, and this is going to be in response to what you just said, Eddie. But honestly, mm. I want to give everybody else a chance to duck out because this between you and I is going to be a very beautiful, long, I'd say half hour conversation. But I know that Brendan has been, you know, trying to close this out but you're right <laughs> this, this is beautiful brother we're we're on we're, we're listen i agree with you so we're gonna talk about wait how, how so. does one open uh their, their yeah what's your, your, your was, no no this is what i'm saying that. like no no no, one one can, no 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 one can talk about this before okay eddie go ahead and just uh, give us a short answer i so i I'm, I'm very grounded i'm an engineer by trade i'm very analytical and i needed to know the science behind the experience and I've, I spent over 10 years studying before I even was able to do it. So <clears throat> you've got ancient explanations and also modern uh, words. So it, it's like a mix. So everyone's heard of Kundalini, the Kundalini energy. It's a metaphor. It's a, it's a serpent in, in spiraled in your base chakra. So you could think of a modern literal meaning of the word kindalini because that's an ancient metaphor as consciousness 
So our consciousness or our kundalini is anchored into our body and you need to raise the anchor, raise your consciousness in order to be able to open your third eye and allow your mind to tune into higher dimension reality. For that to occur, it requires a biological trigger, a hormonal trigger, and that's where our pineal gland comes into play. And our pineal gland produces dimethyltryptamine. It's a, it's a hormone in our body, but it requires you to stay away from ultraviolet light from anywhere from between 250 and 300 hours. You have to stay in the dark, away from any form of light. And the melatonin in your pineal gland that regulates your cardiac rhythm, which is your consciousness feeling awake or, or asleep, it, it won't get released. And the melatonin after about two weeks, that's about 300 hours, will transmute into dimethyltryptamine. As soon as it does that, it starts to secrete into the blood in your brain. When that occurs, it that's the trigger that raises the kundalini. It, it changes the way your brain tunes into reality. So you, you, you tune out of lower dimensional reality and you tune into higher dimensional reality. And it all works automatically when the dimethyltryptamine is in the blood in your brain. So you can, you can smoke it, you can drink it, you can naturally release it. It doesn't matter. As soon as that trigger is triggered, then your journey will begin. And you, all you have to do is sit in your chair, close your eyes, and your mind will tune in. And you'll find yourself in some weird environment. Now, in the beginning stages, it'll all just be geometric patterns and shapes. You won't really see much form as in environments. But as soon as your central nervous system starts to cope with the massive surge of energy that's triggered from the dimethyltryptamine, you will begin to focus. And then all of a sudden, environments start to reveal themselves. And within those environments, you'll meet lots of spirits. And I met hundreds and hundreds of spirits before I met any higher dimensional humans. I, I, and like gods and goddesses. I, I was up to like journey 120 before I met a higher dimensional human. And their energy is so particular. It's, it's like it's amplified above normal spirits. You know, I visited higher dimensional reality 120 times, 10 minutes each time over the course of 12 months. I've only been able, and, and since I made it to what I call the next level, like level two, where higher dimensional humans are hanging out, I, I can only go like once a year for 10 minutes. That's it. Because it, it, it rattles my central nervous system so much. It, it, the, the difference in energy is we're so low and they're so high that when you connect into that, it freaking fries you. And you just end up all jittery, you're scattered in your head, you, 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 your nerves shake. And I've even been told that what I've been able to achieve, and I've been told this by higher dimensional humans, they considered it to be impossible. They didn't think that our energy would be able to cope with their energy. They thought that if they tried, they would kill us. 
by just frying our circuitry because their vibration is so intense compared to ours. And that's why I bought a whole heap of stuff like this, you know, white powder gold and, and, and this stuff, this is monatomic gold. And I've got all the crystals. I've got every single friggin' tool you could think of to try and raise my vibration, to get my energy up so I can link into these higher dimensional humans and, 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 and share experience. Yeah, and, that helps. Yeah, absolutely. It amplifies your emotional energy. It upgrades your circuitry so you can cope with higher vibrations. And as soon as you are genetically in that position, you and if you open your third eye, you'll find a lot of higher vibrational beings will seek you out because they know that they're not going to hurt you. I wanted to add in a few just like tips, um, especially yeah. when we're talking about the third eye. Um, don't use fluoride in water or toothpaste. Uh, fluoride. Yeah, so absolutely, totally agree. Fluoride is a monatomic element just like monatomic gold, but fluoride is a monatomic element that's non-conductive. So it actually slows down electrical impulses in your central nervous system. It lowers your vibration. That has a, it has a, a dumbing down effect on your consciousness. You can't think as quickly. You can't process problems as quickly or to the same like extreme. Now there and are, so, there are ways you can uh, detox from it with, uh, Turmeric, tamarind paste, iodine, binaural beats, all these things help. Yeah, true. Just get some monatomic elements that are conductive and counter the effect. And your body knows what to do. You, you've, just, you've got to get these individual atoms. That's what a monatomic is. It's an individual atom and it needs to be conductive. So the best monatomic atoms are made from gold, copper and silver because they conduct electricity the best, but you can't eat metal. You, you've got to convert it into a monatomic state and then it will bond with our central nervous system, allowing our electrical impulses to work at a faster rate. It's like broadband internet versus dial-up internet. You know, even though you've got dial-up internet and you can do everything broadband can do, it's a lot slower. And if you're trying to solve problems, then it's damn near impossible. Mm -hmm. uh, you, you've got to upgrade your central nervous system with monatomics that are conductive. And yeah. unfortunately, there's a side effect to that too. It amplifies your emotional energy. So you've got to have the self-development work. You, you need to be emotionally mature to cope with feelings that are amplified you know have you ever met people that are on crystal meth and that shit's high vibration stuff and it freaking fries people really? because they're emotion they're, they're emotionally crystal meth yeah absolutely it, it wow. gives people like unlimited energy stay awake for five days in a row you know work your guts off you'd never run out of puff you don't even need food but it's a temporary thing. It wears off where with monatomic elements, it's not temporary. It binds to your central nervous system and it's a permanent change and you can do it at a much slower pace where you don't turn into a freaking addict and a scatterbrain and, and you can stay grounded and you can be functional part of society. You know, you're not going to steal from people to get money to get your next hit. You're going to go to work and, and get your money by the hour on the clock. 
No, there's so many things that we don't understand properly in regard to vibration and frequency and energy. And we're getting there though. We're slowly getting there. And I think a lot of our, uh, our food has a lot to do with that too. Um, our food is energetic. Um, yes. when I actually changed my diet, um, I have a lot more energy now. I only sleep every other day. Um, yes. It's all, yeah. it's all the, the, the toxins, the food. That's what a lot of the turmeric and the tamarind, they help your body deal with what we're being bombarded with. So that list I was saying, it's not just to decalcify the pineal gland. Um, it helps with inflammation. It helps your body get into a homeostasis state. Um, what we're really looking for is a balance uh, of progression. And I think like what you're talking about, the meth, it's, it may be high vibe in result in that, yeah, you have a lot of energy, but it's actually low vibe in that it's actually out of balance. And then it creates um, more disharmony. And, and so when you're looking for the harmony as a high vibration, it's uh, the best way to go is like you said, you have to, you have to do the work of, you know, the inner work and self-love, learning all the, yeah, yeah the spirituality. All right, guys, we're gonna we're gonna um, definitely wrap this up in the next minute. Um, Eddie, I just want to give you a question to just kind of like put us out on um, what what do you what do you feel like uh, you know interactions with UFO sightings or like entities and dreams and stuff like that? What do you feel they are teaching us, and what do you feel we are moving towards, and what intentions uh, I, should we carry? I would, I would be inclined to I'll break it down the first bit. I'd be inclined to say any type of um, UFO extraterrestrial um, is advanced human technology. Um, it, it's not an extraterrestrial. It's not an alien. It's humans, just like us, that work for the military that have got advanced technology. And their technology is well, it's decades in front of civilian technology. And, you know, what we've got now, the military had back in the 50s. So you could imagine what they've got if we're only getting what they had 70 years ago. So it's super, super advanced, anti-gravity. Um, and they also work with extraterrestrial, like, uh, like high dimensional extraterrestrials to understand their technology. The military is totally corrupt in regard to the evolution of humanity because of the advice that they believing from the spirits they're dealing with they've been manipulated to the highest degree possible and they don't even realize it because they're consumed by the fact that they've got advanced technology and they can can control all the other humans on the planet so if you see a ufo if you see funny lights in the sky it's a military vehicle vessel it's not an alien from another world it's not another creature it's humans it's it's more than likely the american military now, would you would you say like that, like that's a very like kind of bold statement to say that all of them are human, like military and stuff like that. Like, would you say that some of them may yeah. not be? And uh, if so, absolutely. because the, the the ones that are not know to stay away because they know what's here in oh. higher dimensional format. Now, I've told you, gods and goddesses in high dimensional Earth can do things to lower dimensional Earth. So. They're conscious, these creatures, they're scared of Earth. They don't want to come here because they know if they do, they're going to get their asses kicked by high dimensional humans. 
and the higher dimensional humans just put up with lower dimensional humans with advanced technology. They they play if they get things get out of hand a bit too much, then they step in and they remove the technology and they they send the military back a decade or two, and because they know that our emotional energy is evolving relative to the position of our solar system. So in another ten years, we might be ready for it. Mm. Now, we might not use it as a weapon. We might use it as, as to help people instead of control people. Interesting. Uh, what, what, Michael, yeah, so point. I was just super say, wary. Is, is there like say like a benevolent force like a, of a higher order that is is for good kind of? Uh, yes, higher dimensional humans, gods and goddesses, absolutely. They're on our side. They represent us. We represent them. We, we are one. You know, we're lower dimensional humans. They're higher dimensional humans. They are the leaders of this planet from the higher dimensional perspective and they can control the lower dimensional perspective better than anyone else. There is no type of technology. It doesn't matter how advanced technology is. If you're dealing with a computer, it can be manipulated via consciousness. If you're dealing with elements, it can be manipulated via consciousness. Lower dimensional reality is the game. Higher dimensional reality is where it gets programmed from. Um, interesting, interesting. Okay, guys, um, for the love of God, please let me end this broadcast. Um, Roman, last point. Oh, yeah, I just wanted to quickly add on his... Um all the technology is human or higher dimensional human and not all extraterrestrial. I think that kind of stems from the, uh, the, um, the idea or the theory or just the facts that we've reverse engineered and created our own UFOs for whatever reasons and purposes by the military industrial complexes of the world. So yeah, I think there are many of them that are reverse human engineered, but there are also obviously the real ones per se. Mm, right right yeah okay. maybe those ones are like a little bit like more like outside of orbit or something like that who knows if they keep their distance and stuff and um, well think about it think about it like this too if they're so advanced and they're so nice why aren't they helping us why did the first world war occur why did the second world war occur why is the world being primed for a third world war right now well you know, i think ten, Tens of millions of people dying and suffering and poverty. And they're very, very simple problems that can be resolved. Well, but I think that's not. part of the story. Because, I mean, I, I don't think, that, again, you know, like, I don't think their job is to do our lessons for us. Their job is to sort of, like, observe. And so, like, it, it would defeat the entire purpose if they were to just step in and solve the problem. Like, I, I feel like that's, that's kind of the point yeah. is that, you know, you know, like they're, they're kind of like, all right, humans, here's your test. Let's see how you do. And we're not going to intervene, but they're mean, in the meantime, they're still like orchestrating things from like a higher perspective in, in yeah. ways that they, we might they, not they make understand. sure that we don't completely destroy. Yeah. Like they disable nukes when we get to that point and stuff like that, but they're not going to stop mm -hmm. us from like going to war with each other in order to learn a lesson about how not to go to war with each other. Even if it takes us a few centuries over and over and over again. Um, but yeah, yeah, like this is like a test and like how stubborn are humans? Ultimately, the answer is very, um, but that doesn't mean we're hopeless. That doesn't mean we're yeah. hopeless. It's the um, same quota as like, no, um, I don't know who said it, but they said 
no one is coming to save you. Absolutely nobody. The point is to save yourself. Yeah, like kind of, yeah, yeah. Remind me of like what I'm, Keanu Reeves. But I'm, I'm, said. I'm glad that they step in to stop the nukes because at least they can. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The, yeah. the world is never going to blow up. There's too much yeah. energy invested in it. But in saying that, too, I'll add one other thing. I remember you said to me before about archons. Right, so even though higher dimensional humans, gods and goddesses, are at the very top and uh, of consciousness, power and abilities, they can control everything. There are other higher dimensional creatures, archons, as in grey aliens are an aspect of the archon agenda. Um, you know, they're higher dimensional entities that have the ability to lower their vibration. They can lower their body's vibration and their technology's vibration. So they can come and go in between higher and lower realities, but ultimately they're not the leaders. They're not the boss. And if they do things that piss off higher dimensional humans, they'll find they'll get their asses kicked real quick. So it's a big planet. We all share it. They can do their little things to learn their little lessons, but ultimately they're not allowed to be the leaders and they serve as the darkness that creates obstacles and troubles and gods and goddesses keep everything in check. So it, everything doesn't get destroyed. And we are at the lower end of the scale where we've got to learn our lessons. We've got to suffer a little bit. We, we need to reflect on it. We, we have to raise our awareness of reality and mature emotionally, try and be successful, try and raise a family so you can create some new bodies for other spirits to come here and have a go as well. Uh, <clears throat> it's a giant, giant game of virtual reality in lower dimension reality. And when you're part of it, it's very hard to see it for what it really is. I really only am able to create the opinions and talk like this because I've stepped out of the box and looked back in on it as in I've opened my third eye and I've explored higher dimensional earth only for 25 hours. Now it's, it's just a pinprick of time, but it has allowed me to evolve my perception and my understanding about reality more than what most humans will ever be able to in their life. And it's has been extremely challenging. And, you know, I employ, any of you, if you want to know what's going on in regard to reality, step one, open your third eye and create some friends or friendships with spirits who know the history of earth, who understand human psychology, who can talk to you in a way in baby steps that can slowly bring you up. They can reveal the negative aspects of who you are so you can heal. They can then build a foundation for you to, to grow on, like going to kindergarten before primary school. You know, it, it's, it's a step-by-step -step process, but until you learn how to open your third eye and, and get the courage to start exploring higher dimensional reality, then it's just a theory. It's just a story. It's not actually real for you yet. You know, and yeah. that's the stage of development where we're up to at the moment. Yeah, I, I agree. I think like that's going to start to be the uh, the future for a lot of people is when it goes beyond just theory and it becomes, you know, like gnosis, knowledge through experience. When we have those experiences, we're just like, all right, like 
multiple dimensions of reality. This is actually a thing that, that we are integrating into our lessons and our experiences and so forth. So, yeah. So, um, uh, yeah, Eddie, we we're just going to say like any final points on the topic. Well, well, UFOs, aliens and entities. Go ahead. I, I would love to be able to build a dark room retreat because dimethyltryptamine is the most illegal substance on the planet. It's very hard to talk about sensibly. Um, and you just get put in jail. You know, you can't just go out into the street and hold up a sign saying it's, this is the bomb. You know, this, everyone should be on this shit because people will think you're freaking nuts. So I'd love to be able to build a dark room retreat and, and, and do what our ancestors did. Go through the initiation, have a lead up of a couple of years of personal personal development work then sit in the dark for two weeks open your third eye explore higher dimensional reality basically longer than for 10 minute trips like what i do when i smoke the stuff and you, you will you, you've got something then you, you know you it's like a school or a place of higher learning and people will start to acknowledge it science will start to acknowledge it because people will be thinking why are these people sitting in the dark for two weeks? And if you, if it's about a natural release of DMT rather than smoking it or drinking it, then it's going to get a lot more people interested in the experience because all of a sudden it's a hormonal experience rather than an illegal drug experience. And a lot of academics will be attracted to trying to understand it and explore it. You know, like when um, David Strassman did, oh, is, that's his Rick, name, isn't it? the DMT guy? Rick, Rick Strassman. Rick Strassman. Rick Strassman. You know, when he did his um, legal research and wrote books about it, he became the most famous DMT person on the planet that has influenced multiple generations now, all because he fell into a criteria that was legal, that you were allowed to talk about, that you were allowed to analyze and explore and have peer critics from. You know, you weren't in this this taboo land of it's illegal. We can't do that. We can't talk about that. That that's where humanity's got to get. And the only way we can get there is by these dark room retreats and, and doing it the natural way, the ancient way. And then when the acknowledgement comes and it becomes accepted in society, then go back to smoking it, then go back to drinking it because it creates exactly the same effect. It's just a lot faster and, but it's illegal. So it's not acknowledged. So the only thing that's acknowledged is but the dark room of truth. But it's not illegal to like, yeah, like sit in a dark room. Deprivation. Yeah. Deprivation tax no. aren't illegal. No, it's not. And there's only one company on the planet that I've been able to find that does it. And it's in Thailand. Yeah, no one in America does it. No one in Canada does it. No one in Europe does it. Dark no rooms. one in Australia does it. No one in Southeast Asia except for in Thailand does it. There's one group of people out of 7 billion that run these retreats where you pay them a few thousand dollars and they will look after you. They'll care for your physical needs while you're in the dark. There's people with, with night vision goggles on that will walk into the room and give you food and help you to the toilet and help you with your BO, you know, so you don't stink. 
and and they'll show you to a safe place where you can sleep when you get tired. Mm-hmm. You know, Interesting. You, there's so much support needed for just one person to be able to go through this experience. Mm-hmm. How yeah. how how long do you have to stay in a dark room? For anywhere from 250 to 300 hours. It depends on the oh, health of your body. Consecutively, though, right? Yeah, without yeah, a break. Yeah, yeah. And I'm talking pitch black. You can't even see your hand in front of your face. It needs to be pitch black. Interesting. And, and that's when your pineal gland will stop releasing melatonin and, and allow it to build up in potency. And then it'll go through a transformation into dimethyltryptamine. It's mm. like a five-stage a five stage transformation. I feel like this is like kind of like completely separate from what we're talking about, but I feel like that could almost be tied into um, a little bit of insight related to like DMT being released uh, in the brain at birth. And it's almost as if like inside the womb, it, it is that light deprivation tank. And so like it's building up and then at birth, all that's been built up is like sort of released. So the child at birth is like having that DMT experience simultaneously. Yeah. It, it's how we get it in and out sense. of our bodies from higher dimensionality. You know, there was one night where I... Another time. I I, I pushed my limit one night with DMT because I know you can't overdose on it. You can't kill yourself on it. And I thought, all right, how much can you have? And so I pushed my limit and I I scared the shit out of myself. I I had so much that it ejected my spirit out of my body. I, I didn't even go higher dimensional. It just pushed me out of my body. So... Definitely birth and death, you get a massive surge of DMT. Birth, it allows your spirit to come into your body. Death, it releases your spirit so you can go back Mm -hmm. to high dimensional. Mm -hmm. And if you have very small amounts, you can have a quick trip. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, again, like tying this back in with the concepts of like UFOs, aliens and entities, um, you know, like whether it be through those experiences, the dream experiences, awakening up to these ideas, um, uh, again, I, I think for me, very simply, it's just like helping expand our perception into a very much more multidimensional perspective and potential within this reality. Um, but with that said, guys, it's uh, almost a six-hour broadcast at this point. Almost. Which is right about time to wrap it up. Hey, Ashley. <laughs> so um, we're going to do that unless, um, God forgive me, does anybody else have anything else that they want to say before we wrap it up? I got one more thing to say. <laughs> Eddie, go ahead. <laughs> uh, if you're reading anything after that. <laughs> if you're reading anything that's old, and I'm talking more than a couple of hundred years, that describes spirit or uses the word spirit in an explanation, you need to convert that word to consciousness. Our, our, our ancestors used the word spirit in the same sense that we use the word consciousness. So the Holy Spirit is the holy consciousness. All of a sudden it becomes plural. You know, so that's how you can decipher the mm-hmm. old stories and make them relative to you. you know, mm-hmm. Spirit is consciousness. The Father, Son, and Holy Spirit is a God, you, and a, a divine consciousness, a holy consciousness. A holy consciousness. Uh, holy consciousness. <laughs> Sweet guys. Uh, that's it. Wake right. up, Kyle. That's Kyle. Last 
last point, and then I'm wrapping it up. I just wanted to say I love you, Eddie. I always love listening to what you have to say because I really mm-hmm. connect with it. Thanks, really, Eddie. Thanks, man. Really, very, very much so. It's like super Go resonant. Wow, it's always like so empowering. Very resonant. I love it. <laughs> I, I try not to come across as a know-it-all either. You know, I'm still learning too. I, I don't know everything. Hey, it's, I, it's the engineer in you. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's the, an, the, the analytical explanation. Yeah. 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 I ponder a lot. No, no, I, you no, know, very, I, I think a lot. I'm very like I brain fuck myself all the time. <laughs> I'm very like okay, I have, I have one question. No, Michael. No. I wanted to express that. You know, Bad you know, Michael. You, you have a lot of good insight. It's like, it's like wow. It's like everything... It's like everything that is in my head is just like just put into such good order. It's like wow, it's amazing. Like boom, it's get it's some, just really really intense to hear it from somebody else. Is what I'm saying. So get some it. monatomic, get some monatomic gold or conductive elements. Speed up the processing power of your central nervous system. You can see me. I'm like I'm high vibe. You know, this is my normal. This is because of this shit. I'm amped up. Uh, and when I get excited too, like I am at the moment talking my talk, because I very rarely get to uh, talk like this, you know, I, I try and spit it out as fast as I can. And I, I'm learning to slow it down a little bit. Yeah. Very excellent, brother. Very excellent. Very cool, man. Appreciate it. Um, Michael, did you actually have a question or were you just. Oh, yeah, I had a question. Oh, God. Uh, is that okay if I ask you? I don't know. Just no. do it. <laughs> do it do it do it anyways okay um so everyone my gets question is like would you have any advice for like you know if somebody has like or is going through like a like a existential crisis from your viewpoint or if you've ever had one of those like uh any advice in one minute or less you, you mean like you mean like are you having a crisis right now? Do you need some help? Are you at a point to where no, everything no, you know but, is contradicting no, like, itself? And you don't even know what you believe anymore? Is this about Charmander? Are you asking on his behalf? I'm just a Pokemon, <laughs> yes. man. Am I real or not? What the hell? Yeah, no, it happens all the time. Sometimes we just have those days where we're like, I don't even know. Because well, I, 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 I know all this, but maybe... Okay. If Brother Eddie had any advice on that from like a higher dimensional perspective. Say it again, the main the main part of the question. Shit. Like really? if somebody's going through like an existential crisis, you know, like questioning everything from like a higher dimensional perspective, would you have any advice on like how yeah, to absolutely better don't at? make bold decisions? that will affect the direction of your life. Um, allow the energetic transition to take place. It usually takes a couple of days. You know, you'll feel a bit jittery or you won't feel yourself. You'll feel weird. You won't be able to relate the same way to things. It's like um, you've got to learn to stay grounded. You've got to learn to become conscious of your thoughts. And before you act on your thoughts, think about, What's going to happen? It took mm-hmm. me a long time to, to, to understand that because um, I used to just do shit and then I'd make a mistake. I'd be like, why did I do that? 
And so now with a little bit more experience, emotional maturity, you know, I'm 35 years old, that I'm learning to think before I act rather than act and then act. think about it. And, and you know, if, if you're having a hard time with your life, analyze it. Why am I having a hard time with my life? What are the factors at play? Is it people? Is it money? Is it belief? You know, and, and then make an adjustment. Don't chop your, the whole tree down. Just prune a few leaves off it and pretty it up. I, I don't well, know if that's yeah, the, the yeah, advice that's you're, really, you're looking for. Yeah, that's, that's really good. Um, and, and talk. Get it get it out there. Talk about yeah, your problems. Don't, talk about it. don't hold things in. You know, when, when you hold things in, you dam them up. And then when the dam breaks, it's a release. It's a massive release of energy. Okay, you, I'm you, damned right now. So you, you've got to open up. You, you've got to not be scared about talking about personal issues with other people. And most people are scared because they're going to think that that person's going to think about me differently from now on. They're going to cast mm -hmm. a judgment on me. You, you, most people, are, when you go really deep and really personal, are completely neutral. They're non-judgmental, you know. And mm -hmm. we're we're scared of, of opening our hearts. We're scared of being vulnerable, and that's where you heal. You you've got to you've got to get into that energy of unconditional love and unconditional acceptance, non-judgment mm -hmm. on other people's thoughts and actions. As long as it's not hurting you, you know, you you don't want the uh, let people get away with crimes you know mm -hmm. we're talking the mind here psych psychology our society is very introverted we keep things tight and close to our heart and you, you've got to learn to release you've got to learn to love and be free and you don't have to do it with everyone not everyone is suited for that but people like us you know our group especially brendan you could talk to brendan about anything and you're going to get positive advice and feedback and it wouldn't matter how deep and personal you got. You're not going to get a judgment in return. You know, just exactly. like me. Exactly. Exactly. Thank you, Eddie. You know, mm -hmm. so you just find mm -hmm. the right people to talk to, and then spill the beans. Open up your heart. And can, you can I open up mine now? Is it my turn? Boom. Just release it. Ashley, if it's relative, you're more than welcome to like talk about it after the broadcast, if you'd like. If it's something, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll hang around. Yeah, I'll yeah, because I think, <clears throat> yeah, there's going to be an after party, and you guys are welcome to stick around. Is that okay with you, Ashley? Oh, sure. Or would you like to share it on air? It's up to you. Um, Ashley, would you like to? Would you prefer to share it on air or after we wrap up? Either is fine. I'll let you make that decision. Okay, um, I'd like to just be able to wrap this up. So if that's okay with you, then yeah, we can totally talk about it off air and stuff like Go that. Ahead. Let's wrap it okay. up. Let's wrap it oh, up. Cool. Let's wrap it up. Let's wrap it yeah, up. Let's man. wrap it up. All right, six-hour broadcast marathon. Paradox. Wow. Let's not do this every week, for God's sakes. Okay. 
<laughs> thank you again, everyone, for being a part of this. That was awesome. And uh, it's good to be able to like get into wherever the conversation leads us and um, bringing it back to the topic of UFOs, aliens, and entities. Really just encouraging people to keep asking questions, keep their eyes on the skies, and keep looking inside is really what all is all I have to say on that. And, of course, thank you guys so much for tuning into this, reminding you guys to check out more at ParadigmShiftCentral.com. You can sign up there, create your shift to profile, use the Quest journals and the Conscious Art articles to document the shift from your perspective and uh, just giving you guys some heads up on the broadcast coming up within the next near future relative to the date right now which is technically october 28th when this broadcast started on october 27th um and the next broadcast will be on the paradigm shift dream class and that will be on november 1st on a tuesday and then it will be the paradigm shift admin meeting on one two three four on parad on november 4th which is the same day that dr strange comes out and uh, again the admin meetings are for people who are kind of interested in learning more about being a conscious community facilitator for their location and helping create a paradigm shift community where they are to bring people together to build the tribe to practice talking about a metaphysical and uh, being able to be mirrors for each other's growth. So thank you guys so much for tuning in. And of course, reminding you guys, if you haven't yet, please check out the team Patreon and sign up there to add your support to the ongoing evolution of the project for the asking micro monthly donation of just 3 to $5 a month. And through there, you get your shifter booster kit with your awesome shift buttons. And thank you so much, everyone who's been signed up for that. I know a lot of you have gotten your shift buttons in the mail just recently. And Kyle's actually wearing some of his buttons right now. Isn't that right, Kyle? That's oh, yeah, right. I am, bro. Awesome. awesome. I got Sweet, Sweet. Wow. and um, been rocking the, them around. I got a chance to, yo, I gave one to my Uber one? driver. Oh, I had to get an Uber you. ride home from work, and I gave it to my Uber driver. It was awesome. Good call, man. Good call. That's awesome. I've given plenty to the taxi drivers. Yo, as well. Shout out to the Uber driver if you actually went to Paradigm Shift and go. are possibly still up super late at night watching this go. podcast. But boom, that's how it works. That's, that's what the button was for, my brother. Enjoy. <laughs> awesome, awesome, man. You uh, could have like never well done. And That's totally like, possible. Aliens, UFOs. I'm, I'm listening to the six-hour broadcast all the way to the end. Um, so yeah, <laughs> <laughs> patreon.com forward slash Brendan Culleton. Right now, we're almost at about 8.40. Um, in the next few days, I'm going to be asking your guys uh, assistance and being able to get it up to 900 uh, to be able to keep us in sync with our monthly yeah, goal. And uh, from there, it'll be uh, our big milestone of 1,000 by the end of November, which will be a really exciting thing. And we'll have some special special surprises as we uh, reach past that milestone. So thank you guys so much for being a part of that. And uh, as we wrap up this broadcast, again, just thanking the audience and thanking everyone in the live chat on YouTube, thanking everyone listening to this on the future. Um, if you want to get the MP3 versions of these broadcasts, be sure to subscribe to Paradigm Shift Radio on iTunes. So look up Paradigm Shift Radio, and if you have a mobile app, you can auto-download. And um, yeah, you can also find us at blogtalk.com forward slash Paradigm Shift Radio there. And uh, all the recordings are on my YouTube at youtube.com forward slash Skull Babylon. And uh, right now, as in at the time of this broadcast my next video is going to be on uh the doctor strange movie that i'll be releasing very soon and uh yeah other than that you can find me on facebook at skull babylon and i'll do my best to get the notes for as many people in this broadcast so you can connect with them so if you want to connect with uh people such as eddie and anybody else that you've heard in this broadcast check out the show notes afterwards and uh you'll be able to get a link to their profiles as well and uh again writing in and reminding you guys to please continue the conscious conversations 
where you are to uh, hold space for those interested in having those philosophical and metaphysical conversations. And uh, yeah, share the show with your friends and much love. Thank you so much and keep it shifty. So guys, join me in saying farewell to the internets and uh, we'll call this one. We'll wrap this up and uh, shout out to all the UFOs, the aliens and the entities out there for tuning in as well. So guys, let's all say goodnight to the internet all at once. Goodnight, internet. Goodnight, internet. May the force be with you. Much love, guys. Get some nice riff there at the end. All right, guys, we're wrapping up this broadcast. Thank you guys so much. Until next time, we will see you in the future. And uh, yes, much love. Keep your eyes on the skies and uh, turn that eye back inside to the real inside where the truth lies. So much love, guys. Keep it shifty. Peace.